MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Sponsored by Chevrolet. If only everything was as dependable as a Chevy. Chevy, we'll be there. By Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By Visa. To learn more about incredible NASCAR offers and promotions, visit Visa.com backslash NASCAR. By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR and the NHRA. Available at Sears. Craftsman makes anything possible. Sears, where else? By McDonald's. We love to see you smile. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By The Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Pfizer Men's Health, tune up for life. By Budweiser True Music, your music, your beer. By Action Performance, the choice of champions for NASCAR licensed die-cast collectibles and apparel. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Mack Trucks Incorporated, two-way communications by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by Alltel, we do wireless like you do wireless. Alltel, you got that right. The Winston Cup Series field is rolling here at Darlington Raceway, beginning the first of three pace laps before we get the start for today's Mountain Dew Southern 500. Welcome back to the Motor Racing Network and our live coverage of the last Labor Day weekend running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Only one driver failed to make the starting grid this weekend. Larry Foyt is not here. Here are the 43 starters in the Southern 500. Seven drivers will get in on a provisional start. Hermie Sandler starts 43rd in the Go Team Virginia.com Pontiac. The friendlies, SP. Film Chevrolet with Derek Cope is the 42nd starter. 41st will be Kevin LePage in the Kodak Pontiac. The Georgia Pacific Dodge with Kyle Petty starts 40th. Ken Schrader goes 39th in the 1-800-CALL ATT Dodge. The Sirius Satellite Radio Dodge with Jimmy Spencer will be 38th. Starting 37th is Michael Waltrip in the Napa Chevrolet. All these drivers getting in on a provisional starting position. 36th is Jason Leffler in the Net Zero Pontiac. 35th, Jeff Green in the Pennzoil Chevrolet. 34th is Rusty Wallace in the Miller Lite Dodge. And 33rd starter, Tony Raines, he'll be in the base Motorsports Chevrolet. 32nd is Steve Park in the America Online Chevrolet. And 31st, Kurt Busch, the Rubbermaid Sharpie Ford. Starting 30th today, Ricky Rudd, the Motorcraft Ford. 29th, Ward Burton, the Caterpillar Dodge. Jeff Burton has the Sitco Ford lined up in the 28th starting spot. 27th, Todd Bodine, the National Guard Ford. 26th starter is Joe Nemechek, the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. 25th is Robbie Gordon. He's in the Singular Wireless Chevrolet. 24th today, the Stacker 2 Dodge. That's Kenny Wallace. 23rd, Christian Fittipaldi. He's driving the Cheerios Dodge. 22nd starter is Bill Elliott, the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. And 21st, rookie driver Casey Mears in the Target Dodge. The 20th position belongs to Tony Stewart. He drives the Home Depot Chevrolet. The UPS Ford with Dale Jarrett goes off 19th. Kevin Harvick starts 18th in the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. 17th starter is Jamie McMurray in the Haviland Dodge. The U.S. Army Pontiac with Mike Skinner goes 16th. Starting 15th this afternoon, Jeremy Mayfield in the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. The DuPont Chevrolet with Jeff Gordon rolls off 14th. Sterling Marlin will be the 13th starter. 
He'll drive the Coors Light Dodge, the Budweiser Chevrolet with Dale Earnhardt Jr. starts 12th. The 11th starter, Johnny Benson, in the Valvoline Pontiac. Field will get the one-to-go signal next time they come back to the start-finish line. Here's a look at the top ten. Dave Blaney goes from 10th to Jasper Engines and Transmissions Ford. Greg Biffle has the Granger Ford going for the ninth spot. Eighth is Ricky Craven, the winner here in the spring. He's driving the Give Kids the World Tide Pontiac today. Seventh, Mark Martin, the Viagra Ford. Going from sixth, championship point leader, Matt Kenseth. He's in the Smirnoff Ice Triple Black DeWalt Ford. Bobby Labonte has the Interstate Battery Chevy going from fifth. Fourth starter, Elliot Sadler, the M&M's Ford. Third, Terry Labonte, the Kellogg's Got Milk Chevrolet. And on the front row, Jimmy Johnson, the Lowe Chevrolet. And on the pole for the sixth time this year, Ryan Newman in the Altel Dodge. They're about ready to cut them loose. One more lap around. Good afternoon, everybody. 25 degrees of banking here in turns one and two. The West. Good afternoon, everybody. 25 degrees of banking here in turns one and two. The West End of Darlington Raceway. This is the rounded end of the egg-shaped oval, and it's a major challenge. The fast way around up high, just inches from the wall in a controlled four-wheel slide that guarantees one or two dozen Darlington stripes by the end of the day. We'll cover all the action today from our vantage point high atop turn number one. Field now working behind the pace car, exiting turn two, hitting that long back straight away. That's where they kind of ease up a little bit before they get back into it. Up in turns three and four, and to cover the action there from Motor Racing Network today from Dover, Delaware, Mike Bagley. Thanks, Joe. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm positioned atop the press box. Your way through the corner, slide up, and barely graze the wall. As you work your way through the corner, slide Slide up and barely graze the wall. Inch or two, maybe five off the concrete. Back in the gas, full throttle. Dive down to the inside of turn four and make your way onto the front stretch. We'll cover all the Darlington stripes, the hits and misses. That is turn three and four here at Darlington. Fans on their feet now as the pace car pulls off the banking of turn four, hits the pit lane, the field working off turn four, coming down for the start. Ryan Newman and Jimmy Johnson lined up for the last Labor Day weekend running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. And here's Barney Hall. Every driver in the field would like to win this last Labor Day weekend Southern 500. Green flag goes in the air. We'll find out who does it some three and a half hours from now. Ryan Newman leads him to turn number one, gets out single file very quickly. Jimmy Johnson looks to tuck it in line. He will in second place. Elliot Sadler goes third. Terry Labonte fourth. Then it's Matt Kenseth and Ricky Craven off the banking to the back straightaway. Those two drivers running in fifth and sixth. Bobby Labonte rides in the seventh spot. Here's the battle for second. Elliot Sadler looks down on the inside of Jimmy Johnson. Nothing is there. Elliot Sadler will ride in the third spot for now. Sadler still on the charge, though, coming off turn four. Looks down low, not close enough to make the move. He'll slide back in line in single file. Further back, Jeff Gordon peeks down to the inside of Johnny Benson for a chance, and Jeremy Mayfield, along with several others, look down to make a move about 15th back in the pack. Close call for Kevin Harvick. He got bumped coming off turn number four, got turned sideways. He hangs on. On the move is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He dives low on Dave Blaney. Dives down to the inside of the racetrack, trying to pick up a spot there, trying to get alongside Dave Blaney. Jr. cannot do it, but Jeff Gordon can. He'll sweep underneath Johnny Benson and leave the lane open for Sterling Marlin. Now, while you've got fresh rubber on the car, you want to make as many positions as you can because these tires fall off in a hurry, so we're seeing a few moves back in the pack, not very many at the front of the field. Back to turn two. Mike Skinner dies to the inside. He'll try and make a run on Sterling Marlin. Can't get the job done. Has to fall back in line. Dale Jr. again toward the front of the pack. Goes after Blaney on the backstretch. The Budweiser Chevrolet drops down to the inside. Cannot make the move. Second lap in a row. Jr. has tried it. Has to get back in line and follow Blaney back to the corner. That's a battle for the eighth position. Just behind them, Mark Martin hangs on to the tenth spot. He holds that position. Coming up off the corner right behind him are the cars of Jeff Gordon. Also, Greg Biffler is there. Even further back, Sterling Marlin now banging on the back door, trying to make a pass in turn one. Marlin looking to get underneath the Johnny Benson machine, takes a peek to the inside, puts a wheel inside Benson. They're dead even off the banking. 
Marlin will take the spot away. He will take the 13th position away. He will make the pass coming off turn two. The lane is left open, and here comes Jeremy Mayfield to the inside of Benson. Mayfield will go. Mayfield will grab the spot. Here's Mike Skinner as well on the charge. Mike Skinner trying to move up a position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. finally gets around Dave Blaney and will now set his sights on another good race going on directly in front and, and turns one and two. That's the battle for sixth place. Bobby Labonte dives to the inside, takes it away from Ricky Craven, gets a little bit sideways midway in the corner, but hangs on and he'll motor away. Watching Johnny Benson falter again in turn two, skates up the racetrack. The lane is open. Mike Skinner gets by. Jamie McMurray makes the pass. Next up in the on-deck circle, here's Kevin Harvick, Tony Stewart, and Bill Elliott lined up behind Johnny Benson. Today's broadcast. Oh, trouble in turn three. Four cars into the wall. Five cars. It's Christian Fittipaldi, Tony Raines, Michael Waltrip, Dale Jarrett, Jason Leffler, Rusty Wallace all get collected off the end of the back straightaway. Caution immediately on the speedway. A big pile up over in turn three. Let's go back over there. Started Barney when three or four cars just got wadded up into the concrete. Christian Fittipaldi, Tony Raines, Rusty Wallace, Jason Leffler all getting collected. Dale Jarrett getting a piece of the action. As rain slid down the racetrack, Michael Waltrip, the front end of the Napa Chevrolet, all bowed in. Everybody has been able to drive away from the scene, except for Rusty Wallace. He has got a lot of damage on the front end of the Miller Lite Dodge and turns three and four just littered with debris, with four, five, even six cars getting collected off the end of the back straightaway. Not the way you wanted to see the Mountain Dew Southern 500 start here this afternoon. Tony Rain's trying to get his car into the garage area. Michael Waltrip sits down on pit road. Let's go down to pit road real quick. Yeah, Michael Waltrip's crew had to go over the wall, and start to push the Napa Chevrolet the rest of the way to the garage. He was able to drive away from the accident scene, as you heard Mike Bagley describe, but his car would not make its way to the garage. There's five car members now pushing the Napa Chevrolet. The front end completely wrinkled in. Tony Raines barely able to make it to the garage. He also has heavy front end damage to his machine, and Christian Fittipaldi also made his way down the pit lane. Caution flag out early this afternoon in the running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Today's broadcast of this event is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Darlington Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Back at Darlington Raceway, early in the running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500, a multi-car crash involving at least six cars up between turns three and four. Rusty Wallace involved, Dale Jarrett, Christian Fittipaldi, Tony Raines, Michael Waltrip, and Jason Leffler all getting some of that action. Cars going to the garage already include Tony Raines, Michael Waltrip, Rusty Wallace's car just now being pulled from the crash site up between three and four. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. Three cars have already gone to the Winston Cup garage because of that crash between turns three and four. The machines of Tony Raines, Michael Waltrip, and uh, also uh, Christian Fittipaldi went to the garage. Rusty Wallace still sitting up there on the outside of the track between turns three and four. Let's go back to Mike Bagley for a recap of how that happened. Yeah, Joe, the, basically about three or four cars got knotted up coming off the end of the back straightaway, swept up into the outside wall. And, you know, the groove here at Darlington's very narrow, two, maybe three grooves at best. Real two is the ideal line, and those cars were occupying the prime groove. 
then they started sliding down the racetrack. You had guys like Daryl Walter, or actually um, Dale Jarrett, that is, diving down to the inside of the racetrack. And when the cars began to drift down the banking, they were sitting ducks. They got collected as well. Michael Walter got a piece of the action. Also Dale Jarrett. Six cars got wadded up when they all got tangled up coming off the end of the back stretch. Three and four has been the trouble spot all weekend, not only in qualifying a little bit earlier uh, this week. We saw quite a few cars bounce off the wall up there. Yesterday in the Bush race here, we saw quite a few accidents happen up in three and four, and quite a few drivers predicted that will be the trouble spot today, and it starts very early. Again, a couple of cars that have been d- able to dive onto pit road, get a little work done on the car, and will be able to continue. Dale Jarrett's been in a couple of times. Also, Jason Leffler's car is down there now as they continue to work on it, and here comes Rusty Wallace's car. Unfortunately, Rusty is hooked up to a wrecker, and they will take his back to the garage area. Rusty has had such terrible luck trying to break that streak of uh, not winning races dating back to the spring of 2001, and every weekend seems like we'll see him in the garage, and he'll say, yep, I feel good about this week. we got a hot rod, you know, we're going to go, and it ends up like this. Had problems last week at Bristol, had a very good car, and after all the success he's had at Bristol, that kind of went up in smoke, and again, it uh, happens here at uh, Darlington. It happens very early this afternoon in the running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Ryan Newman started on the pole. He's still in the top spot. Jimmy Johnson is second. Elliot Sadler third. Terry Labonte fourth. Matt Kenseth is fifth. Here's the rest of the top ten as we continue working under the caution flag. Bobby Labonte runs sixth. Ricky Craven seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth. Dave Blaney ninth. And tenth is Mark Martin. We've completed nine of 367 laps. Only two of those cars that were involved up there out of the six in turn three and four a moment ago. The accident will be able to continue, at least for the moment. Other cars that have gone to the garage area. We said Rusty Wallace, they just took his car back there. Tony Raines, his car is gone to the garage. Christian Fittipaldi's car is in the garage. It was badly damaged. And Michael Waltrip's car, also badly damaged, is now in the garage area. Now the pit road apparently is open, and here comes just about everybody down. Ryan Newman will lead them in. Let's go down to Danielle Fry. Well, the first in on this end of pit road is Sterling Marlin. They're going to go ahead and they've already made the changes on the right side, working on the left side. It's going to be a four-tire stop for Sterling Marlin. Also in, uh, Mark Martin, Kevin Harvey, also a four-tire stop for Jeff Burton, uh, Ward Burton, as well as Casey Mears. A whole slew of others decided to stop. What about in front of you, Winston? Ryan Newman, the leader, is in. They're going to make a pan-arm bust bar adjustment and a round of wedge on his machine. It's a little bit tight. Is he going to beat everybody off pit road? Yes, just in front of Terry Labonte and Ricky Craven. A good stop for him on the Jimmy Johnson machine. They, too, just a little bit tight. They're making a wedge adjustment. The rest of the cars on this end of pit road coming in, including Elliot Sadler getting tires and rubber, Johnny Benson, Jeremy Mayfield, Dale Earnhardt Jr., all these guys coming in early to get four tires and fuel to Adam Alexander. Everybody in on the midsection of Pit Road, Winston, all of them getting four tires and fuel. Tony Stewart, Kevin LePage was in, Bill Elliott made a stop, Mike Skinner was on the pit lane, Terry Terry Labonte was quickest, leaving the midsection of Pit Road. Matt Kenseth was here. Also, Robbie Gordon, Kyle Petty, Ricky Rudd, and Kyle Busch with Ken Schrader all making stops. Dale Jarrett continues to sit idle on the pit lane. He, of course, one of the drivers involved in the incident up between turns three and four. They're concentrating work on the right front of the UPS Ford. He now pulls away, will stay on the lead lap, but it is going to be a long afternoon for Dale Jarrett. Ryan Newman beat everybody off pit road, but Jimmy Spencer has stayed on the racetrack, and Spencer should be the leader when they come back down. Everybody else behind him has pitted. We'll set the running order for you in a minute. In the time it will take you to listen to this message, a cup driver can become a hero or a has-been. A mere 60 seconds can be the difference between someone you never heard of before and a Ned Jarrett or Cale Yarbrough, Dale Jarrett, or Ricky Rudd. 
Because at 180 miles an hour, it's always possible to seize the moment, to come from behind, to get out in front and stay there. That's the way the champions of Team Ford Racing approach every track on the circuit. It's an approach that works. Team Ford picked up 15 Cup championships. They were the first team to ever bring home a grand total of 500 series victories. And that's not counting next weekend. Because at 180 miles an hour, anything is possible. Just keep your head, keep your cool, and keep driving. If you haven't looked at Ford lately, look again. Be sure to experience the Ford Championship Weekend, November 13th through 16th on NBC and Speed Channel. Check local listings. We're under the first caution flag of the afternoon. It shouldn't be more than a lap or so before we'll go back to green from the Darlington Raceway. This is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Cleanup efforts are complete here. Let's check in right now, see if we can get a word with Tony Raines, one of the drivers involved in an accident over there. He's still sitting in the race car with his helmet on. Barney, Tony, obviously difficult situation up in three and four. What happened? Well, it looked like the 43 was having some uh, serious problems. I don't know if, if Jason got into him and turned him or what, but... You know, we, we were all stacked up there, and everybody's trying to be calm, and, you know, the, the track just doesn't have a lot of grip even for uh, slowing down, you know, and everybody got stacked up. And it's kind of unfortunate. It's kind of uh, aggravating, to be honest, but, you know, I don't think it was intentional. And, you know, maybe somebody just was trying too hard. I don't know. But uh, same thing happened to us in the spring. We had a pretty good car here in happy hour, and we got tore up early in the race, and uh, Darlington just hadn't been that good to me. That's Tony Raines. Field back under green. Leader, Ryan Newman. Single file restart. They head for one. Terry Labonte rides in second. Jimmy Johnson, Ricky Craven, and Elliot Sadler back in the pack. They go three wide back around the 12th position. Jeremy Mayfield with a daring move goes to the inside of Mark Martin. That's because they got jammed up on the start. A lot of bumper cars going on, but they sort it out now with Mark Martin under attack on the back straightaway. Double wide, two rows deep. Dave Laney rumbles out of the pocket, puts the block on Sterling Marlin. Mark Martin, a lot of damage to the front of his car. Under attack and three wide in turn four. Jimmy Spencer was leading before the restart. He decided to come down the pit lane and make a stop. That is why Ryan Newman is back at the head of the pack. That three wide racing back mid-pack is still underway. They're up in turn one. Mark Martin going backward in a hurry. Kevin Harvick picks behind him, tries to fight his way through. He'll go to the inside line. There's damage as well on the left rear of the Joe Nemechek machine off turn two. Mark Martin looks back, sees Kevin Harvick in a pack of about 15 race cars stacked up. Marlin off the pace and down to the inside. Martin under fire from Kevin Harvick side by side. Ford and Chevy, they'll race that way to four. That would be the battle for 16th position as they come off turn number four and hit the front straightaway. They were getting two and three deep in a hurry back there. They're still doing it as they cross the line and head back into one. This time, Mark Martin's going to lose some more position. Martin trapped on the outside with the hood of the Viagra Ford all punched out. He drops a couple of more spots. Bill Elliott is right on his tail now. Right behind him, Robbie Gordon as they funnel off turn two. Put Steve Mark and also Casey Mears into that mix as well. Here again, Martin shuffled to the outside lane. Bill Elliott makes his way by. Robbie Gordon gets by. Steve Park, also Casey Mears, and the car of Kenny Wallace stacked up as well. Let's check in in the pits. Well, Michael Waltrip has done come from the uh, infield care center. Michael, it looked like your car got the worst end of that uh, caution. Do you have any idea what happened? No, I just um, saw Christian spin out. I don't know if someone spun him out or what, but um, the track is real narrow when you get in the turn, and I started hitting people ahead of me, and people started hitting me from behind. Unfortunate. I think uh, I think we were right. It's going to be a fun day, but it uh, unfortunately got over way too soon for our Napa Auto Parts Chevy. He was on the wrong end of the stick. That's Michael Waltrip. Michael out of the event. Also the cars of Rusty Wallace out of the race. Uh, we told you that uh, Christian Fittipaldi and you heard from Tony Raines also out because of that crash back on lap number five. 
17 laps now complete, running under the green flag, starting to spread out a little bit at the front end of the field anyway. Ryan Newman has a half-second lead over Terry Labonte. Jimmy Johnson runs third, Ricky Craven is fourth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. rides in fifth, at least for now, Dave Moody, but he's knocking on the door trying to get by Craven. Jr.'s on the hunt. He got Elliott Sadler a couple of laps ago. Now he's right up on the back bumper of the tied Pontiac for Ricky Craven. Dale Earnhardt Jr. looks to the inside. Craven holds him off for the moment. That's the battle for the fourth position. Ricky Craven in fourth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. in fifth. Throw two more into the equation. Elliott Sadler and Matt Kenseth. Those four cars nose to tail. Craven being followed by Earnhardt for now. That's going to be a scramble for fourth place. They're back in the front straightaway, but Ryan Newman continues to stay away from Terry Labonte. He has an advantage of a half a second over him right now. Again, we'll pick up the battle for fourth in turn one. That two-car battle's about to become four. Elliott Sadler moving in. Matt Kenseth there. Here comes Junior to the bottom. He just drives under Ricky Craven with a power move in turn two. Ricky Craven snaps the tied Pontiac back in line, trying to hold off the advance of Elliott Sadler. Sadler dropping down to the inside of the racetrack, trying to squeeze underneath. He'll do that and try to take the spot away in turn four. Meanwhile, a couple of veteran drivers having some problems. Mark Martin has banged in the front end of his Viagra Ford, and Sterling Marlin's Coors Light Dodge is in the garage. Adam Alexander is there. Sterling continues to sit in his machine. Sterling, what happened? I don't know. You know, you think it's think it was a race start on a quarter mile somewhere. They just they took off and just there's somebody jammed the brakes on and. I guess 24 got hit, and 6, uh, 16, me, somebody hit me in the back end. Not me in the 16 car and busted radiator. So uh, I wish I'd learn how to restart. I mean, just, it happens a lot. Just jam a brake zone and, and uh, tears everybody's stuff up. So uh, it's a mess. Sterling Marlin, a top five finish in three of the last five races here at Darlington. That not going to happen today. Dale Jarrett has also joined the attrition rate. He has now pulled the UPS forward behind the wall to assess further damage from that early crash. Things not going well for a lot of guys in the early going here with only 21 laps down. I'm telling you, Derek Cope has pulled his car into the garage, and Mark Martin is on pit road. We told you about the damage on the front end of the Viagra to Ford. They're patching it up, doing all they can to get him uh, back in a runnable condition and sending him back out on the racetrack. We'll follow up there on his situation here in a few moments. He's now working his way down the pit lane, trying to find out if the car is going to steer okay so he can take it back out on the racetrack. Let's check in there now. It seems like they are going to take uh, Mark Martin to the garage. Uh, ben Leslie and the entire Viagra crew are walking back that way. Not really sure what's wrong, but the entire front end has been up on that, so it's going to be a long day for this team as well. There are 22 laps complete, 23 about to go on the board for leader Ryan Newman as he works his way around the racetrack and comes back down to the front straightaway. He has an advantage still of a half a second. Third place on back, Earnhardt Jr. beginning to close in on those two right now. He's got the fastest car on the racetrack as they go over to turn two. No doubt about it, Barney. He's made his way around the Jimmy Johnson machine. He's up to third, but he's got a lot of real estate now. Another car on the move is Jeff Gordon. Despite having the back bumper caved in, he's up to seventh and beginning to move. He made the move around Ricky Craven a lap ago. The lane was left open. Jeremy Mayfield passed Craven, and Craven now under attack from Greg Biffle. The Granger Ford dives down low, gets even with Craven as they race to four. So the fast movers early on tonight, or this afternoon, are Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon, and apparently Greg Biffle, who's just moved up and picked off another position. Ryan Newman leads at lap 24. Mark Martin's Viagra Ford is in the Winston Cup garage. Winston Kelly is there. Yeah, there's a lot of damage to the front of the machine. It looks a lot like Sterling Marlins are trying to pull it out. Looks like they, too, are going to have to replace the radiator. Mark's still sitting in the car with his winning it up and visor down. We talked to him before the race. He said if they could get that bad luck monkey off their back, they'd have a good shot at winning. 
put the monkeys all over him today. They're behind the wall, going to replace it and go back out and get as many points as they can. Marcus, one of several veteran drivers, off to a terrible start here today at Darlington, along with Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett, Michael Waltrip, and Rusty Wallace, all out of the race early today in the running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Things looking good, though, for Ryan Newman. He continues to lead now by just over a second over Terry Levante. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. At Darlington Raceway, 29 laps complete. No change in the running order. Still Ryan Newman, Terry Labonte, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth now in fourth, and fifth, Jimmy Johnson. Let's hear from Rusty Wallace involved in that crash on lap five. Well, we were just talking about Mark Martin having a bad luck monkey. I believe yours has turned into a gorilla. Could you tell what happened out there, Rusty? Yeah, I tell you what, the year I'm having, I've, I've never in my career had a year like this. It's uh, four DNFs in a row now. Uh, basically went in turn three, the car was fine. I had a little, it was a little tight. Uh, went into turn three, and all of a sudden the 43 and the zero and the, and the 15, and they all they all wrecked right in front of me. And I was dead up against the wall already in my normal Darlington line and no place to go. I guess if there's any good news, you're going to a place next weekend that you really like in Richmond. Well, I hope so, man. I need some good luck. I don't know what I'm doing bad out there to deserve all this bad luck, but, man, it's uh, the team doesn't deserve it, near do I or the sponsors. It's just two weeks in a row now getting caught up in bad luck and just the bad qualifying really hurt us the last two weeks, too. I've got to step that up, that's for sure. When he came out of the holler, he said it was the same as last week. Wrong place at the wrong time, but Rusty Wallace able to maintain his composure as he goes to Richmond next week. Yeah, Rusty out of it for the day here at Darlington. Christian Fittipaldi apparently was one of the cars that got in trouble over there very early. Let's see if we can hear from him. Well, walk along with him in the garage. Christian, a lot of people are saying that uh, you, you might have been having problems out there. Were you having any problems? Yeah, the car was very, very tight to start with. I don't know what happened. And and independent of that, Leffler just nailed me from behind going into three. And that sort of caused a, a big wreck. I want to believe that he had some brake problems. This can't, place can be a little uh, tricky for the veterans and even for the rookies, Barney. Well, as we said when we came on the air, this racetrack doesn't favor any one, one driver when they come here. Eventually, it'll bite every one of them, and it bites about six cars real early. Rusty Wallace, Tony Raines, Christian Fittipaldi, Dale Jarrett, Jason Leffler, and Michael Walter. It apparently, at least for the moment, is favoring Dale Earnhardt Jr. As he continues climbing towards the front of the field, Earnhardt started in the 12th position. He's just moved up to the second spot, getting by Terry Labonte. We've been so busy talking about what's been going on in the garage because of that multi-car crash early on this afternoon. We've not talked about what's happening on the racetrack. So let's set the field for you here at lap 34. Ryan Newman, who started on the bud pole, still leads the way. Again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. has moved to second. Terry Labonte is third. Fourth is Matt Kenseth. And fifth is Jimmy Johnson. Elliot Sadler's in sixth. Seventh is Jeff Gordon. Eighth is Jeremy Mayfield. Jeff Burton is ninth. And tenth is Greg Biffle. Running in 11th now is Dave Blaney. Twelfth is Kevin Harvick. Ricky Craven is 13th. Kurt Busch is 14th. Tony Stewart is 15th. Bobby Labonte is 16th. And 17th is Jamie McMurray. Johnny Benson, 18th. Bill Elliott, 19th. And Robbie Gordon is 20th. 21st is Ricky Rudd, 22nd would be Mike Skinner, 23rd Kenny Wallace, 24th is Todd Bodine, 25th is Kenny Schrader, Jeff Green runs in 26th, Casey Mears is 27th, Steve Park is 28th, then Kevin LePage is 29th, Ward Burton rides in 30th, Kyle Petty's 31st, Jimmy Spencer's 32nd, Hermie Sadler's 33rd, Joe Nemechek has had some problems with his car, he is showing in 34th, Jason Leffler is 35th. 
and 36 right now out of the out of the event are Mark Mark Martin from there back through 43rd Mark Martin Derek Cope Sterling Marlin Dale Jarrett Christian Fittipaldi Tony Raines Michael Waltrip and Rusty Wallace some of the great racing now going on from fifth on back in the fifth spot. It's Jimmy Johnson trying to hold off Elliott Sandler just behind them in the seventh position. you got Jeremy Mayfield, also the machines there of Jeff Burton, Greg Biffle. Some great racing going on just outside the top ten. Matter of fact, let's pick up that battle between Elliott Sandler and Jimmy Johnson. They're going at it for the fifth position up in turn one. Sandler's been making life miserable for Jimmy Johnson the last couple of laps. He drives to the inside and will finally take that spot away. Johnson's problem's not over. Here comes Jeremy Mayfield looking for room on the inside. Sizing up Johnson coming off turn two is Jeremy Mayfield. The lap traffic in the way. Joe Nemechek down on the inside. He now will give way as the leaders will sweep to the outside. Again, Mayfield looks over Johnson. Behind Mayfield come Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon. Nobody making any real erratic moves as they come off turn number four and hit the front straightaway. The leader's about to catch Jimmy Spencer and put him a lap down in turn two. Jimmy Spencer gives way, pulls way to the outside. Ryan Newman just drives underneath him. Jimmy Spencer goes a lap down early. Jimmy Johnson, or actually that's uh, Ryan Newman bypassing the Jimmy Spencer car off the end of the back straightaway. Pulls away from Dale Earnhardt Jr. just a tad. But Jr. now about 20 car lengths behind, but making up the ground in turn four. Change for the third position. Terry Labonte just pulled over the back straightaway. Let Matt Kenseth drive right on by. So Kenseth has now moved up to the third spot. Terry Labonte falls back to fourth behind Ryan Newman and Dale Earnhardt Jr. The front two at lap 39. Some of the fast movers early on this afternoon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Gordon. We told you that uh, Greg Biffle had moved up a few spots. Jeff Burton also is on the roll. He started at the 28th position, and Burton just moved up into the 6th position. Top five at lap 42, Ryan Newman, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matt Kenseth, Terry Labonte, and Elliott Sadler. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Today's broadcast of the Mountain Dew Southern 500 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough by Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See Featherlight at www.featherlightusa.com. By the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. And by Gatorade Thirst Quencher. When you need a little something extra, when it counts most, Gatorade. Is it in you? Back at Darlington Raceway where Ryan Newman has extended his lead now to 1.9 seconds over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Matt Kenseth third, Terry Labonte fourth, and Jeff Burton is now fifth. Sixth is Elliott Sadler, seventh Jeremy Mayfield. It's from eighth on back where the good racing's been going on over the last several laps. Greg Biffle leads that parade with Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, and Dave Blaney in a close pack of racing working around this track. You're just joining in our broadcast. We've been uh, slowed by caution just one time when a multi-car accident occurred back on lap number five. That put out the cars of Rusty Wallace, also Christian Fittipaldi, Tony Raines, Michael Waltrip, others involved were Jason Leffler and Dale Jarrett. Bobby Labonte started fifth, but he is beginning to fall back through the field, and you see quite a few cars out there, Dave Moody, and you're into the racetrack that are skating all over the racetrack, even though they have had fresh rubber on here when they came in when that first caution flag came out. A lot of guys really got a handful. Doesn't take long, Barney. There's more skaters than drivers right now. They just go into that four, four-wheel slide at the bottom of turn one and hope that they can hang on to it by the time it gets to the top of the banking. And uh, a number of drivers, have, as you said, got their hands plenty full right now. We told you as we came on the broadcast here this afternoon, you always see a lot of uh, notables, I guess you'd say, when you come to Darlington Raceway, and such the case once again, Admiral Vern Clark, the Joint Chief of Staff, is with us to join us here in the booth. I understand you've been a race fan for a long time. 
And it's good to see the Navy involved in NASCAR racing now in the Bush Series. We are very proud to be uh, involved in NASCAR racing and proud of what uh, Casey Atwood's doing, and we're looking forward to uh, more of the same in the future. I know you have an awful lot of guys in the Navy and all the branches of service, for that matter, that are NASCAR fans that listen to us on the Armed Forces Radio Service Network, and uh, we're delighted to bring it to them because we get letters from, from guys all over the world. Yeah, you sure do, and uh, of course I'm a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, but I'm also the Chief of the Navy, and I can tell you there are sailors listening to you today all over the world. Well, I'm an old Navy man myself. Go back about 1951. I was on the Essex, the uh, aircraft carrier Essex. Well, we got a new one now, too, another Essex. Uh, yeah, I was reading about that not today. too long ago. But you guys do a great job, and this country owes all the branches of service, the Navy and everybody, a great debt of service. Well, thank you, Barney. I'm so proud to be able to be here today. I am a longtime NASCAR fan, a privilege to be the Grand Marshal today and represent uh, the 470,000 active and reserve sailors in our Navy, but also to represent all uniformed personnel around the world. I, want to put you, I won't put you on the spot, but if you do have a favorite driver, who would it be? Well, for many, many years, because uh, I'm from where Joe is, I uh, spent a lot of my career down in uh, Norfolk. And so, uh, in fact, we own a home down there. And so, because Ricky Rudd's from uh, Chesapeake, we have been ch uh, following Ricky for years. And, of course, there's a whole bunch of them I like, but I'd put Ricky at the top of that list. Of course, now Ricky's driving the Air Force car. That's right. And we're all joint now, Joe, so I love my Air Force. <laughs> Very good. It's good to see you here. They tell me you came to Darlington in the old days. You sat back here on the back straightaway in the little fenced-in booth and all. That's right. I think this is my fifth or sixth trip, and uh, I used to come with a group of guys who had a box on the, all the way in the top and the back, and uh, uh, we would uh, come down here, and, uh, and so this is a familiar track to me, but uh, one that uh, is always fun to watch the race because, it's, it, frankly, it's different every time you come, and the race is different each time. And I haven't been to it since uh, you swapped it all around here, but uh, we've really been looking forward to coming to Darlington. I remember that booth you're talking about used to be the, the only VIP lounge that was on any racetrack in the circuit. It was back over on the cover of that old grandstand. It was nothing but a plywood box with chicken wire front and the thing. But <laughs> yeah. the, the governor sit up there. Any, any of the dignitaries that came, that's where you went. Well, uh, this track, like every other NASCAR track, is uh, growing. And uh, I understand that it was sold out today in the largest crowd we've ever had in history. And, of course, uh, this is a, it's a real treat to be part of the Southern 500 and uh, to be here today and uh, witness this. Well, you're welcome to come back anytime, Admiral. Well, thank you very much, Barney. And I want to congratulate you two for what the job you do. You know, I'm not always home on uh, when the race is going on. So if I'm not home, the, uh, we're taping it. But if I'm in the car, I'm listening to you on the radio. And we appreciate the work you do. And we've got a lot of, a lot of NASCAR fans in the United States Navy. Thanks, Admiral. We appreciate the work you do. Thank you very much. Great being with you today. Thanks a lot. Admiral Vern Clark with us here, the Joint Chief of Staff, as we uh, roared the Darlington's uh, Southern 500 here today on this hot Sunday afternoon. On the track, Ryan Newman's lead has grown now to 3.2 seconds over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Matt Kenseth now rides in third. Jeff Burton has moved up another spot. He's up to the fourth position. Actually, Kenseth has just taken over the second spot, and Earnhardt Jr. falls back to third. Fourth is Jeff Burton. Fifth is Terry Labonte. Rest of the top ten are Elliot Sadler, Jeremy Mayfield. Jeff Gordon rides eighth. Greg Biffle ninth. And Kevin Harvick is tenth at lap 54. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. MRN Radio live at Darlington Raceway in South Carolina. It's the running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Just 55 of 367 laps are complete. So far, there's been two lead changes among two drivers. Ryan Newman currently holds a lead, which is 3.2 seconds over Matt Kenseth. 
He heads over into turn number three, and very shortly he's going to be putting an awful lot of people a lap down if this race stays under green flag conditions. Here he comes out of turn number four, and we'll tell you who some of the drivers he's going to be catching and putting a lap down in a moment. Ward Burton is the next man that the leader, Ryan Newman, is about to catch and start putting some cars a lap down as he works over to turn two. Ryan Newman had some trouble with the Todd Bodine machine, took him a couple of laps to get by and allowed Matt Kenseth to close in a bit. Now they'll race off down the back straightaway. He's got a handful of cars he's going to be catching. Ward Burton, also Kyle Petty, Kevin LePage, Jeff Green, and Mike Skinner, the cars that are in front of the race leader. Just a few moments ago, we told you it was 3.2 seconds from Ryan Newman back to Matt Kenseth. But because of Newman's difficulty in getting by that traffic, Kenseth has now closed it down to seven-tenths of a second, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. just a second behind him. The leaders go to one. Matt Kenseth now will try and dispose of the lap car of Todd Bodine, and he, too, having some trouble finding enough speed to overlap him as they move down the back stretch. Todd Bodine has the lane blocked for now. Matt Kenseth now off the end of the back straightaway will dive inside of Bodine, but still can't complete the pass. Matter of fact, he's got to come out of the throttle, get back in line, regroup, and go to the top side of turn four. Run you back through the top 15 real quick. Ryan Newman leads. Matt Kenseth is second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is third. Jeff Burton of strong fourth. He's got a great race car in the early going here. Terry Labonte is back to fifth. Elliott Sadler shows sixth. Jeremy Mayfield is seventh. Jeff Gordon's eighth. Greg Bipple's ninth. Kevin Harvick is tenth. Eleventh is Kurt Busch. Dave Blaney is twelfth. Tony Stewart's thirteenth. Jimmy Johnson, fourteenth. And Robbie Gordon make up your top 15. Let's take a sweep through the pits now. Brought to you by Mechanics Wear, the number one glove in NASCAR. Winston Kelly. Well, we talked about some of the guys going forward, and in particular in this end of pit road, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who started all the way back in the tenth position. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. has moved up, actually started twelfth and moved up to second. Some of the guys going backwards include Bobby Labonte. He didn't like the air pressure adjustment they made the last time. He's dropped all the way back to 19th. He's a little bit loose in and tied off. Jimmy Johnson, who restarted in third after that caution flag, has dropped back to 14th. He, too, is way too tight. One of the guys that we expected to have a very good run, Ricky Craven, who won here earlier in the year. Let's see if we can get a thought from Scott Miller, his crew chief. Scott, you guys have fallen back a bit. What's he saying about the car? Uh, we're just extremely tight right now. Hopefully we can get in here and get it adjusted and head back the other way. Uh, that's Ricky Craven's crew chief, Scott Miller. They worked very good early on in the race when we were here in the fall and bounced back to win. He's trying to co- become only the ninth different driver to w- sweep here at Darlington. And, guys, it's literally a who's who when you look back at those eight drivers who have. It's been done nine times. Dale Earnhardt did it twice. Other guys like Richard Petty did it. David Pearson, of course. Jeff Gordon, literally a who's who in NASCAR racing that have swept here at Darlington. Ricky Craven hoping to do it today. Now to the midsection and Adam Alexander. Perhaps the best mover on the field has been Kurt Busch. He started the Sharpie forward back in the pack in the 31st position. He's moved up to 11th. Jimmy Finning is the crew chief. He's moved up a lot of spots. Jimmy, how good's the race car? Uh, the car, car's all right right now. We're just, uh, just taking these down the tires. Kurt's doing a good job with the tires. Of course, Kurt Kurt coming off a very successful second-place finish when he and Ricky Craven battled the line here in March. Other guys who have looked good on the front of the pit road, the Winston Cup points leader, Matt Kenza, started sixth. He is up to second. His car sliding around quite a bit. They will welcome a chassis adjustment when he comes to pit road the next time. Matt Kenza's car is getting better. He just took the lead as he goes over to turn two. Kenza just goes to the inside, dives underneath Ryan Newman and takes the spot away. Newman now is going to have to battle for second. Right behind him, here comes Jeff Burton. There's Jeff Burton up on the back bumper of Ryan Newman on the back stretch. Newman changed lanes, goes to the inside of Newman. Newman tries to pinch him off at the entrance to three, goes up the racetrack, and Burton is there in turn four. Burton's got it planted right on the bottom 
from the track where he would want it. Coming up off turn four, pulls even, at least momentarily, with Ryan Newman. Newman finally squeezes out in front of him, but Matt Kenseth, after taking the top spot, is pulled out to a five-car length lead. He begins to close in now on some more lap traffic. Kevin LePage also in danger of going a lap down along with Jeff Green. The battle continues for second off turn two. Jeff Burton sizing up Ryan Newman. Should he go to the inside or outside? For now, he follows the tired tracks of Newman. Newman dives to the inside of the racetrack. Up the track he goes. Burton does not mount a charge. He'll follow him for now. Ryan Newman might have used his tires up out there when he was in the lead really setting a blistering pace and when Matt Kenseth was trying to chase him down you're good for about 10 to 15 laps if those tires are hanging in there but if you really punish the car they go away in a hurry and Ryan Newman is paying the price right now he is back in second position and he might lose that as we said to Jeff Burton Jeff Burton right up behind him as he hits the back straightaway. I think your theory of burning the tires up is probably correct. You know, we've talked here several times the fact that Buddy Baker helped Ryan Newman coming along. And Buddy told me several weeks ago, he says, you know, the only problem that boy has is he don't know how to slow down. He said on a smooth racetrack, he can ride and he'll go wide open all the way. But he hasn't quite learned on some of these older racetracks how to save the tires. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. He led up until lap 66 after uh, only giving up one lap to uh, Jimmy Spencer after Jimmy stayed out uh, when everyone else came down the pit lane. But now on lap 67, it is Matt Kenseth who takes charge of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Raybestos Breaks. The official breaks of NASCAR. Let's go down and get a report now from Danielle Fry. Well, we've been talking a lot about Jeff Burton, Barney. He started 28th and moved his way up into the top three. I just spoke with his crew chief, Paul Andrews. He said that Jeff has been very quiet and he's very happy with the car. He's not complaining about uh, any loose conditions like a lot of the other guys are on this in the pit road. Jeff Gordon said that he's extremely loose and turns three and four. Also, uh, Ward Burton, he has been loose everywhere. He's got some right front damage. Check on that last restart. So they've had to make some repairs to the Caterpillar Dodge. And uh, they just came in and stopped on lap 64 and uh, took on four tires and made a track bar adjustment. And uh, Ward Burton is back out on the track. We'll see some pit stops coming up very shortly. I'm pretty sure Winston Kelly. Not too far away from that. Yeah, we will, Barney. And uh, right now, it looks like some of the NASCAR officials here giving the caution flag adjustment or motion as they wave their hands in the air. We expected to see them between lap 75 and 85, but it looks like it's going to come right now. Debris on the racing surface is the reason for the caution flag that's going to come out here at lap number 72. And, yeah, guys like Ryan Newman, a lot of other folks as well, glad to see an opportunity to come down and put uh, fresh tires on their car. Who was at the first part of the broadcast? There's one thing about today's race. It's not going to be a fuel mileage race. It's not going to be a strategy race. This is going to be about putting new tires on and new putting fuel in the car every single time you come down pit road. Unless you really are stand to gain a heck of a lot, you're not going to see too many two-tire changes here at Darlington. You're going to see a four-tire change. But yellow flag is out for the second time this afternoon, coming out at lap 71. Debris on the racetrack. If you joined our broadcast a little bit late, we've had two cautions. That first one came out early in the event on lap number six when there was a problem going into turn number three. It eventually uh, caught, collected some six cars. Rusty Wallace, it put him out for the day. It also took Christian Fittipaldi out of the event. The Michael Waltrip's car is still in the garage. Jason Leffler, Dale Jarrett, and uh, uh, 
Christian Fittipal, or Tony Raines, the other car, I should say, were, were able to come back and run a few laps. Here comes the field now coming off the banking of turn number four to come in and make pit stops. Last time they came down four stops was back on lap number 10. That's all but the uh, seven of Jimmy Spencer and Kyle Petty. They came in on following laps, so it's been kind of a long run for these guys, and again, very, very anxious to get uh, new tires put on their cars to get back out for the next green flag run. Let's go to Adam Alexander. We'll start with the Winston Cup points leader, that being Matt Kenseth, carrying the black spurt off ice, triple black colors this afternoon. Right side service is complete. They come around to the left side. In front of him, Terry Labonte is in, Bill Elliott is in, Tony Stewart, Mike Skinner, Kevin LePage. The first one off the midsection is going to be Matt Kenseth. Robbie Gordon making a stop. Kurt Busch is in, as is the car of Kyle Petty and also Ricky Rudd down to Winston Kelly. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. pounds out just in front of Jeff Gordon. Almost puts him in the outside retaining wall, but he's going to be just the fifth off of Pitt Road as Brian Newman gets out in front of him, but it's going to be Matt Kenseth out quickest. Brian Newman's crew loose off tight in the center. They made some heavy adjustments to that machine as good as Dale Earnhardt Jr. satisfied with his car. They made a slight wedge adjustment. Elliott Sadler in. He's very loose off. Jimmy Johnson, a heavy chassis adjustment. Very tight. Jeremy Mayfield had gone from loose to tight, so they made a chassis adjustment. So everybody here, four tires and chassis adjustments to Danielle Fry. The same down on this end of pit road too, Winston. Jeff Gordon came in. It was four tires, a slight track bar adjustment for uh, the DuPont Chevrolet. He's got a slight bit of damage to the rear end of that car as well. Also in was Jeff Burton and Kevin Harvick, both taking on four tires and two cans of 76 racing fuel. Everybody making a pit stop, and we'll set the running order for you when we come. Getting ready to go back to green, and they will chase Matt Kenseth as the leader. Jeff Burton, Ryan Newman, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Elliott Sadler are the top five. Then it's Jeff Gordon, Terry Labonte, Kevin Harvick, Kurt Busch, and Jeremy Mayfield making up the top ten. Greg Biffle is 11th. Tony Stewart's going to restart 12th. Jimmy Johnson, 13th. Jamie McMurray, 14th. And Ricky Rudd to restart in 15th. And we'll find out who has uh, a little bit of something at the front of the pack right now. Jack Roush got a couple of cars up there in the form of Kenseth and Burton. And I'm going to tell you something. Matt Kenseth, just, he blows me away. that they, they, they get the job done on the track. They get it done in the pits. And luck has been on their side all year long. It'll be interesting to see what Ryan Newman has also once they've got some fresh rubber on the car. If maybe suddenly he jumps back out and takes over the top spot again here. About to find out as the field comes off turn four. Pace car hits the pit lane. Everybody here at Darlington Raceway stands up as we get ready for the restart at lap number 76. Here they come. Double file. Jeff Green down to the inside leading the cars a lap down or more. Matt Kenseth goes to work trying to get by away from him and everybody else in turn one. Jeff Green's going to try and push the point but Kenseth gets by there, three wide. Jeff Burton gets trapped up on the outside lane, gets a piece of the wall, but everybody gets away. Jeff Burton really got held up there as he and Jeff Green got together. Bottles the field up now as the race leader, Matt Kenseth, and the lap car of Todd Lodine have pulled away. Burton now breaks free and clear of lap traffic. Ryan Newman tries to do the same. Jeff Burton gets out of that traffic. Now his job is to run down the leader if he can do it. Back from third place on, it is a hornet's nest as they come across the line. Ryan Newman, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Elliott Sadler, Jeff Gordon, all in that mix as they go to turn two. A couple of lap cars as well. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. diving to the inside on Jeff Green. He'll put him away, put the crosshairs on the lap car of Steve Park. Elliott Sadler has some work to do. He's trying to pass Jimmy Spencer. He's got Spencer, Casey Mears, Jeff Green, and uh, also one other car as he tries to make the move. Sadler, meanwhile, has a whole lot of heat from Jeff Gordon from behind. Here they come now, working off turn four. Sadler's got the fifth spot. Jeff Gordon trying to take it away with a lot of traffic around there just behind him. Terry Labonte and Kevin Harvick. Let's follow Gordon, see if he can make the move by. Jeff Gordon takes a peek to the inside on Elliott Sadler. Can't find the racing room. Drops 
it back in a single file. Right behind him, Terry Labonte is on the move. Those three lead lap cars are following three cars a lap or more down. Up front, here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Pressure from the lap car of Steve Park. Earnhardt holds his ground and holds the spot for now. Earnhardt Jr. has been trying to get up to the front of the field all day long. He just can't afford to punish that car that much, even though you go back out there after a round of pit stops on fresh rubber. You can make a little headway for about eight or nine laps, but if you really punish that car, you're going to lose positions by the time you get to lap number 20. You're going to be going backwards instead of forwards. Speaking of going forwards, Matt Kenseth is pulling away in turn three. His lead, Barney, is half the distance of the backstretch. He's all by himself. He has the lap car of Todd Bodine between himself and Jeff Burton, who rides second. As he comes down to the start-finish line, his teammate Mark Martin comes out of the Winston Cup garage. He went in there about 30 laps ago. After banging in the front end, they had to replace the radiator, and Mark Martin Martin now returns to the racetrack, although a number of laps down. Race leader at the stage of the event, Matt Kenseth, works his way up off turn number two, hits the back straightaway. The margin now is two and a half seconds back to Jeff Burton. Burton rides in the second spot with Ryan Newman in third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in the fourth position. Back in fifth now, you've got Elliott Sadler. Jeff Gordon has moved up to the sixth spot. Terry Labonte is seventh. Kevin Harvick is eighth, Jeremy Mayfield ninth, and Greg Biffle runs in the tenth position. Front ten starting to stretch out a little bit. Further back, you got Kurt Busch and Tony Stewart along with Jimmy Johnson. That's a nice trio racing up into turn one. Busch takes a peek to the inside on Stewart, can't make it stick, drifts up the banking. Now Jimmy Johnson will go on the attack. Dives to the inside and takes the spot away from Kurt Busch. And behind Busch, you've got the car of Jimmy Johnson. Check that, that's Jamie McMurray. McMurray peeks to the inside, trying to get up alongside Kurt Busch. He'll do that by the time they enter turn three. McMurray now a fender out in front and the position in turn four. Jamie McMurray made a daring move going into the bottom of the racetrack over in turn three, just assuming that that car would stick, and it did, and it gains him one position. Let's pick him up again in turn one. Jamie McMurray trying to hold off Bush now. Here's Jimmy Johnson looking to the inside. That's the move on Tony Stewart. Stewart's got the high lane. He's got the momentum. Johnson's still there on the backstretch. Johnson can't make the move. Has to come out of the throttle, fall in line, follow Stewart to three, but again, he dies for the bottom. Johnson is there racing alongside Tony Stewart with Jamie McMurray trying to pick a lane to follow through. This is for the 11th position and it is side by side. Coming back off turn four to the line. Looks like Jimmy Johnson's going to squeeze by and take the position going with him now. Jamie McMurray. McMurray sticks his foot in the door on the inside. Tony Stewart with no choice but to back off. Stewart loses two spots now as McMurray jumps by on the inside. And he could lose more because he's got two more cars lined up behind him. Here's Kurt Busch again to the bottom. He will go in three. Racing side by side with Tony Stewart with Dave Blaney, Johnny Benson, and Ricky Craven stacked up behind him. Haven't seen too many cars try to make a move by getting down to the inside, going into turn number three over there and making the car stick, but we have seen a couple here in the last few laps around. Kurt Busch and Tony Stewart got a good scramble going in turn one. Tony Stewart really struggling hard on that outside lane. He's going to lose another spot to Kurt Busch. Now Dave Blaney steps into the parade, dives to the inside. He'll look to make another move on Tony Stewart. The lane was left open and Blaney was there. Couldn't make the move happen. Now Blaney's under fire from Johnny Benson. Benson breaks out of line. He will pass Blaney at the entrance to three. The lane left open still. Here comes Ricky Craven charging hard down low. Craven pulls down to the inside of the track. Makes a move cleanly by Dave Blaney. So he's going backwards. And Tony Stewart as well, just running 11th a few moments ago, has now fallen back to the 13th position. Hermie Sadler's taking his GoVirginia.com car into the Winston Cup garage. Electrical problems have put his car out of the event. He joins the cars back there of Tony Raines, Christian Fittipaldi, and Michael Waltrip. Other cars have been able to return to the race. Also out of the event is the car 
of Rusty Wallace. We've completed 86 of 367 laps. Matt Kenseth, Jeff Burton, Ryan Newman, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. That is the top four. About to have a good race among teammates for the fifth spot. Jeff Gordon there. Terry Labonte has just closed in on him. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Terry Labonte has completed the pass of Jeff Gordon, so that moves Terry up to the fifth spot. Gordon falls back into the sixth position. Further back, you got Jeremy Mayfield, Greg Biffle, Kevin Harvick, and Jimmy Johnson, rest of the top ten. We told you a couple of cars are starting to fall back a little bit. One of those, Elliot Sadler, he's dropped back to the 13th position. Winston Kelly, what's the problem there? Well, he's a little bit loose off, not happy with the grip that he's getting on the car, but they hope it'll tighten up as the run goes on, but that's not exactly what will normally happen here. At Darlington, he's falling back to the 13th position after running up in the top five. You had mentioned Dave Blaney falling back. He's falling back to the 19th position. He, too, is very loose after the last start. His crew chief, Robert Booty Barker, said, just kind of hold your composure, man. We hope the track will come to you. If not, we'll tighten it up during that next stop. So loose the name of the game for Elliot Sadler and uh, Dave Blaney, who have fallen back just a bit early on in the Southern 500. The car gets a little bit off here at Darlington, you will lose positions in a hurry, and there's not much that you can do about it until you get on pit road and make some kind of adjustments or put new rubber on the car because here, if you come in and give up track position, very unlikely you're ever going to get it back. Yeah, because if uh, somebody is hooked up, they're just going to blow on by you and uh, really take advantage of your weakness. How about Tony Stewart, Adam Alexander? What's going on with him? Well, he said that the car's pretty good. They had a little bit of a loose situation in the early part of this run, but in talking to crew chief Greg Zipadelli, they feel like the Home Depot Chevrolet will get better and better as the run continues. He started the race today 20th, and at that first caution flag, should say the second caution flag when they pitted for the first time, came down pit road. He was able to come down, make an adjustment. He feels like the car is where it needs to be, and he can keep it up in the top 15, top 10 and hopefully be where he needs to be in that final 50 miles or so. Adam must know what he's talking about because uh, just then Tony Stewart picked up another position, got by Elliott Sadler, so he's moved up to the 13th position. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will nominate a key part of today's race as the EA Sports moment of the race. The moment of the race will be authentically recreated in a future release of EA Sports' NASCAR Thunder video game. Because if it's in the game, it's in the game. Been a while since we gave you a full field rundown. Let's do that right now. Matt Kenseth is the leader. He has an advantage of six-tenths of a second on Jeff Burton, and Jeff's beginning to close in just a little bit. Ryan Newman is third. He is a little over three seconds behind the leader, Matt Kenseth. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is fourth. Terry Labonte is fifth. Jeremy Mayfield is now sixth. Greg Biffle's having a good day. Greg is up to seventh. Jeff Gordon is eighth. Kevin Harvick is ninth. And Jimmy Johnson is tenth. Good day for Jamie McMurray. He's had a strong race car since they dropped the green earlier this afternoon. He is in 11th. Kurt Busch shows 12th. Tony Stewart's 13th. Elliott Sadler is 14th. Ricky Craven is 15th. And Robbie Gordon is 16th. Bill Elliott's in the 17th position. Johnny Benson is 18th. Ken Schrader's 19th. Bobby Labonte is 20th. Kenny Wallace is 21st, Ricky Rudd 22nd, Kevin LePage 23rd, Dave Blaney 24th, Kyle Petty make up your top 25. Mike Skinner's in 26th, that's a list of cars that are on the lead lap right now. One lap down is Todd Bodine, he's 27th, Jeff Green 28th, Steve Park is 29th, Casey Mears is 30th, Jimmy Spencer is 31st, Joe Nemechek 32nd, Ward Burton is 33rd, Jason Leffler 34th, Sterling Marlin is 35th. We told you Hermie Sadler is out of the event. He's being scored 36. Derek Cope out and then uh, out of the race, then back in. 
He's 37th. Same for Mark Martin, who scored 38th. Dale Jarrett, 39th. Out of the race, the cars of Tony Stewart, Christian Fittipaldi, and Michael Waltrip. Rusty Wallace went out on lap five in that multi-car crash. He now is back in the race, but being shown in the 43rd position. We've had three lead changes among three drivers so far today, and two caution flags have waved. One on lap five, that multi-car crash involving six drivers, and then a caution for debris on lap 72. Jeff Burton's getting a little closer to running Matt Kenseth down as they go over to turn two. He's closing in a little bit every lap, Barney. He's got it down to about six car lengths right now, just whittling away at the lead from Matt Kenseth. And Kenseth is going to start closing in on some lap traffic. Derek Cope, also Mike Skinner, Jason Leffler, some of the cars that the leaders are going to have to sort through now as Mike Skinner finds the wall in front of the leaders. Up against the wall and into the concrete goes Skinner. Now Sparks there from the back of the machine as he has found the concrete in turn four. Skinner is running in the 26th position. It was the last car on the lead lap and as Mike Bagley said the leaders were closing in on him when he tagged the wall. Let's check back over in turn four. Mike Skinner slid up made contact with the wall made a lot of contact enough so that Sparks were flying from the back of the U.S. Army Pontiac and that happened about 20-25 car lengths in front of the race leaders. They got on the binders. Skinner held it to the top side of the racetrack as they have been able to uh, not break stride but at a reduced rate of speed keep continuing down the front stretch. Third caution flag of the afternoon is on the field right now. It came out at lap 99 and this is a racetrack you do not force the issue because you will pay the price as we have seen already in the early going. Pit road is going to be a very busy place here in a moment and from some of the way those cars were sliding around back from about fifth position on back they will welcome a change of rubber. Been about 26 laps since they last all came in and made a pit stop so we uh, certainly should see everybody come down the pit lane here at lap 100 is when they get back around to the front straightaway to make their stops. As they work back to pit road let's say a quick note of congratulations to Motor Eight or Motor Racing Outreach celebrating their 15th anniversary. The original founders of the ministry to the drivers and crews and their families, Darrell Waltrip, Bobby Hillen, and Lake Speed were all here last night for the celebration along with the original minister, Max Helton. That uh, organization was formed 15 years ago right here on this race weekend, the Motor Racing Outreach, and they have really come a long way since that time. Our congratulations on your 15 years. The field is on pit road to Adam Alexander. The last time they came in, Joe, lap 73, a great pit stop, got Matt Kins at the lead. Right side service is complete on his Ford. Terry Labonte is in, as is Bill Elliott, Tony Stewart, Kevin LePage, Robbie Gordon. Also on the pit lane, Kyle Petty, Ricky Rudd, and Kirk Bush. Matt Kins of the way in 14.8 seconds. Right behind him, Terry Labonte, the second off the midsection of the pit lane, to Winston Kelly. And the Budweiser Chevy is going to fall in line third behind the uh, Jeff Burton and Matt Kenseth. A couple of rounds down, they were a little bit loose trying to tighten that machine up. The machine of Jimmy Johnson, very tight. A wedge adjustment there. Heavy adjustments on both sides of the day. Blaney car, we talked about him being very loose. Ryan Newman, a lot happier with his race car. He gets four tires and fuel, as does Bobby Labonte, Elliott Sadler, and the rest of the guys here on the midsection of pit road. Now to Danielle. It was great pit work for Jeff Burton's team. They uh, had a four-tire stop, minor adjustments to the uh, MDA Ford. Also in were Kevin Harvick and Jeff Gordon, those two also taking on four tires and two cans of fuel. Pit stops complete, except for the cars that are a lap or more down. They'll be coming on the pit road very shortly. Field gets the indication they're going green in about three-quarters of a lap. Let's go down to the garage. Mike Skinner is climbing from the, the uh, U.S. Army Pontiac. What's the problem, Mike? Well, I'd hate to say it was driver error. The car was really, really tight all day, and I've been clipping the apron, just really stopping, just getting in the corner, clipping the apron to make it turn, and then just sliding the car coming off the corner and... Uh, that time there, I, I just couldn't get it to the bottom. That happened two or three times. At that time, it hit it hard enough, it hurt it. 
Heavy damage to the right side of his Pontiac. The crew working on the right front and the right rear, but no doubt going to be a long afternoon for Mike Skinner. I think uh, Mike is kind of reiterating what Ron Hornaday was talking about at the Bush race yesterday. He says, you know, all of the cars run up close to the outside wall. It's not that you want to run up there. You want to run down low, but the car skates up there. It slides up to the outside retaining wall. You're just hanging on, as Mike Skinner said. Got a little bit too high up there. He brushed the wall, and unfortunately, the U.S. Army Pontiac is out of the race. Yeah, Mike was trying to keep from going a lap down. Got him there just a little bit too hard and has brushed the wall. We're going back to green as the field comes off turn number four. Jeff Burton is the leader. Matt Kenseth, Ryan Newman, Earnhardt Jr., and Kevin Harvick, the top five. few cars down to the inside. Lap machines will not be a problem for Jeff Burton as he takes them over to turn two. Burton gets cleanly away from Steve Park. Matt Kenseth wedges his way around to the outside. Ryan Newman will have to dive low. Kenseth wants the lead off turn two. Side by side, two teammates, two Fords racing for the lead at Darlington. Kenseth has a fender out in front. He will sweep around Jeff Burton and grab the lead. Not so fast, though. Burton tries to rally back on the outside lane. Burton works the outside, trying to come back and regain the top spot. Not quite strong enough or maybe not quite brave enough. That wall comes up in a hurry. So Matt Kenseth back to the front of the pack. Three wide momentarily, a bit further back as Kevin Harvick goes down low, trying to make a move to the inside of the Casey Mears machine. He'll back out of it as Steve Park gets a little piece of the wall off turn two. Meanwhile, up front, Ryan Newman is broken free of lap traffic. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has done the same. You've got the lap car of Todd Bodine, Steve Park, and Jeff Freed along with Casey Mears before you get back to Kevin Harvick, who rides in the fifth position. Ryan Newman and Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to get up there and be a player in this thing, at least at this stage of the game at lap 105, making any headway on them as they go down to turn two. Yeah, Ryan Newman gains a little. Newman indeed trying to close in now on Jeff Burton. He's within about five car lengths and continues to close the gap off two. Ryan Newman has dropped the hammer. He's in hot pursuit of Jeff Burton and Matt Kent's at the front two. Further back, Kevin Harvick in fifth, trapped in traffic, finds his way around Casey Mears, now closes in on the side-by-side battle of Jeff Green and Steve Park. Just behind Harvick, you've got the other cars also trying to clear themselves of traffic. Greg Biffle, Jimmy Johnson, and Terry Labonte all working hard to get out of the mess of traffic. Jeff Gordon was with them. Also, Jamie McMurray finally squeezing by some of the slower cars. Everybody having to be patient right now, just kind of pick their way through. No radical moves. Diving to the inside, here's Jimmy Johnson for a move against Greg Biffle. Jimmy Johnson opens the inside lane off turn two and further back they almost stack them three wide. Jamie McMurray Jeff Gordon and Terry Labonte throw the lap car of Casey Mears in the mix as they run double wide two rows deep. Yeah that looks like a used car lot coming off turn number four the way they came through there. Down to the inside this time goes Terry Labonte and Jeff Gordon trying to ease up and gain some track position as they go off into turn number one. Jamie McMurray has got a very good race car. McMurray's over to turn two. He's got a strong car and he's driven it very patiently so far Barney. Terry Labonte, Jeff Jeff Gordon, McMurray, Kurt Busch, now Tony Stewart, all making their way under Casey Mears. Matt Kenseth scrubbed the wall that time. Coming off turn number two, lost not only the top spot, but the second spot as well. Jeff Burton back to the lead. Ryan Newman to second. We'll see as Kenseth come by. Yes, indeed. He's got that Darlington stripe, but it does not seem to be rubbing on the on the, uh, the tire there. Dave Moody? A fairly substantial Darlington stripe, Joe, but he's right back up there in the outside lane. He's back on the hammer. So apparently only cosmetic damage for Kenseth. Jeff Burton goes to the lead. Ryan Newman goes to second. Kenseth falls to third. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. closes in from the fourth spot. Matt Kenseth just three car lengths away from being bypassed from Jr. 
Jeff Burton right now has clear sailing, no traffic in front for almost a half a lap around the speedway. He can take any line he chooses and see how much distance he can build up on Ryan Newman, Matt Kenseth, and Earnhardt Jr. back over in two. Jeff Burton right up next to the wall. He's got a good lead over Ryan Newman. Kenseth appears to be okay. He's back up to speed, and he keeps Earnhardt five car lengths behind. And for now, he will maintain that distance on the back stretch. Further back, you got a busy boy in Terry Labonte. He is trapped in traffic, and he is going to work on Steve Park. Park slides up the racetrack. Opens the inside lane for Terry Labonte. The lane stays open for Jamie McMurray. And now Jeff Gordon is the one that's trapped in the high side. This is from eighth on back. Terry Labonte clears the lap traffic. With him comes the ninth place car, which is Jamie McMurray. Next up, you've got Kurt Busch. He swings down to the inside. Matter of fact, he gets by Jeff Gordon. And Tony Stewart does as well. Stewart steps into the open daylight underneath the Jeff Gordon machine. He'll move underneath him as well. Then it's Gordon. Five car lengths ahead of Ricky Craven and Ward Burton. Ricky Craven makes the pass as Casey Mears slid up the racetrack that allowed Ward Burton to get by. Now here's Robbie Gordon. He too will bypass Casey Mears along with Bill Elliott as they shuffle off turn four. Jeff Burton brings them back across the line, puts 111 laps on the board. That'll give us 256 to go here at Darlington in the Mountain Dew Southern 500 this afternoon. Ryan Newman, Matt Kenseth, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick are your top five. Jimmy Johnson is sixth. Greg Biffle's having a great day. Greg is seventh. Terry Labonte been racing hard all day long, hangs in there in eighth. Jamie McMurray, we talked about having a real good race car. He's taking care of it. He is ninth, and Kurt Busch shows in the top ten. Today's broadcast of the Mountain Dew Southern 500 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Ray Bestus, the best in brakes, certified for your safety. By Pfizer Men's Health, tune up for life. By 76 Gasoline. Next time you're on empty, fill up with 76 with Pro Power. Get the spirit of 76. And by Alltel, we do wireless like you do wireless. Alltel, you got that right. 117 laps on the board. Jeff Burton continues to set a blistering pace. And, Joe, I think if there's any driver in the field that needs a win, that team does. They have struggled so hard this year trying to put things together, and they're almost as uh, had as much bad luck as Rusty Wallace had. He was talking about what a terrible year he's had. Uh, Jeff uh, Burton with uh, not a whole lot of good qualifying runs, and his uh, best finish of the year was a second at uh, Daytona in July. But uh, for the most part, their finishes have been 15th and beyond and I've not had a whole lot to crow about. I remember coming into this season, we're talking about who might be the contender for the championship this year. His name was close to the top of the list. Yeah, for a couple of years there, they were one of the strongest teams on the circuit. Then they kind of got in a slump for about a year and a half, and they tried to turn things around, made a few personnel changes over there. And I probably, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking this is a racetrack that could, it could well happen because he has had some great runs at this place over the years. Jeff Burton won both races here back in 1999. And, of course, it kind of runs in the family. Ward Burton, his brother, also with a lot of success at his ra- is, uh, here at Darlington Raceway. He won twice here back in September of uh, the 01 season and also in March of the 2000 season. So the Burton family with a lot of uh, good things. I think in Jeff's case, remember, both of those races were called early because of rain. Uh, There was one particular one, I remember, when he got uh, caught up in a crash. Caution flag came out because of rain. If we went back under the green flag, he was going to the garage. If it kept raining, he was going to win. And that's the way it turned out. (laughs) Luck, as they say, I'd rather be lucky than good. At 120 laps, Jeff Burton continues to lead. His advantage over Ryan Newman is getting a little bit larger instead of a little bit smaller. Ryan is now three and six-tenths seconds behind him. Matt Kenseth shows in third. Matt's having a little trouble getting up there with the front two also right now after scrubbing the wall a little bit earlier here this afternoon. 
Earnhardt Jr., who has had a car that is fast at a given time, now having problems making up any distance on the front three that are ahead of him. He is six and two-tenths seconds behind the leader, Jeff Burton, and Kevin Harvick's having a decent day. Kevin shows up there in fifth. Showing 25 cars right now on the lead lap at lap 121 of 367 that make up the total distance. We've had nine lead changes among four drivers today. Caution flags have waved only three times so far. Out of the race now, the cars of Mike Skinner, Hermie Sadler, Tony Raines, and Christian Fittipaldi. If you're joining the broadcast late, a number of the other drivers who were considered to be uh, contenders for the win here today, certainly veteran drivers, caught up in a multi-car crash on lap five. Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, uh, also the cars of Michael Waltrip involved there, plus Jason Leffler, Tony Raines, and Christian Fittipaldi. That's not why we're not talking about those guys too much because some have come back but are a number of laps down from the race lead. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a NASCAR Winston Cup, Bush, or Craftsman Truck Series event, be sure to visit one of the familiar green MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying. Jeff Gordon not getting through either end of this racetrack all that well. A moment ago we were looking at him going over into turns one and two and uh, he just having all kinds of problems handling problems on the car over there, Dave Moody. He's lost a, a few positions. Yeah, that's exactly right, Barney. Ricky Craven had been dogging him for a number of laps, made the move to the inside, bypassed Jeff Gordon, Robbie Gordon and Bill Elliott in short order, and they have pulled away from the DuPont Chevrolet. Gordon really struggling right now as he exits turn two. Yeah, he's had his hands full the last few times by in this end of the racetrack. He's been skating up the racetrack and flirting with contact with the outside wall. He's got Jeremy Mayfield closing in on him now as, again, Gordon slides up the racetrack and easing back on the gas and losing ground to the rest of the field. Gordon has fallen all the way back to the 15th position here, a six-time winner at Darlington Raceway. Things not looking real good for him here today. Let's follow that uh, battle now as Jeremy Mayfield closes on on him. Right up underneath Jeff Gordon's rear bumper. Now we will dive to the inside and make short work of the DuPont Chevrolet. Mayfield moves up. Gordon slid up the racetrack. It left the lane open for Mayfield. He completed the pass off turn two. Gordon is able to stay with him, but now loses a car length. And if he looks back, he's got Johnny Benson and also Elliott Sadler closing in on him now. We are 125 laps into the event here this afternoon. Again, we gave you the top 10 a moment ago. Run you a little further back. Tony Stewart is 11th. Ricky Craven is 12th. Robbie Gordon is 13th. Bill Elliott's 14th. Jeremy Mayfield is 15th. And Jeff Gordon is now falling all the way back to 16th. Johnny Benson is 17th. It'll be Elliott Sadler 18th. Ricky Rudd 19th. And Dave Blaney 20th. Bobby Labonte was running very strong in the early part of this race. Now Bobby's slid all the way back to 21st position. Ken Schrader's 22nd. Kenny Wallace is 23rd. Kyle Petty 24th. Kevin LePage make up the top 25. Running 26 now. One lap down is Jeff Green. Todd Bodine is 27th. Steve Park is 28th. Casey Mears 29th. And Jimmy Spencer is 30th. Joe Nemechek is 31st. Ward Burton 32nd. Jason Leffler is 33rd. Mike Skinner still shown in uh, 34th, although he's out of the race. A number of laps down the cars of Sterling Marlin, Derek Cope, Mark Martin back in 37th, Dale Jarrett 38th. Hermie Sadler is out. Rusty Wallace is back. A number of laps down. He's 40th. Michael Waltrip is running 41st. Tony Raines and Christian Fittipaldi also out of the race. One guy who's really turned up the wick here recently is Kevin Harvick. He just got by Matt Kenseth, and Harvick has now moved up to the third position. So maybe he's starting to show what he can do with some of these guys here this afternoon. After he got by Kenseth, Mike Bagley, he's starting to pull away. Yeah, he got by Dale Earnhardt Jr. first, Joe. He uh, made the pass on Jr. Then he made his way past Matt Kenseth, and is starting to close in on Ryan Newman. That would be the challenge for the second spot. 
129 laps about to go on the scoreboard. Jeff Burton, Ryan Newman, Kevin Harvick, Matt Kenseth, and Jimmy Johnson. That will be your top five. Jeff Burton having everything his way right now, but his way is still a long ways to go to get to victory lane. 235 laps remain. Ryan Newman not gaining any ground, not losing all that much. He is still a little better than six seconds behind. Kevin Harvick's getting awfully close to Ryan Newman. Jimmy Johnson and Matt Kenseth have been having a pretty good run around here, That and uh, that makes up the top five here at Darlington at lap 133. But for Jeff Burton... As we said, I don't think there's a driver in the field. Well, there's a bunch of guys that could use a win, but it's been a while for him, and he has really been struggling. Looking good right now. Seven full seconds that lead between Jeff Burton and second place Kevin Harvick. Grant Litch has stepped into the booth here, the president of the Talladega Super Speedway, where we will be very shortly. The way this uh, season's going on, I can't believe that uh, it seemed like Speed Weeks was last week, and suddenly we're here at Darlington already. That's right, Joe. It seemed like y'all were just in Talladega with us for that great race we had in the spring, and we're looking forward to a great race this fall. We've got some great seats left both on the front stretch. We talked about it yesterday. The Allison Grandstand on the back stretch, a two-day ticket for $60. That's a whole lot of racing and a very exciting part of Talladega Super Speedway. You know, when those cars come out of turn two there and they go five wide and got to pack it back in before they get to three, it's a pretty exciting place on our racetrack. There really is not a bad seat in the house at Talladega, truthfully. No, there's not, Barney. When we built the Allison Grandstand a few years ago and replaced those old wooden grandstands, that uh, actually Kenny Schrader's got some of them up at his racetrack he had. Uh, you know, that seat's so good back there. The sight lines are great. And from the front, you know, we joke about it. If we make those grandstands any taller, we're going to be able to watch the races at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Well, it's some great racing at Talladega. As we've said it many, many times, they don't race anywhere in the world like they do at Talladega. I know you have uh, quite a bit to do with several other racetracks also that ISC owns. What about the California Speedway? Well, as you know, Barney, with the realignment 2004 and the move of the traditional Labor Day date from here to out there for next year, we're ready and already selling tickets for that race at California. And and fans can go on the California Speedway website and view the seats where they can pick their own seats out, all of our events on sale in California. And for those tickets, as well as tickets at Talladega, it's 1-800-PIT-SHOP. So fans are out on the West Coast. We're coming to see you next September with a brand-new Winston Cup event. You know, we used to run three races out there, Barney, as you remember. We think the fan support out there is going to be a lot for this race, so I encourage the fans to call early for their California tickets. Well, I'm sure a Labor Day weekend race out there, they're going to fill the place up. Not much doubt about that. Buying race tickets on the Internet, that is something you guys have really gotten into over the last year or two. And I was kind of browsing around on one of the sites here a couple weeks ago to see how you do it. You can select your seat, see what the availability is, complete the whole process right there. That's right, Joe, and a lot of our fans are choosing that way to purchase now with the Internet becoming more fan-friendly, and we've tried to make it real easy to get your seat, take a virtual tour of the facility, pick out your seat, actually complete the transaction online. Again, call the Speedways at talladegasuperspeedway.com, californiaspeedway.com, or wait 1-800-PIT-SHOP. Very good. Uh, Internet's a great way to do it. I know the folks down at Homestead and the rebuilding the banking and all, they have photos daily of how the progress is coming along there. So that whole concept is working once again. Website address once again? Website address for Talladega, talladegasuperspeedway.com, californiaspeedway.com, or 1-800-PIT-SHOP. Or grantlynch.com. Yeah, that's right, grantlynch.com. <laughs> Thanks so much for dropping by. look forward to seeing you at Talladega, and it's going to be exciting next year California. Well, we'll see you guys there, and we'll also see you out of Kansas a week after that. So we'll be with you a lot in, right, in thanks, the future. Man. 
Jeff Burton's lead now has uh, actually grown a little bit. We thought Kevin Harvick was closing in on him a little bit, but it is now a margin between first and second place of 8.7 seconds. So he is in charge here today. Jimmy Johnson runs in third. Greg Biffle is fourth. Fifth is Ryan Newman. In sixth now, Matt Kenseth. Seventh is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Eighth is Jamie McMurray. Ninth is Kurt Busch. And tenth is Terry Labonte. Other cars on the lead lap here at lap 139 include Bill Elliott. He's 11th. Ricky Craven is 12th. 13th is Robbie Gordon, 14th is Jeremy Mayfield, and in 15th, Tony Stewart. Johnny Benson is 16th, Ricky Rudd is 17th, 18th is Elliot Sadler, 19th, Dave Blaney, and Jeff Gordon has fallen back to 20th. 21st is Bobby Labonte, 22nd, Kenny Wallace, 23rd is Kyle Petty, 24th is Ken Schrader, and Kevin LePage still on the lead lap. He's shown in the 25th position, driving the Kodak Pontiac. Jeff Green is now in 26th place. Todd Bodine shows 27th. Steve Park, 28th. Casey Mears, 29th. 30th is Joe Nemechek. 31st is Ward Burton. Jimmy Spencer is 32nd. Jason Leffler is 33rd. Sterling Marlin, who spent uh, quite a bit of time in the garage, is in 34th position. Mike Skinner is out of the event, but he will finish in 35th, or he would if the race ended right now. He completed enough laps to do that. Derek Cope, Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett, Hermie Sadler, Rusty Wallace, Michael Waltrip, Tony Raines, Christian Fittipaldi, the rest of the top 43, and most of those cars have had problems and spent a great deal of time in the garage. Wherever you might be this next Tuesday night, make sure and tune in to MRN Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for NASCAR Live with Eli Gold. With racing coming up next week at Richmond, Eli will talk to the winner of this year's spring race at Richmond, Front Row Joe Nemechek. Eli will also highlight the headline makers from here at Darlington. It's a full hour of live talk, and it wouldn't be a show without you. So don't miss it. NASCAR Live with Eli Gold this Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, on many of these MRN radio stations. That nine-second lead that Jeff Burton had over Kevin Harvick has suddenly gone away because the caution flag has come out here at Darlington Raceway. A piece of metal found on the racing surface too close to the groove between turns one and two is the reason for this caution coming out on lap 147. So suddenly all that uh, distance that Jeff Burton had built up has gone away, and of course everybody will come down the pit lane and get service here at lap 148, more than likely, once they come back around and fall in behind the pace car. Here's the way they're running. Now before they come in to make these stops, then we'll uh, compare that to how they come out. Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, the top three. Greg Biffle had moved up to fourth. Ryan Newman had fallen back to fifth. Matt Kenseth is sixth. Seventh is Jamie McMurray. Eighth is Kurt Busch. Terry Labonte ninth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. riding in the 10th spot. Now, if you weren't with us earlier, Matt Kenseth was very strong early this afternoon. Took over the lead back on lap 67. And again, uh, took over the top spot about 105. But then brushed a wall off turn number two. Adam Alexander, any further word on if that's causing any problems now? What happened there? Well, it did slow down the race car, Joe. They said they pushed in the right front fender, wasn't getting the downforce he needed. I'm sure they were looking to this caution flag to maybe be an opportunity to make an adjustment on the race car, pull out the fender, and get back to where they need to be. They'll be one of a handful of cars making their way down the pit lane. In fact, here come the cars now. Matt Kenseth running six will be the first to pull into his pit stall on the pit lane. Terry Labonte also going to make a stop. Kurt Busch is also in. Kenseth the first to hit his marks directly behind him. Robbie Gordon, he has had a good afternoon today. Ricky Rudd making his stop. Tony Stewart is in. Bill Elliott also on the pit lane. Right side service complete for Kenseth. They're around to the Left side of the Smirnoff Ice Ford. Left side service is complete. They go back around, pull out the fender on the right side. Terry Labonte, the 
quickest off the midsection of pit road, then it's Kurt Busch and Matt Kenseth to Winston Kelly. Earnhardt Jr. with a heavy chassis adjustment after doing a free fall through the field. But Kevin Harvick looks like he's going to be the first off of pit road. A good stop for Greg Biffle. He'd been very happy with his car. Ryan Newman a little bit loose, but the car keeps coming around the longer the run goes. Bobby Labonte not happy with his car at all. Tight in the middle of the corner. He said it just goes away very early. Dave Blaney very loose. Four tires and fuel there. Elliott Sadler loose off. He made a chassis adjustment. Jimmy Johnson, we talk about being extremely tight. Four tires and fuel on his machine to Danielle. It was flawless pit work for uh, Kevin Harvick's GM Goodwrench uh, Chevrolet team. They were four tires, no adjustments. Also, no adjustments on Jeff Burton's team. He, too, took on four tires. But Jeff Gordon, we mentioned that he had fallen all the way back to 20th position. He was fighting very loose conditions. They, he was asking for another adjustment. It was his 12th adjustment of the day on that car. So he's been fighting a very ill-handling car all day long. Everybody with four tires, a tank of Unical fuel, getting ready to get down to business here again very shortly. I did not realize, I was looking back through the book, that coming into this race today, Kevin Harvick had never led a lap at this racetrack. Well, I, I guess it's uh, not too hard to, to fathom because this racetrack is so tough. And uh, we talked earlier about some guys seem to hook up to it, others do not. But, yeah, Harvick uh, had not uh, done that well at this racetrack. Even in the Bush Series, I don't think he ever did that well. And I don't have the notes in front of me as far as what he accomplished here in the Bush Series. But as far as uh, Winston Cup Series racing, his best finish was a third in the March 2002 race. And I guess for a guy who struggles at a track like this, that's quite an accomplishment. Well, I'm sure he's glad to get that out of the way here now. He has led a lap because he's credited with leading the lap as he just came across the line. But Kevin Harvick, uh, in five races here, had never led a lap at this racetrack. He'd like to lead the last one here this afternoon. Field works across the start-finish line with Harvick as the leader. Jimmy Johnson second, Greg Biffle third, fourth, Ryan Newman, and fifth, is Jeff Burton. That's where he winds up after the pit stops. A couple of laps before we get back under the green flag. Let's get a NASCAR performance tip brought to you by NASCAR. I'm Eli Gold with today's NASCAR performance tip. Let's talk about batteries for a minute. Perhaps the one under your hood has gone beyond its life expectancy and you worry about being stranded with a car that just won't start. You can stay in control of the situation by making the decision to have a new one installed while the old battery still has some life in it. This NASCAR performance tip is brought to you by NASCAR. At Darlington Raceway, we've completed 151 of 367 laps, making up the Mountain Dew Southern 500 here today. There have been 10 lead changes among five drivers so far recently. Most recently, that is, Kevin Harvick takes over the top spot. Just good service on pit road puts him out front. Yeah, pit work uh, very critical here at Darlington. Track position outstandingly critical uh, for a car. Kevin's been struggling with his machine all day long. Let's see if they've got it adjusted to where it is to his liking, and he can hang on to the lead here this afternoon. Jimmy Johnson's going to be restarting right behind him. Jimmy's been getting stronger as the day goes by. Give a call to Greg Biffle. Greg has hung in there all day long, up and never been any further back except a couple of times on pit stops out of the top ten. He shows in third, Ryan Newman, who led a great deal of this thing and looked like he was going to dominate it at one time, is going to restart in fourth. He hasn't been able to get back up there and do all that much with Jeff Burton a moment ago. Jeff Burton himself went from the lead when he came in on the pit road to fifth after they came out of that round of pit stops. Then Terry Labonte is going to restart sixth, Jamie McMurray seventh, Kurt Busch eighth, Ricky Craven ninth, and Matt Kenseth 10th, and again, we're going to take another lap or so under caution 
before we go back to green. One to go signal coming out this time. That uh, restart was called off because of the Budweiser Chevy that stalled on the racetrack right at the apron between turns one and two. They're now pushing him back into the garage area off of turn two. He'll come back through to the front side where the Winston Cup garage is located and try to complete the repairs that Winston Kelly described plaguing the Budweiser Chevy. Tough break. They were running in the 10th position when that uh, incident occurred. Next weekend, Motor Racing Network heads off to Richmond, Virginia. It is a big triple header weekend of racing there starting on Thursday night with the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series and the Virginia is for Lovers 200. We'll also run the NASCAR Bush Series cars there on Friday night, the Funai 250, and of course the Chevy Rock and Roll 400 Winston Cup race next Saturday night under the lights at Richmond. Now the Winston Cup race is sold out, but tickets remain available for the truck race on Thursday night and the Bush Series event on Friday evening. Call the Speedway Ticket Office and get your tickets. Join us if you can. From there, we move on to New Hampshire International Speedway. The Sylvania 300 weekend will be there to run that event, plus the trucks and the New England 200. That is the weekend of September the 12th through the 14th. Their ticket offices are open right now as well. Check out some of these upcoming races. Join us if you can. If not, of course, join us right here on the Motor Racing Network. Kevin Harvick about to be tested as they get ready to go back to green. The green flag will come out at lap 153. Jimmy Johnson's going to restart right behind him. Then Greg Biffle, Ryan Newman, and Jeff Burton will make up the top five. Terry Labonte, Jamie McMurray, Kurt Busch, Ricky Craven, and Matt Kenseth make up the top ten. As they come down to the line, there's going to be about a half a dozen cars or more a lap down as they work their way back to the start-finish line, go back to green, and setting sail is Kevin Harvick. Jimmy Johnson's going to stay right with him. Those two get a little breathing room on the rest of the field. Johnson gets a little bit of a bump from the Steve Park machine as he makes his way past on the outside. Greg Biffle trapped behind two lap cars, so the lead pair will get away off two. Greg Biffle can't make any moves, but Ryan Newman can. Down to the inside of Biffle comes Newman. Side by side, they race into turn three. Give the third spot to Ryan Newman. Greg Biffle falls in line in fourth, and right now in fifth, Jeff Burton goes to work with a lap car of Jeff Green. Burton's got to get by that lap car quickly before the front four get away from him. He works now closing in on that, looks back and sees some traffic closing in on him. Terry Labonte and Jamie McMurray are right there. Kurt Busch and Ricky Craven right behind them. About six lead lap cars all formed up single file trying to make their way to the front. And they're racing for the fifth spot on back. That's where Jeff Burton has that spot, trying to hang on to it. Here's Greg Biffle, though. To the inside, he'll go. The lap car of Jeff Green bypasses Biffle. Now, here comes Burton now to make the move. Jeff Burton trying to hold a position, maybe gain a little ground, not going to be able to do it. Greg, well, he will, too. He's going to shut Greg Biffle down as they came across the line because Greg's got his hands full with Terry Labonte. Slides up across the bow of Terry Labonte's Kellogg Chevrolet. Labonte has to check up a bit. Jamie McMurray had thoughts about going to the inside, but there's nothing there. Ford, Chevy, and Dodge, single file now. They work down the back straightaway. Greg Biffle in the outside lane, seals off the advance from Terry Labonte. Labonte, though, feels the heat from Jamie McMurray, and Kurt Busch enters the as well. This is from fifth on back. Some great racing going on as they race back to the start-finish line. This time, Labonte looks low to get by Greg Biffle. McMurray looks even lower to get by Terry Labonte. Nobody able to get the advantage. They all have to fall back into single file at least for the moment. Greg Biffle, Terry Labonte, Jamie McMurray, Kurt Busch, Ricky Craven, and Matt Kenser. All those to tail on the back stretch. although Labonte now taking a peek, looking low, trying to get the run on Biffle coming into turn three. Can't make it happen, but he'll try one more time and turn four. Can't pull it off there either as they hit the front straightaway. Meanwhile, back up at the front of the field, still hanging in there is Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, 
finally got himself free of some traffic. Let's see if he makes up any ground on him in turn two. Jimmy now is close to within four car lengths of the leader as he tries to whittle away at that advantage and a long gap back to Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman riding all by himself. Then the lap car of Joe Nemechek, the lap car of Steve Park. Then you have the Jeff Burton car trying to make the move around some lap traffic. Burton now looks low, trying to make the pass on the AOL Chevrolet. And here's the fifth place battle. Terry Labonte pulls down to the inside of Greg Biffle, tries to pull even. And here comes Jamie McMurray dropping down, nearly making it three wide. Tried to go under Terry Labonte, but has to duck back in line. Labonte threw the block on him down low, was able to hold up Jamie McMurray. Hard racing going on. Now here's the move further back. Matt Kenseth swings to the inside. He'll take a spot away from Ricky Craven. He will make the move coming off of turn two. He'll close in on Kurt Busch. Busch follows McMurray into the corner, and McMurray tries to make an advance on Terry Labonte. Everyone holds their line and holds their positions in turn four. Jimmy Johnson grabbed the lead going down the back straightaway, and he is pulling away from Kevin Harvick as they go back to turn two. Made it look easy, and now he's pulling away. The lead is already five, make it six car lengths. Harvick beginning to fall back into the clutches of Ryan Newman. So Jimmy Johnson rides atop the leaderboard with Kevin Harvick in second, Ryan Newman in third, and Newman is closing. Two, maybe three car lengths separate Harvick from Newman as now Newman takes it to the top side of the racetrack. Three car lengths he has to make up to get up to Harvick. First time today that Jimmy Johnson has led here at Darlington Raceway, and yeah, he's making it a big one, pulling away quickly from Kevin Harvick, but Harvick looks back and sees Ryan Newman tightening up in this second-place battle. The dogfight is for fifth place on back right at the moment. It's Greg Biffle holding that spot. Jamie McMurray, Kurt Busch, Terry Labonte all in the mix as they swap positions up too. They ride single file, racing for that position down the back straightaway. Here comes Jamie McMurray. He's going to peek to the outside of Greg Biffle, but he can't make the move. He has to fall in line and ride single file, but he'll look again to the inside in turn four. Hey, what if Jamie McMurray can keep this car running as well as it has all day long and get himself in a position to make a run for a win here a little bit later today? He has got a good shot to take to victory lane. Right now he gains another spot as he sweeps over to turn two. McMurray not to be denied, just fought his way to the inside on Greg Biffle. Opens the door, takes the spot. Kurt Busch goes along with him off corner number two. Here comes Ryan Newman trying to go to second. He'll do that off the end of the back straightaway. Sweeping underneath Kevin Harvick, put Ryan Newman into the number two position. So Ryan Newman moves up to second. Harvick falls back in line in the third spot. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes out of the Winston Cup garage. They've completed repairs on the Budweiser Chevrolet. He will rejoin the race. Further back, notice that a couple of guys, Barney, doing a good job here today. I mentioned earlier Kevin LePage, who's uh, still in the lead lap. He's in 22nd. And Ken Schrader coming off two straight weeks of great finishes. An 8th place run at Michigan, a 12th place run at Bristol. He's still in the lead lap. Matter of fact, just past Tony Stewart. Schrader is now up to the 20th position. Yeah, this has been a tough racetrack for Kenny Schrader over the years. He's had some good qualifying runs here, and he's had some decent races, but couldn't get a decent finish. But today he's having a pretty good run. At lap 163, Jimmy Johnson continues to lead. We're under caution. A lot of cars getting together over in turn three. At least four, maybe five, Barney. Starting with Casey Mears and Jeff Gordon got together. Mears found the outside wall. Jeff Gordon spun down to the inside. The track was blocked. And Jimmy Johnson now trying to slam on brakes. The race leader piles into Michael Waltrip. Everyone trying to woe themselves down. Dave Blaney also found some action. Johnny Benson as well got collected. One car almost went up and over. Everyone on all four wheels and pulling away, except for Casey Mears and Dave Blaney, whose cars sit down on the inside of turns three and four. Jeff Gordon's car is on pit road. He's heading straight for the garage, dragging sheet metal all over the place. Heavy sheet metal damage to the front of his car. And again, we have that's the second time today we've had a massive pileup over in turn three. Let's go back over there. Barney, it started when Jeff Gordon and...
and Casey Mears got together at the entrance of turn three. Gordon got turned to the inside of the racetrack. Casey Mears went to the top side, and Gordon did one of those lazy slides and started to slide up the racetrack. Johnny Benson tried to go through the middle. All of a sudden, that opening closed, and the track was blocked, and the crash was on from there. Everyone collided, made contact, slid up against the outside wall. Then the banking cleansed itself. Everyone came down low. And one interesting fact, Michael Walter was trying to woe himself down to get through. Jimmy Johnson, the race leader, came through, almost piled the front end of the low Chevrolet in. He comes by us now, minimal damage, but a close call for the race leader who almost got collected in that mess as well. At least five, maybe six cars suffered some pretty serious damage over there in turn number three. And from the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Caution flag number five is flying here at the Darlington Raceway this afternoon. At least six, seven cars got damage over there. Adam Alexander, you've had a look at some of those. Yeah, well, Jeff Gordon has brought the DuPont Chevrolet into the garage area. Heavy front end damage to his uh, Rainbow Warrior machine. A lot of uh, debris caked on the left side. Also uh, bringing his car back into the garage area, the Valvoline Pontiac of Johnny Benson. The back end of it is tore up pretty good. He's pulled it into the garage. The the crew has gone to work up under the hood. Ken Schrader, another one of those who got a piece of the action. He also has brought his car back into the Winston Cup garage. All these drivers have dispersed very quickly, disappointed with how their day has probably ended here at Darlington. We'll catch up with them and get their reaction here in just a couple of moments. And that is uh, just about the exact same place where that multi-car crash occurred earlier today on lap five which also involved six cars. We're looking at uh, the ones involved here, Jeff Gordon, Casey Mears, Dave Blaney, Johnny Benson, Ken Schrader, and Kenny Wallace got some of the damage there as well. Wallace came in. They beat the uh, right side of his car out. He's come back in again with a stack or two Dodge doing some more repairs on that. Just before that caution occurred, Kurt Busch had fallen off the lead lap, had come down the pit lane to make a stop. He was running in the sixth position. Adam, what was the problem with the uh, Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford? It was a left front tire, Joe. They came down and were actually sitting on the pit lane doing their service when the caution flag came out. So if the tire had gone down even a lap or lap and a half later, he would have been able to come down pit road under the caution and probably not lost all that track position as it is. He came down. They changed all four tires, including, of course, the left front, which was pulled away from the race car, and he had since uh, gone back out on the racetrack, but a tough break for Kurt Busch, who had started outside the top 30 and worked his way up into the top 10 here this afternoon. We have torn up a lot of equipment, and we're still a pretty good ways away from the halfway point. We're not finished yet. Mike Bagley, when uh, race leader Jimmy Johnson came back over where the crash scene was, did he actually plow into anybody and do any damage there? He almost did. It looked like he was he piled into the back end of Michael Walter. Michael was coming into the accident scene and wowed the Napa Chevrolet down. Well, Johnson was not at full steam, but maybe we'll say half mast when he came off into turn three. He wowed on the brakes. Smoke was boiling off the front brakes. He was able to wow the car down. He came back by us and looks like he just had a couple scratches, but there is no significant damage to the race leader's car. Looks like Kenny Wallace might have got a piece of that also. Quite a bit of sheet metal damage on the right side of Kenny's car. So we work under the caution flag. There's a good bit of cleanup going up in uh, turns three and four where that crash occurred. Jimmy Johnson hangs on to the top spot. We still have 198 laps to go. As we said, a lot of uh, crashes, a lot of beaten up cars here. You expect that at Darlington. And with 198 laps to go, there's probably going to be a lot more before this day is over. Pamela Landworth has joined us. She's with Give Kids the World. We told you at the start of our broadcast today that Ricky Craven and the Tide Pontiac team at PPI Racing were carrying the logo, the color scheme of Give Kids the World here today. I think most people kind of have a vague idea of what Give Kids the World is. Give us a better explanation. 
nonprofit organization. We're actually a destination where children with life-threatening illnesses come with their families for a week-long all-expense-paid vacation when their one wish is to visit all the world-famous Central Florida attractions. So we provide the accommodations, the meals, attraction tickets, transportation, and lots of extras for just a memorable experience. If you found that uh, NASCAR is a good way to get the word out about what you guys are doing? Absolutely. NASCAR is a tremendous way to get our word out. We're probably one of the best-kept secrets, and everybody's a NASCAR fan, and you see all of the guests. We serve 60,000 families from around the world in our 17-year history, and you see all different kinds of NASCAR driver shirts and things like that, so we know that's the market that, that come and experience the village. You've teamed up with Ricky Craven, the PPI Motorsports team, and, and they've wrapped their arms around this project as well. Absolutely. You know, Tide has been a sponsor of ours for quite a while, and Ricky Craven and the Tide Racing has been involved, and it has really generated $1.3 million by the sale of the little 164-scale model cars for us. Well, Ricky's doing good for you. He's running the fourth position. Pamela, congratulations on the way things are going for you guys, and, uh, and a great job you're doing at Give Kids the World. Thank you so much for everything. Pamela Landworth with uh, Give Kids the World. Everyone's on pit road right now here at Darlington. Let's go to Winston Kelly. Jimmy Johnson gets out just in front of Jeff Burton. No damage to the front of his machine. An excellent pit stop. Ryan Newman, four tires and gas. They made just a quick panorama adjustment to the Jimmy Johnson car. Bobby Labonte just now pulling away. The rest of the guys in the midsection of pit road, including Elliott Sadler, Jeremy Mayfield, all those guys getting four tires adjustments and Unical fuel to Adam. On the midsection of the pit lane, Winston, Terry Labonte, the quickest to exit. He got four tires and fuel. It's been a great afternoon for the Kellogg Chevrolet. Matt Kenseth was in. He got four tires and fuel. Bill Elliott was on the pit lane, as was Kevin LePage and Tony Stewart. Ricky Rudd also in. All these guys getting four tires and fuel at lap 170. Danielle? Well, it was a nice little drag race between Kevin Harvick and Jeff Burton, both teams doing uh, excellent pit work. But uh, Jeff Burton was the one to beat him out on this end of pit road. They uh, made a slight air pressure adjustment and also took on four tires and fuel. On Kevin Harvick, they, too, took on four tires. He was a little bit loose, so they made a a slight track bar adjustment, and both are out there back on the track. And the race off pit road is going to be won by Jimmy Johnson, his team doing quick pit work to get him back out there. And it looks like uh, Ryan Newman's going to have to line up right behind him when they get ready to restart here in a moment. The leader is going to be Kyle Petty. Kyle stayed out on the racetrack, did not come into pit. So Jimmy Johnson's going to line up right behind him. Then Ryan Newman third. Fourth is going to be Jeff Burton. Fifth will be Kevin Harvick. Terry Labonte is sixth. Ricky Craven is seventh. Jamie McMurray is going to restart eighth. Bill Elliott ninth. And Matt Kenseth tenth. This has been a tough day for Kevin Harvick. Kevin's just had, he's had a race car that can get out the front or maybe even get up in the top four or five. But it seems like on the long runs, the car just continues to go backward, not, time, not, not hooked up for him. Yeah, and, and every time he gets in a position to maybe pull away and get something going on, there's a caution or something like this, and it regroups uh, everybody and sends him back with uh, him not getting off pit road quite that well. He's shown back in the fifth position. We're under the caution flag for the fifth time here today at lap 171 of 367 in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. A little extra cleanup going on in turns three and four after a big six-car pileup just moments ago. But now we're getting the one-to-go signal to get the Mountain Dew Southern 500 back underway with Jimmy Johnson again at the head of the pack. Jimmy Johnson, Ryan Newman, Kevin Harvick, Terry Labonte, and Ricky Craven. That's the top five. Standing in six now is Jamie McMurray. Seventh is Bill Elliott. Eighth is Matt Kenseth. Ninth is Greg Biffle. And tenth is Jeremy Mayfield. 
It looked like uh, a couple of cars might have made a second pit stop, and one of those was Jeff Burton down there. Apparently, they were wanted to make sure all the lug nuts were tight. He came out third off pit road, but that second stop is going to put him a little bit further back in the field. He is going to restart in 17th position. Joe gave you the top 10. Elliot Sadler is 11th. Ricky Rudd's 12th. Robbie Gordon's 13th. Bobby Labonte is going to restart 14th. Kevin LePage, 15th. Kyle Petty, 16th. Jeff Burton, 17th. Tony Stewart, 18th. Kenny Wallace, 19th. And Kurt Busch going to make up your top 20. Hope we get a word from Jeff Gordon here momentarily. He's gone up into the uh, DuPont hauler momentarily to uh, straighten up, I guess, a little bit. Before he comes back out, we'll hear from him, his version of what happened that took him out of today's race. Meanwhile, here comes the field off turn four. The pace car has hit the pit lane, and Jimmy Johnson, Jeff's teammate, leads him to the start-finish line for the restart at lap 175. To the inside again, it's Jeff Green and Steve Park, Todd Bodine, and Dale Jr. down on the inside lane as Jimmy Johnson goes to work and getting away from him. Kurt Busch on the tail end of the lead lap will lead that outside line. They go three wide for the moment. Bush gets away, but the leader, Jimmy Johnson, trapped back in the pack under the gun from Ryan Newman. Newman is there and to the lead. He'll go. Ryan Newman takes the lead on the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson is trapped in traffic. He's got the lap car of Dale Earnhardt Jr. in front of him, and he's under fire from Kevin Harvick for the second spot. Jimmy Johnson did not get a good restart. Had a little trouble going through turns one and two, and now having been pinned back there in traffic. He's going to lose even more of the chance he might have had to hang on to the lead. They go back to turn two. Kevin Harvick is right there trying to take a position away, but Johnson will have none of it. Dies to the inside on the lap car of Jeff Green and sets out in pursuit of Ryan Newman. And Newman really has his hands full. Dale Earnhardt Jr. wants a lap back, and they almost get three wide further back. They spin down. Earnhardt gets the lap back from Newman, and now Jimmy Johnson is two car lengths behind the race leader. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is still about ten laps down from the race leaders. They had a rear-end problem that took him out a moment ago. The leaders are back in turn one. Ryan Newman shows the way, but he's got a rear-view mirror now full of the Lowe's Chevrolet. Jimmy Johnson is right there. Another three car lengths back to Kevin Harvick. Then some heavy-duty lap traffic. Jamie McMurray, then Ricky Craven. McMurray finds his way around Jeff Green off turn two. Now he goes to work on Todd Bodine. The Haviland Dodge changes lanes, goes to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll pass Bodine. Now Bodine under fire from Ricky Craven, and now Craven's starting to make some moves as well. Out of turn four, back into the front straightaway. Jamie McMurray has had to fight for everything he has had all day long. He's had restarts back in the middle of the pack, getting caught in traffic, having to fight to get back up there. He's got a good race car. He just cannot get good track position. Ryan Newman takes him off turn number two and heads over to three. Ryan Newman with a car length, maybe two, over Jimmy Johnson. That going on behind three lap cars. Kurt Busch, the car of Jeff Green. Check that, that's Steve Park. And also Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson, one and a half, two car lengths behind Ryan Newman. Johnson is looking for a little slip by Ryan Newman and an opportunity to make a move by him. As a matter of fact, right now he's losing some ground. Newman's starting to pull away. Let's check downstairs. Jeff Gordon sitting in the front of his hauler. Jeff, what happened? Um, you know, it was a frustrating day. Uh, car really wasn't doing much of what I wanted to do, and we got stuck back there in the back. And uh, just, you know, trying to hang in there so that we could fix it and, and get up towards the front. Uh, it's a long race. And, um, you know, Casey Mears sort of went low, and, and uh, I went to the high side of him, and he just turned into me. I, I don't know if his spotter didn't say anything to him or he didn't know I was there. You know, Casey's a good friend of mine, and I know he wouldn't do it on purpose, but uh, took out a lot of good cars. Jeff Gordon, a five-time winner of this event. Unfortunately, it doesn't work out for him today. Bobby Labonte is having his hands full back there, a little further back in the pack. Jeff Burton, Robbie Gordon, Kevin LePage all locked up in that scramble. They exit turn number two and head down the back straightaway. Kevin LePage goes to work on Robbie Gordon. He'll take the spot off turn two, but Gordon will change the lane, and now we'll go to, 
Kevin LePage is inside. Tony Stewart's in that mix as well. Stewart runs to the outside of Robbie Gordon. This is back for about the 16th position. Kevin LePage having a real good run of the Kodak Pontiac. Tony Stewart not doing real well. You don't typically see him that far back in the pack. He and Robbie Gordon now both going by LePage. They tag team the Kodak Pontiac. Move to the inside of him. Move Robbie Gordon and Tony Stewart up a spot as they exit turn number two to the back two. Tony Stewart, three car lengths behind Robbie Gordon. Gordon has a lot of traffic in front of him that he has to sort through. First of those cars is Ricky Rudd. Then the Jeff Burton car and the lap car of Jeff Green. They now stack them double wide, two rows deep momentarily. Out of turn four, heading back down to the front straightaway, but Ryan Newman's a man romping away right now. Jimmy Johnson doesn't seem to be able to make any ground on him in turn two. Jimmy Johnson unable to make any ground, nor is Kevin Harvick, the man on the move. Jamie McMurray, he's dispensed with the lap traffic, and he's closing in. He's been able to bypass three lap cars, and he's about four car lengths from reaching Kevin Harvick. That would be the challenge for third as McMurray now is on the move in four. A little further back for the 10th position, Jamie uh, Jeremy Mayfield has the spot there. Actually, Elliot Sadler had it, and uh, Sadler gets by, picks up a position. Mayfield chasing him as they come back to the start-finish line. That battle settles down as they head off into the corner. Even further back, Bobby the Bonnie. I don't think we've mentioned his name but maybe once or twice today. He's not had a real outstanding day here at Darlington. No, he's had a he's had a handful. In the early going, he moved up a little bit the first 15 or 20 laps right after that caution, and they went back to green flag racing. But since that time, uh, he's had his hands full all day long, the car far from being what he wants. Coming down to the halfway signal this time by 184 laps are complete. Halfway through the Mountain Dew Southern 5. Today's broadcast of the Mountain Dew Southern 500 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans, by Pontiac, fuel for the soul, by Labor Ready, the nation's leader in temporary labor, and by Budweiser True Music. Your music, your beer. At Darlington Raceway, just 178 laps remaining in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Ryan Newman, who started on the Bud Pole, is leading the pack right now, has two and a half seconds of a margin over second place Jimmy Johnson. Most recent caution flag uh, came on lap 165 involving six cars. We heard from Jeff Gordon, a couple of the guys. Let's see from uh, Casey Mears, his point of view as to what happened. He's standing in the garage, Joe, watching the target team work on his Dodge. Casey, obviously several cars involved in the accident. How did you see it? Yeah, I just I feel really bad for anybody that got caught up in that because it never should have happened. I just kind of got a run on the pack in front of us. I kind of checked up, and I moved back up the track to set up for turn three, and I just ran into Jeff, and I had no idea he was there. If I would have known, known he was there, I would have never moved up. But, you know, these things are hard to spot. I mean, you never know sometimes. You know, some guys have runs, sometimes you don't. You know, and I can't really blame everything on the spotter, but it was just it was just one of those things where I started moving up the track and didn't know he was there, and I was already into him before anybody said anything. So, I feel bad for anybody involved, but like I said, if I would have ever knew he was there, I would have never done it. Several incidents tearing up a lot of equipment today at Darlington. One of the latest victims is Casey Mears. Casey Mears getting in the uh, crash there, talking about, uh, you know, Jeff Gordon getting knocked out. We're talking about frustration today. Uh, Rusty Wallace started it off talking about how tough it's been for him this year. It's been almost the same for Jeff Gordon, dating back to Martinsville in the spring since he's won. And in the last seven races, he has really had a tough time. I think he's had one decent finish in the last seven races and, and certainly has taken him out of a chance, uh, except maybe for a, being rated as a long shot to win a Winston Cup championship. Now let's take a moment and update where the Coca-Cola racing family of drivers are currently running. Brought to you by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. Kevin Harvick's in the second spot. Bill Elliott is fourth. Bobby Labonte runs in 12th. Jeff Burton is 13th. Ricky Rudd is 14th. Other Coca-Cola family racers are Tony Stewart. He's 16th. Kyle Petty, 18th. Kurt Busch, 20th. 
and Steve Park is 24th. Dale Jarrett is back in 38th, and Michael Walter runs in 40th. That is a quick look at where the Coca-Cola Racing family of drivers are currently running as we approach lap 194. Tell you who's doing a good job of staying in the hunt in this thing is Kurt Busch. Now, Kurt is on the tail end of the lead lap, but he's got a quicker car as anybody out there as he goes over to turn three. Yeah, Kurt Busch, Barney's pulling away from Dale Earnhardt Jr. He has found the line and is starting to pull away. Now he wants that caution so he can come out and rejoin the tail end of the field. Ryan Newman's lead is now marked at 2.7 seconds over Kevin Harvick. Jamie McMurray third. Bill Elliott has moved up to fourth. He's having a good day here late in the running of the event. Just past the halfway point, and Jimmy Johnson has now dropped back to the fifth position. Let's take a sweep through the pits now. Brought to you by Mechanics Wear, the number one glove in NASCAR. First to Winston Kelly. Well, one of the guys that she said is having a real good run is Jamie McMurray. Started back in 17th, worked his way up to third with his crew chief, Donnie Wingo. Donnie, you guys have really made the right adjustments on the car. It's been good all day. What's he saying now? Yeah, the car's just been just a little bit loose all day, and we're trying to catch up with it. We made a little adjustment last time. Seemed to be a little better. We'll make one more the next stop. But he's done a super job all day this race, this old racetrack. I think it's going to tighten up a little bit here at the end, I hope, anyway. That's the thoughts of Donnie Wingo. Yesterday we saw that it wasn't the experienced drivers up front. There's a guy that went to victory lane, Brian Vickers, and second Kyle Busch, two of the more inexperienced drivers here at Darlington. Same thing today as a guy running third. Jamie McMurray, one of the bestest rookie of the year contenders for the good run today. To Adam Alexander in the center section. There is a veteran who's running up front, Winston. It's Bill Elliott, a five-time winner at Darlington. Started 22nd, running in the top five. Crew chief Mike Ford. How good is the race car right now? Well, you know, we started the race off. You were a little bit tight. We freed the car up some. You know, the last couple runs, Bill said he's been really good. You know, game plan coming in was to respect the racetrack, wait till you know, some of the guys fell out. You know, get some racing room and go race. Bill Addy, a guy who has enjoyed success over the years at Darlington, as we said, a five-time winner. No doubt he would love to make it six times on the final Labor Day weekend that we come here to Darlington. To Danielle Fry. Well, we talked a lot about Jeff Burton. He started 28th, worked his way up to the front. Screw Chief Paul Andrews. Paul, what is Jeff saying about the car? Well, right now the car's a little tight. Bit as the race went on, the nice hot sun come out, and we're sliding on a little more than what we should have. We think we can still fix it up and get back up front, though. They still think they've got a good car. That's all it's kind of the stage of the race here at Darlington. It is a long one here at Darlington, 367 laps, and we have just passed the halfway point here some 15 or 20 laps ago. It's kind of the stage in the race where everybody says for the next 100 miles, we just need to stay out of the walls, stay out of trouble. If we don't gain any positions, let's don't lose any. If you've made it this far and haven't done any damage to your car, you still have a shot at winning the race just about. If you're anywhere near the lead lap, and as it stands right now, we've only got 20 cars that are on the lead lap. One of the best battles been going on up there is for the seventh position. Ricky Craven trying to hold off Terry Labonte. Here they come running off turn four back to the start-finish line. Labonte has made a couple of stabs at the inside lane trying to get by. Because of that, Jeremy Mayfield have caught the two of them. They're up in turn one. Those three cars at a moment are going to catch the Jimmy Johnson machine who is wicked loose right now. He's got his hands full of Lowe's Chevrolet. Craven right behind him closing in with Terry Labonte and Jeremy Mayfield in tow. Labonte and Mayfield can't make any moves this time on the backstretch. They're not close enough to Craven. Although Labonte takes a look to the outside of the racetrack, Craven slides up. Labonte's going to fall back by about a car length in turn four. They hit the front straightaway, cross the start-finish line. 200 laps are on the board. That'll give us 167 to go. Ryan Newman is the leader. 
Ryan Newman continues to show the way as he heads back off into turns one and two, but the scramble's going to be back there involving Jamie McMurray and Greg Biffle. Biffle's all over him entering turn number one. He'll dial up the low line, drives under Jamie McMurray to the Granger Ford, picks up another spot off two. He will pick up the third position coming on to the back straightaway, and Jamie McMurray follows him to turn three. Bill Elliott in fifth now, closing in. Three car lengths behind the McMurray car in four. Biffle's kind of turned up the wick here the last five laps or so. He went by Bill Elliott and then picked up the spot uh, that he just got, getting by Jamie McMurray. So suddenly he's starting to come to the front. A little further back, we're watching a couple of teammates go at it. That is Jimmy Johnson and Terry Labonte. Labonte's doing a great job here today. That race going on now for the eighth or the sixth position. Terry's been in the hunt all afternoon long. And again, Jimmy Johnson really struggling as that car has loosened up substantially. He'll move to the inside of the lap car, Kenny Wallace. Make that move off turn two. Down to the inside comes Jimmy Johnson. Down to the inside comes Terry Labonte. They both will complete the pass on Kenny Wallace and will stay single file, racing for the sixth position. This would be one heck of a day for Terry Labonte if he could pull off a win here and get his second uh, 500 at Darlington. That was the first race he ever won here back in 1980. He's grabbed the spot, heading back into one. Terry Labonte drives underneath Jimmy Johnson under breaking in at turn number one, and now will set sail. He immediately opens up a car length advantage as they work off two to the back strip. Jimmy Johnson's troubles are not over. He was bypassed by Terry Labonte. Now begins to fall into the clutches of Jeremy Mayfield. Mayfield behind the Johnson car by one car length, by half a car length. As now Mayfield goes to work trying to take the seventh spot away. Not unusual to see Jeremy Mayfield running well here at Darlington Raceway. It's happened to him a number of times. Unfortunately, he doesn't have the finishes to show for it. Today may be the exception. He's on the move in turn one. Dives to the inside on Jimmy Johnson. He'll take seventh place away. So Johnson continues to backslide. Next man in line, about ten car lengths back in closing is Ricky Craven. Johnson's already lost some car lengths to Mayfield. He'll lose two on the back straightaway. Make that three by the time they get to the entrance of turn three. And Craven is on the hunt looking for that position by about ten car lengths back. He is Craven to Johnson. Ricky's been kind of hot and cold today, but right now he's got a good car about as quick as anything out there hanging on the ninth position. We talked about Terry Labonte and what a good day he's having. Adam Alexander has been around his pit. Yeah, I think they've been pretty happy with how this thing is handled throughout the day. You talked about the first ever win in his career coming in the Southern 500. Barney also got his first ever Winston Cup start here. Jim Long is his crew chief, and Jim, you guys have been solidly in the top ten all day long. How good is the Kellogg Chevrolet? Uh, the Kellogg Chevrolet is doing really good. Terry's just kind of pacing himself right now, kind of trying to set himself up for the end. Uh, he's pretty smart. He's been around here a long time. He's going to take care of his car. There is no doubt we've seen some youngsters make some impressive runs here at Darlington, but the veterans having a good showing as well. We heard from Bill Elliott's crew chief Mike Ford on his good run, and Terry Labonte starting to flex his muscles at Darlington in the late going today, too. Got a different kind of looking race car coming out here now. Looks like a modified pull down on the track. It is Jeff Gordon's beat and battered DuPont Chevrolet after getting caught up in that crash back on lap 165. The crew has pieced it back together, taped it all up, and Jeff's going back out there to try to salvage as many points as he can today. Kind of look like your car if you parked it on the streets of New York for a little while. <laughs> so Jeff comes back out. number of guys, number of veteran drivers have had awful luck here this afternoon. If you weren't with us early on, on lap number five, a number of guys tied up over in turn three on a multi-car crash. Rusty Wallace, Michael Waltrip in that, Dale Jarrett, Kristen Fittipaldi, Tony Raines, and Jason Leffler. And then again on lap 165, almost the exact same place over in turn three. Jeff Gordon, Casey Mears, Dave Blaney, Johnny Benson, Ken Schrader, 
and Kenny Wallace all wrapped up in a crash there, and those guys have been struggling to try to stay out there, some of them anyway, to, uh, again, save as many points as they can. At 212 laps, we'll have 155 to go. Ryan Newman continues to lead. Greg Biffle is second. Kevin Harvick is third. Jamie McMurray is fourth. And Bill Elliott having a good day. Bill is fifth. Jeremy Mayfield is sixth. Terry Labonte is in seventh. Eighth is Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy's losing spots. Ricky Craven is ninth. Elliott Sadler shows up in tenth. Matt Kenseth is eleventh. He had a very strong car here for one segment of the race, but right now he's going to have to play catch-up the rest of the day. Bobby Labonte is up to twelfth. Jeff Burton's thirteenth. Robbie Gordon is fourteenth. And Tony Stewart is fifteenth. 16th is Ricky Rudd. 17th is Kyle Petty. Kyle's having a decent day. Kevin LePage shows in 18th. Good to see the Kodak car back up there inside the top 20. They're having a decent run here this afternoon. Kurt Busch is 19th. Kenny Wallace is 20th. Todd Bodine's 21st. Joe Nemechek is 22nd. Jeff Green is 23rd. Steve Park runs in 24th, and Ward Burton make up our top 25. In 26th now, Jimmy Spencer, Jason Leffler shown in 27th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 28th. Sterling Marlin's 29th. Dave Blaney is 30th. 31st now is Jeff Gordon. Ken Schrader's out of the race, shown in 32nd, along with Johnny Benson in 33rd, Mike Skinner 34th, and Casey Mears 35th. Derek Cope's been in and out of the garage. He scored 36th right now. Mark Martin, same for him. He's 37th. Dale Jarrett is 38th. Rusty Wallace, 39th. Michael Waltrip is 40th. Also out of the race, the cars of Hermie Sadler, who's 41st. Tony Raines, 42nd. And Christian Fittipaldi, 43rd, still with 152 laps to go. 148 laps remaining in the Mountain Dew Southern 500, a race that Ryan Newman has shown he is determined to win here today. Started on the Bud Pole. He's led about five times throughout the course of the race, most recently taking the lead on lap 176, and here at lap 220, maintains a 1.6 second lead over Greg Biffle. One race we've been watching further back in the pack, Robbie Gordon and Tony Stewart. Mike Bagley, they were going at it hot and heavy for a while. Yeah, they were, Joe. Robbie Gordon really applying the pressure to the Home Depot Chevrolet. For now, Robbie has cooled his jets and will fall back by about a car length and a half, maybe two. 221 laps coming up on the board for Ryan Newman and the rest of the field. We've been talking about Jamie McMurray and what a good day he is having. Winston Kelly's been around that pit, and Winston, their thoughts have got to be that he's got a car to win this thing. Yeah, absolutely. We talked to Donnie Wingo just a little bit ago, and he said that the car had been just a tick loose, but he thought it was going to tighten up. He likes seeing this cloud cover that's coming out right now and thought the track might tighten up over these final 200 miles. He's been very pleased with the job that Jamie has done. It started out loose, and they got it a little bit better. Now it's just a little bit loose going into the corners. But Donnie Wingo and the crew very satisfied with how their young driver is doing. Last weekend, he had a good, solid top five run, finished third at Bristol. So, again, he's kind of throwing the rule book out of the, the window here. As generally, the experienced guys will run well here. But you have Ryan Newman in only his second year. And Jamie McMurray, one of the bestest rookie of the year contenders. Greg Biffle also running up in the second position. Another one of the Ray Bestest Rookie of the Year contenders. So youth, the name of the game here at Darlington today. And Jamie McMurray, one of them, currently running up in the fourth position. Tell you what's impressive about Jamie is he's taking care of the car. He doesn't put himself in a situation where, unless it's just a wreck right in front of him where he has no choice whatsoever, he doesn't put that car in a position to get it wrinkled up. Uh, usually when you, when you talk about youth, you talk about enthusiasm unbridled enthusiasm, which results in a car that gets beat all to pieces, and the guys have to learn to eventually calm down. And as they get a little bit older and get more experience, they learn to take care of their equipment. You're right. Uh, Jamie, from the very beginning, has been very easy. When he first came out of the box driving Sterling Martin's car last year at Talladega, followed it up with a win at uh, Lowe's Motor Speedway and only his second Winston Cup start. Uh, until now, he's just been the kind of guy who has always handled well, taking care of his equipment, not put the car in positions 
where it didn't need to be put, and the results have been some clean finishes and coming out with a car that's in one piece in most cases. Nobody uh, under any big pressure, at least in the top ten right now. Ryan Newman has an advantage of about four-tenths of a second. Greg Biffle is about three seconds ahead of Kevin Harvick up there in third place. Then Jamie McMurray, Bill Elliott, Jeremy Mayfield, Terry Labonte, Ricky Craven, Elliott Sadler, and Jimmy Johnson, the rest of the top ten. A little separation between them at this stage of the race. They've still got a long ways to go here, 143 laps left. And Adam Alexander, it's not only tough on these guys out there in the car all day long, suffering with the heat and wrestling with the race car physically. The way it's been here today, I've noticed a lot of those pit crews are searching for any kind of shade or anything down there to get a little more comfortable. Well, a lot of guys, at times, Barney, you see these guys between pit stops up, walking around, visiting with one another. Today, the guys have been sitting under a canopy, some of them in their pit area, trying to stay cool, as you said, and keep off their feet trying to use as little energy as possible between pit stops. The other thing we have seen, coolers set up in their pit area that are connected to a fan, blowing a cool breeze with a little bit of a mist so these guys can stay cool. We hear so much in NASCAR Winston Cup racing about the drivers being athletes, but there's no doubt the crew members are athletes as well. They have to treat themselves as such. You see several more coolers sitting behind the pit boxes today as normal. These guys no doubt trying to stay cool because as it is a long day for the drivers, it's a long day for the crew members as well. Hey, you earn your money when you come here. Yeah, you do, and particularly with the safety equipment they're required to wear down there, it makes it even tougher on a hot day like this. But one guy that's hot right now, Greg Biffle, he's chasing down race leader Ryan Newman. It was 2.6 seconds. It is now just under a second between first and second spot. Let's follow what is going to turn out to be the race for the lead as it heads up to turn one. No lap traffic between the two, Joe. It's down to five, maybe six car lengths. Biffle is definitely on the hunt as he begins to close in. All oh, right. trouble off turn number two and down the back straightaway. Joe Nemechek gets turned around. He spins all the way down to the inside of the racetrack, almost comes up to banking, and everybody puts on the binders, but Joe Nemechek gets turned around midway down the back straightaway and ends up in front of me here in turn three. Caution is on the speedway. The yellow flag will fly at lap 227. Let's go back to three. Contact was made midway down the back straightaway, Barney, and all of a sudden Joe Nemechek began to fishtail inside, outside. All of a sudden, the car just looped totally around, slid down to the inside of the racetrack, almost came up the banking, but he kept it on the flat, and he has since refired the machine and driven away, but all the tires are flat on the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. Going to be a break for a lot of guys that cars were skating around. A welcome pit stop right now to get in there and put on a change of rubber, make a couple of adjustments on that machine at lap 228. Joe Nemechek was not having a real good day, although he was running in the 22nd position when he got turned around there on the back straightaway. And the field falls in line behind the pace car, heads around to make their stops on pit road, which should come at lap 229. It's amazing how over the years the motorhome population has grown at almost every NASCAR race, and it's not just the fans. Most of the drivers and car owners stay at the racetrack in some pretty nice motorhomes. And if you look around the driver-owner motorhome area, you'll see quickly a lot of the teams have purchased their rigs from Tom Johnson Camping Center of Concord, North Carolina, and Marion, North Carolina. If you're looking for a motorhome to come to the races, go to the beach or whatever, you might want to take a good look at Tom Johnson Camping Center, the motorhome headquarters. Be proud to be an American. See America in a motorhome from Tom Johnson Camping Center. Check them out on the World Wide Web at TomJohnsonCamping.com. Here comes the field on the pit road. Let's go down to Danielle Fry. Well, Kevin Harvick was one of those that you guys were talking about, the skating around. His crew chief, Todd Barrier, told him to take care of his tires. As we know, Darlington loves to eat the tires up. They're putting four fresh Goodyear rubbers on the uh, GM Goodrich Chevrolet. He also asked for some more forward bites, so a slight adjustment on the uh, Chevrolet of Kevin Harvick. Also in is uh, Jeff Burton. A little long stop on the uh, left front of uh, that car, and he's down and away. 
What about in front of you, Winston? The leader in second place car, just a few pit stalls away. It's going to be four tires in 76 field. Slight chassis adjustment for Ryan Newman. Four tires, no chassis adjustment for Greg Biffle. Can Newman get out in front of everybody? Kevin Harvick with a great pit stop. But it's going to be a drag race between Biffle and Kevin Harvick. Also, the eighth and ninth place cars battling back on this end of pit road. Ricky Craven comes in. Four tires, a good stop for he and his crew. Same thing for Elliott Sadler. Now to Adam Alexander. It was a good pit stop for Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Chevrolet. 15.1 seconds. He got four tires and fuel. Also coming down the pit lane was Kurt Busch. He got four tires and fuel and got his lap back. Bill Elliott, the quickest off the midsection of pit road. Four tires and fuel for him. Tony Stewart was in. Kevin LePage. Matt Kenseth, the Winston Cup points leader. Robbie Gordon. Kyle Petty. All these guys getting four tires and fuel. Ricky Rudd making his stop. He had an extended stay on pit road as they repaired some sheet metal damage to the right front of the Motorcraft Ford. And a problem for the leader that when they came down pit road, Ryan Newman's car is stalled. They pushed it back. Now the crew trying to push it off and get the all-tail Dodge refired. So Ryan Newman is not left pit road. They're still trying to get the machine refired. Don't know exactly what the problem is, but there is trouble on the guy who was leading and dominating much of this race. Well, it's going to be costly for Ryan Newman. They're pushing his car back up toward his pit area right now. The car apparently will not fire. Getting ready to go back to green here at Darlington. MRN Radio bringing you the coverage of the Mountain Dew Southern 500 this afternoon. Green flag goes back in the air. Greg Biffle's going to head for turn number one. Dave Moody, let's see if Kevin Harvick can do anything with him. He's going to have to do it with a lot of lap traffic around him. Todd Bodine actually drives underneath Greg Biffle to get a lap back. It's going to be Biffle, Harvick, the lap car, Mark Martin, and Jamie McMurray. Biffle goes to work on Bodine. Won't have any success on the back stretch. Instead, he'll follow Bodine midway down and into the corner. Here, Biffle will change lanes. Goes to the bottom. Bodine goes to the top. Biffle's alongside of the lap car in four. Kevin Harvick rides along in the second spot, trying to keep Biffle from getting too far out in front here as they get back under the green flag. Right behind him, Jamie McMurray, and then the car of Bill Elliott, still working some of the traffic in turn one. Elliott trying to close in on the Mark Martin machine. Greg Biffle has bypassed Bodine to get put him back a lap down, so he's now got some insulation between himself and Kevin Harvick. Yeah, he's got Bodine serving as that insulation. The lap car and about three car lengths between the race leader and Kevin Harvick. Harvick, though, gets some company in the form of Jamie McMurray. Who rides third? Yeah, Jimmy McMurray stays just as strong right now as he has been all day long, just keeping himself in a good position up there in the top five to make a shot at maybe winning this thing here as the day goes by. Greg Biffle takes him back to turn one. Then his nose to tail for second and third. Kevin Harvick with a rear view mirror full of Jamie McMurray right behind him, Bill Elliott. Boy, Mark Martin out of the groove nearly tagged the wall, but he gets it back off Martin, two. Martin skated up the racetrack, allowed Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s lap car to go by. One car off the face and smoking further back as we rush the battle for second, Kevin Harvick, Jamie McMurray, now Bill Elliott joins the battle as well. Murray tries to pull up and make a pass on Kevin Harvick, has to fall back in line though. Once they hit the front straight away, Bill Elliott closing in on him. Further back, Terry Labonte trying to get back in the mix. He's working on some traffic in turn one. Dives to the inside, drives underneath the lap car of Steve Park. Right behind him, Ricky Craven. Then it's the Elliott Sadler machine as they try and fight their way clear of the slower traffic. Elliott Sadler will do that. He'll bypass one lap car. That would be the car of Jeff Green. The lane was left open, and here comes Jeremy Mayfield and also Jimmy Johnson trying to move their way around Jeff Green's lap automobile. Jeremy Mayfield's had a good, strong race car all day, but again, let's give a call to Terry Labonte. He's hung in there, having a good run here, putting himself in a position to maybe win this thing. Hangs in there in fifth, running right behind Bill Elliott, back over to turn two. Change 
for second and third. Jamie McMurray takes second. Bill Elliott third as they got Harvick trapped to the outside lane. Harvick slipped big time coming off turn four. McMurray and Elliott capitalized. So did the lap car of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now behind Harvick is the lap car of Mark Martin and also Terry Labonte all trying to find their way around the GM Goodrun Chevy. All the while Greg Biffle pulls away to a 1.3 second lead now with still 130 laps to go. 16 lead changes among eight different drivers so far today. Most recently, Greg Biffle is the leader of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. The caution flag has waved a total of six times here today. And currently on the lead lap, we have a total of 18 cars. Those are Greg Biffle, Jamie McMurray, Bill Elliott, Kevin Harvick, and Terry Labonte. Sixth is Ricky Craven. Seventh is Elliott Sadler. Eighth is Jeremy Mayfield. And ninth is Jimmy Johnson. And tenth, Bobby Labonte. Other cars on the lead lap include Robbie Gordon. He's 11th. Jeff Burton, 12th. Kurt Busch, 13th. Tony Stewart. Oh, 14th. trouble up in turn number three. Ken Schrader hard into the outside wall. The hood comes up, blocks the windshield, and Ken Schrader finds the wall in turn number three. Caution number seven falling on the speedway here one more time. And again, the trouble area up in turns three and four. Back to turn three. Barney, it's hard contact for Ken Schrader. Came sailing off into turn three, slid up into the outside wall. The hood flipped back on the windshield. Schrader is still motoring down the front straightaway, never stalled the car, continued on, but Ken Schrader, the latest recipient of a Darlington strike. So that now gives us seven caution flags that have waved so far here today in the running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Ryan Newman was in the lead at the official halfway mark of today's race. He wins the $10,000 MBNA Mid-Race Leader Award. If Ryan Newman wins the race as well, MBNA will award an additional $45,000 bonus. If the bonus goes unclaimed, it'll continue to grow by $5,000 each week until a driver wins the halfway award and the race. They did get Ryan Newman's car fired just before that caution flag came out. He went back onto the racetrack. He is eight laps down, showing back in 26th position. Barney, they just found out what happened uh, when he, they finally got it refired. Ryan called in, apologized to the crew. He had hit the kill switch that's located on the steering wheel that's been mounted in there since we had some accidents a few years ago in case the throttle hangs up. So Ryan Newman had accidentally hit the kill switch. It took him a number of times before they figured it out, then got him pushed off. Actually, they had to get some of Rusty Wallace's crew to get out there and push him off because they tried so many times with the seven guys that go over the wall for Ryan's crew. They were just tuckered out. So Ryan Newman, a number of laps down, but back on the racetrack. Well, this is one he'll remember for a long, long time, but stuff like that can happen. Here comes everybody on pit road that is on the lead lap right now. They'll be making the pit stop at lap 240. Let's go down to Adam Alexander. Terry Labonte going to be the first to hit his pit stall in the midsection of pit road. These guys were just in a handful of laps ago. Bill Elliott is on the pit lane. Just in front of him, Tony Stewart, four tires and fuel going to be the rule. Matt Kenseth is in. They're making a chassis adjustment on his Ford. Right behind him, Robbie Gordon, Kyle Petty. They're under the hood on the machine of Ricky Rudd. It's going to be Bill Elliott off first in the midsection of pit road. Then Terry Labonte, Kurt Busch is pulled away as well to Winston Kelly. Greg Biffle, they're changing the left side rubber. Is it going to get out in front of Kevin Harvick? No, Kevin Harvick's going to be first away. Then Jamie McMurray followed by Biffle. Bobby Labonte gets out just behind Ricky Craven. Their crew starting to come around, or their car starting to come around. He's been struggling all day long. Four tires in fuel for Jeremy Mayfield as well, and Jimmy Johnson here on this section of pit road to Danielle Fry. Another round of great pit work for Kevin Harvick's team. They took on four tires and two cans of fuel. Also in was Jeff Burton. NASCAR spotters had said they had seen some smoke coming from the Motorcraft uh, U.S. Air Force Ford of Ricky Rudd just before that caution flag came out. We'll follow up in a few moments and see if maybe there is a problem developing there. 
The jet blowers have been brought out on the track surface here at Darlington during this caution flag to clean up some of the debris that has accumulated here over the last uh, run of several hundred laps as they did it the last time. And so it'll be a few laps before we go back under the green flag. Kevin LePage stayed on the racetrack when most everybody else came down into the pits. And so he will pick up the lead here for the restart. Kevin leads Kevin Harvick. That's Kevin LePage leads Kevin Harvick. Jamie McMurray third, Greg Biffle fourth, and Bill Elliott is in fifth. Greg Biffle's had a very good day today, leading the race on a couple of uh, occasions here most recently, and now still in the top five. And Winston Kelly's got a new crew chief this weekend. It has been a superb run. Doug Rickard, the new crew chief on the machine. I tell you what, you guys got that thing dialed in. What's Greg saying about the car now? Well, everything's pretty good. That last set of tires that we had on, he really liked it while he was leading. Um, you know, track position's important like everywhere here. So um, we're going to get him back up front. We're making some minor adjustments right now. It just depends. The sun can be out, and we'll slow down 310. So uh, the Granger Ford's doing really good today. Greg's doing a great job, and, and the crew's doing excellent. A little bit of damage to the left rear bumper section. Doesn't appear to be affecting the car at all. No, we got that uh, when on that one restart there, first part of the race. Everybody checked up. Somebody must have missed a gear. That's the thoughts of Doug Rickard, the new crew chief on the Granger Ford, the restart that he was talking about. Way back early in the race when they had the problem, Mark Martin was involved in that. Also Sterling Marlin, but no damage, no harm to Greg Biffle's machine currently running in the fourth position. Joe and I were just talking here in the booth under this caution about the Kodak car. It's been a long time since we have seen it at the front of the field up there, but uh, they've decided to stay out on the racetrack. Kevin LePage is the leader. That team is kind of being overhauled from top to bottom, so to speak. Larry McClure has done a little bit of everything in the last year to get them back, to get that team back to be competitive for top ten runs and wins. And today it's good to see the car has been running up there. Adams down there in their pits. Yeah, Tim Brewers the calling the shots today for Kevin LePage. You guys started 41st, and now you've got the lead. Talk about the idea to stay out here under this caution and assume the lead, Tim. Well, you got seven laps on your tires, four green flag laps, three caution. You know, it wasn't no big debate. Kevin said that's the best car it been all day, and we just pulled a spring rubber out of the left rear of the car. It's to his liking right now. A little track position is going to go a long ways later on down the road. We'll just see what we can do. I mean, you know, I don't expect, you know, to stay up there long, but to advance your position from 18th up to the lead, it's a pretty good, pretty good option, and that's what we decided to do. Has the car been pretty steady today, Tim? Uh, we've chased it a little bit, but uh, all in all, the car is a little tight at some point, a little loose at others, just like anybody else you got to chase this whole place. Kevin LePage, one of a handful of drivers in the day field who have recorded a top five here at Darlington, his best ever finish, a fifth four years ago in 1999. He'd love to bring the Kodak car home somewhere in the top five or ten here this afternoon. Yeah, their goal is to, in the next few races, to start being able to at least run up in the top ten or twelve positions, and right now Kevin leads here at lap two. Today's broadcast of the Mountain Dew Southern 500 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Chevrolet. If only everything was as dependable as a Chevy, Chevy, we'll be there. By Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. By Wachovia Securities, together we can achieve uncommon results. And by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Getting ready to go back to green flag racing about a half lap away. Kevin LePage is a leader. He stayed on the racetrack. You heard Tim Brewer say a moment ago they had about seven laps on the tires. They're going to stay out there. They know they're going to lose some positions, but uh, they're just taking a gamble to get some decent track position. Kevin Harvick did make a pit stop. He comes out right behind him in second place. 
and they've been working all day long to get Kevin's car in a position to be good on the long runs. It's been good the first 10 or 15 or even 20 laps, but after that it starts falling off a little bit. We'll see if they've been able to cure some of that problem as they get ready to go back to green. Jamie McMurray lines up third. Greg Biffle fourth, Bill Elliott fifth, Terry Labonte sixth, Elliott Sadler seventh, Ricky Craven eighth, Jeremy Mayfield ninth, and Bobby Labonte tenth. On the inside lane, of course, the cars, a lap down or more, led by Ryan Newman, who was the dominant factor before a problem on the pit stop when he hit the kill switch on the steering wheel and lost several laps. Now he's working to try to get back up there with the race leaders. Here they come to the start-finish line. Green flag is waving. Kevin LePage gets a real good jump, pulls out in front of Ryan Newman as they work up into turn one. Newman tries to make his way to the inside, but he's not going to be able to do it. Kevin LePage drives away with the lead. Then the lap car of Ryan Newman. Then Kevin Harvick, another lap car. That's the Jeff Green machine ahead of Jamie McMurray. Now McMurray gets the Havilland Dodge wound up down to the inside lane, dives for the bottom, bypasses Jeff Green. Now the front three nose to tail with the exception of Ryan Newman's all-tail dodge. Out of the corner, Kevin LePage trying to hang on right now, but Ryan Newman's trying to gain some of those laps back. He's going to let him go as they go off into turn number one. Kevin Harvick still about two or three car lengths behind the leader, Kevin LePage. LePage not going to fight with Ryan Newman. He lets him go on by. He's still got five car lengths in hand over Kevin Harvick. New third-place car, Greg Bipple, takes the spot away from McMurray. Major hard pass coming off the corner. A powerful move by Greg Bipple, diving down low, sweeping underneath McMurray, grabbing the second, third position. Now closes in on Ryan Newman has gained back one of his laps, but he's still seven laps down from the race lead. And the race lead may be about to change. Here's Kevin Harvick on the move in turn one. On the back bumper of Kevin LePage, but the Kodak Pontiac holds him off at the entrance to turn number one. Harvick drops back by half a car length. Now we'll make another run to the inside off two. Pontiac, Chevy, and Ford nose to tail, but that changes off the end of the back stretch. Here comes Kevin Harvick to the inside and to the lead goes Harvick. Harvick may lose the lead. Here comes Pipple looking for the top spot. Greg Biffle came with him with that hole open up underneath Kevin LePage. He took advantage of it. He scrambles for the lead right now, but he's not going to be able to get away from Kevin Harvick. Kevin hangs on to the lead, shuts him down as they go over to turn two. Greg Biffle hunting on the inside lane, looking for daylight. He'll find some. Poles even. He blows Harvick away. Biffle to the lead. Harvick second. LePage, and now here comes Jamie McMurray. McMurray trying to take third away from Kevin LePage. They'll race side by side off the end of the back stretch. McMurray now. He'll go to third. LePage falls back to fourth. Bill Elliott in fifth works on the lap car of Jeff Green in turn four. Biffle back to the point now as they come to the start-finish line. Shuffling going on among the top five. Kevin Harvick is now second. It is Jamie McMurray third. Kevin LePage has fallen to fourth. The race now for fifth. Bill Elliott down on the inside, makes his way under the lap car of Jeff Green. He'll put the crosshairs on Kevin LePage, but he's still about six car lengths away. Meanwhile, up front, Greg Biffle only has a car length advantage over Kevin Harvick. Harvick looks to the inside of the racetrack, not close enough to make the move. Matter of fact, he'll lose a half a car length in the exchange. Jamie McMurray, who rides along there in third, is going to get a chance to see just how strong his car is right now. He's only about five to ten car lengths behind Kevin Harvick for second place. They're back in one. Trying to catch a little bit of a draft off that lead pair and make his way closer to the top three. A bit further back, Jeremy Mayfield is on the move. He dives to the inside, takes a position away from Terry Labonte. Down low, Jimmy Johnson takes a spot from Ricky Craven. And there goes Elliot Sadler on work, going to work, that is, on the lap car of Jimmy Spencer. He'll make the move. Further back, bottleneck of traffic. It's Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, and Jeff Burton all finding their themselves around the lap car of Todd Bodine. That's from 12th on back. Those cars battling Kurt Busch in the 12th position. Tony Stewart behind him in the 13th spot. Jeff Burton 
also in that mix in 14th. And here comes Robbie Gordon to join that pack in one. All of them going to the inside on the lap car of Todd Bodine. Robbie Gordon moves underneath. He's got Matt Kenseth right behind him. Then the Ward Burton machine. Further up, the lap car of Jeff Green goes to work on Kevin LePage. And Elliot Sattler under attack from Steve Park. Park's lap car makes the move down low, but now Mayfield goes to work on him to the outside. Jeremy just trying to get up there and stay in the top ten, come out with a decent finish here at Darlington. He's had one of the best cars all day long, just about as good as anybody out there. But Greg Biffle, for the moment, is the man. He pulls off turn number two, heads down the back straightaway. Kevin Harvick is a half a second behind. And Biffle starting to tiptoe away, Barney. About four car lengths separate the top two. Kevin Harvick has the same on McMurray. McMurray tries a different line, goes lower in the corner. That's going to cost him a car length in turn four. Drop back to the battle for the fifth position. Elliott Sadler, who was running very good early this afternoon, going after Kevin LePage at the start-finish line. He pulls down to the lower groove. Jeremy Mayfield will go with him. Kevin LePage not able to put up much of a fight in that outside lane. His first Sadler, then Mayfield breezed by on the inside, and they'll pull away from him off turn number two. Kevin uh, LePage starting to free fall through the field, looking back watching Jimmy Johnson, Bobby Labonte, and Terry Labonte all closing in. Three wide further back, Ricky Craven, Jeff Burton, and Robbie Gordon. Burton was the meat in that sandwich. He has to give and let Gordon and Craven race side by side. Pretty hard racing going on from 10th place on back. Terry Labonte, Ricky Craven, Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, and Jeff Burton, and Robbie Gordon all up in that mix. They go to turn two. Craven not happy with his car right now, I guarantee. He restarted in the 7th or 8th position, but he has been in free fall right now. He'll lose another spot now. Ward Burton goes underneath him. Next in line will be Mark Martin. Craven really struggling to the backstretch. He has his hands full. He's trying to hold off Mark Martin. Martin looking down on the inside, not able to make the pass, but Ricky Craven, elbows and forearms, sawing on the steering wheel of the Todd Pontiac in turn three. He's falling all the way back to the 16th position, and he was a contender early on this afternoon, had a great qualifying start for today's race. Uh, started in the eighth position and ran among the top ten for most of the day, but as Dave Moody said, that car is certainly not handling it well at this stage. The battle for the second spot begins to tighten up somewhat. Jamie McMurray is beginning to close in on Kevin Harvick. Harvick currently le- uh, runs about a second and a half behind race leader Greg Biffle. We have 110 laps to go. Greg Biffle's lead is now just about a second, separating him from Kevin Harvick, the second-place car. Jamie McMurray is third. He's a second and a half back from the lead. Bill Elliott's a good ways back. He's three seconds out of the top spot, running in the fourth position, and Jeremy Mayfield is fifth. Six is Jimmy Johnson. He and Elliott Sadler and Bobby Labonte moving up. Jimmy's in sixth. Elliott seventh. Bobby Labonte is eighth. Terry Labonte is ninth. And Kurt Busch is tenth. That's an amazing recovery from Kurt Busch after his problems early on. Remember he slowed down and came in yeah. on the pit road and lost a lap? Yeah, he was on the tail end of the lead lap there, and the caution fell just right for him to get him back up there. He's not out of this thing yet. Tony Stewart shows 11th. In 12th is Robbie Gordon. Kevin LePage has fallen all the way back to 13th. Matt Kenseth is now 14th. Jeff Burton is 15th. And Ricky Craven has fallen back to 16th. Ricky's been kind of hot and cold here today. Why don't we get a word out of his pit right now? Yeah, he was cold early on in the day, and then the car got extremely, uh, was extremely tight early on in the day. Then it got much, much better. They had speculated that they were getting to the point where they had tires that they felt much better about matching up on the car. Ricky called in as he started a free fall and said, I don't know what's wrong with the car. It just doesn't have any grip, not going through the corners like it should. Scott Miller, his crew chief, speculating this tire's not matching up as well as they had hoped. So they're looking forward to a caution flag very soon because he was hoping to go back-to-back and sweep the races this weekend at Darlington and worked his way back up into the top ten. But he's falling back. You guys had mentioned Bobby Labonte, the car the best that it's been all day long. 
They've been making very slight chassis adjustments by air pressure the last couple of times. Bobby just called in and said this is the best it's been all day long up to the eighth position now for Bobby Lewani. Bobby having a pretty good run here this afternoon at Darlington. A lot of guys are not having a good run that have had problems today. I can't believe how many cars are out there with damage. Cars like Jeff Gordon with a lot of sheet metal missing, Dale Jarrett, Jason Leffler, Mike Skinner, Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Casey Mears, just some of the cars that are out there with sheet metal damage and having got caught up in accidents here earlier today. Not been a good day for a lot of teams here at Darlington. We're talking about Kurt Busch. He just picked up another position. Barney got uh, by Terry Labonte, moves him up to the ninth position. And, again, he's uh, one of the drivers who had things not going his way for a while, but it seems to be coming back around. And how about Jeff Burton? After having an eight-second lead at one stage of the race, it looked like he was the man on his way. We were talking about, you know, all the success he's had here over the years and all the bad luck he's had this year and how it had turned around. We were trying to give him the race before halfway, and now he's buried back in the pack, trying to work his way back to the front of the field. Jeff's back in 15th right now. Yeah, he's having a hard time, but uh, just hanging in there, hoping to get a break here. Still got a lot of racing left. In fact, we've got a full 100 laps remaining here at Darlington this afternoon. But uh, it can, anything can happen at this racetrack, as we've seen many, many times. But for Greg Biffle, he was the, I think he's the only first-time winner we've had this year. Am I right, right on that? Yep, one at Daytona. Surprised everybody. Winning the Pepsi 400, kind of a fuel mileage strategy situation that paid off uh, for the win for him. And, of course, Biffle uh, having so much success in the truck series and the NASCAR Bush series as well. I guess it shouldn't be a big surprise that he comes to the Winston Cup series and does as well as he's doing. For Roush Racing in general this year, it's been a pretty decent year. Not so for Mark Martin and Jeff Burton. But for Greg Biffle, the rookie driver, a very good year with that win, a number of top ten finishes, and certainly so for Matt Kenseth, the championship point leader. Let's check in downstairs. Well, you guys were just talking about Jeff Burton. He did have a great car at the beginning of the race, but he just radioed in to his crew chief, Paul Andrews, and says it's loose, it's tight. Jeff is extremely frustrated, as he just told him that they've gone from they've gone downhill. It's not even the same car that he had at the start of the race. Kind of just trying to nurse it home here this afternoon. If can't get a win, certainly wants to get a top 10 finish. As we told you, there are a lot of cars out there having problems here this afternoon. A lot of guys have never won here at Darlington. Kevin Harvick has never won at this racetrack. Matt Kenseth has never won here. Earnhardt Jr., and he's not going to today because he spent a lot of time in the garage area with a damaged race car. Uh, Tony Stewart has never won at this place. I believe Tony's best Stewart here at Darlington has been a fourth. Robbie Gordon has not had good success here in the races that he has run at Darlington. His best finish has been a 17th. Kurt Busch has been close to winning, and so has Elliott Sadler. They both have second-place finishes here at Darlington. A couple of those guys uh, having strong runs at times, but just not having good results because Darlington jumped out and bit them what this place does. That's why they call it tough. 96 laps remaining. Greg Biffle leads Kevin Harvick, Jamie McMurray, Bill Elliott, and Jeremy Mayfield. Caution flag is waving for the eighth time today. Again for debris between turns one and two. And now the field comes down the pit lane to make stops at lap 275. First to Danielle Fry. Well, Kevin Harvick seems to like what he's got in the GM Goodrich Chevy now. No changes on the car. Working on the left side. Work is complete on the right side. The second can of fuel goes in. Kevin Harvick's stop is down and away. Also in is uh, Jeff Burton, four-tire major air pressure adjustment on that car and a track bar. Winston Kelly. Harvick away. Greg Biffle just now getting to his pit stall, the leader. The crew working on the right side of the car. He, too, very happy. No chassis adjustments. A track bar adjustment for Elliott Sadler. Same thing for Ricky Craven. Again, a slight air pressure adjustment for Bobby Labonte as Harvick steams down pit road. He will beat Greg Biffle. Take over the lead one more time. Four tires and fuel for Jeremy Mayfield. 
Same thing for the guys. It looks like on the midsection of pit road. How about it, Adam? Oh, we're getting four tires in fuel. Winston, the quickest on and off. Bill Elliott, 14.87 seconds in his Dodge. He was the first to leave the midsection of pit road, getting four tires in fuel. Tony Stewart was in in front of him, as was Kevin LePage. Terry Labonte making his stop. Matt Kenseth was in. Robbie Gordon, Kyle Petty. Kurt Busch and also Ricky Rudd making stops. Ricky Rudd continues to sit on the pit lane. We told you they had had lost the power steering earlier. It was the power steering belts that came off the motorcraft Ford. It's going to be a long afternoon for Ricky as he drives the rest of the day with no power steering in his machine. And the race off pit road is going to be won by Kevin Harvick. Looks like Greg Biffle is going to come out in second. Then Bill Elliott, third. Good pit work to get him back up there. Uh, Jamie McMurray came off fourth, then uh, Jimmy Johnson and Bobby Labonte. If you're wondering why we're not talking about some of the drivers who are typically contenders to win each and every week, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a problem with the rear end. They lost a number of laps uh, back in the garage, making repairs to the car. Also, uh, Ryan Newman, who was on the bud pole and led for a good part of the first part of the race, had a problem. They could not get the car to fire. And in case you didn't hear what happened earlier, he had inadvertently hit the kill switch on the steering wheel. The crew was pushing the car back and forth, trying to get it fire. In the process, he lost seven laps and is now digging from behind, trying to get back up and do what he can here in the closing laps. Only 91 laps remaining here in today's race as we re-rack them and get ready to go green flag racing once again with now Kevin Harvick at the head of the pack. It's Harvick, Greg Biffle. Bill Elliott, Jamie McMurray, and Jimmy Johnson. That is the top five. And currently, 17 cars are shown on the lead lap. Next weekend, NASCAR heads to Richmond, Virginia, Richmond International Raceway, for a big triple-header weekend of racing, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Racing there on Thursday night, the Virginia is for Lovers 200. Motor Racing Network coverage, 745 Eastern Time. The NASCAR Bush Series cars at Richmond on Friday night in the Funai 250, 745 also for our coverage. And then the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, the Chevy Rock and Roll 400 on Saturday night at 7 Eastern Time. Our coverage starts uh, actually on uh, Thursday with the trucks. And then Bud Pole qualifying for the Cup cars on Friday afternoon at 3 Eastern Time to uh, set the field for the Chevy Rock and Roll 400. The Winston Cup race is sold out at Richmond, but tickets uh, remain available for the truck race and the Bush Series race, the Funai 250. New Hampshire International Speedway hosts the Winston Cup Series the week after that, the Sylvania 300, and also the trucks will be there, the New England 200. Motor Racing Network with coverage of all the activities that weekend as well. Ticket offices are open at both these tracks, Richmond and New Hampshire. Call and make your plans to join us if you can at upcoming NASCAR races at these fine tracks. Field giving the indication we're going green when they come back by next time. After this round of pit stops, let's take you back through the top 25 real quick. Kevin Harvick leads, Greg Biffle second, Bill Elliott's third, Jamie McMurray is fourth, Jimmy Johnson is fifth, Bobby Labonte is sixth, Terry Labonte is seventh, Elliott Sadler is eighth, Tony Stewart ninth, Jeremy Mayfield is tenth. Restarting 11th is going to be Robbie Gordon, Jeff Burton 12th, 13th is Matt Kenseth, 14th will be Kevin LePage. 15th is Ricky Craven, 16th is Kurt Busch, 17th is Kyle Petty, 18th will be Ricky Rudd, Todd Bodine will restart 19th, Jeff Green 20th, Ward Burton 21st, Steve Park 22nd, Kenny Wallace 23rd, 24th going to be Joe Nemechek, and 25th is Jimmy Spencer. Before they get the green, Joe, I'd like to take a minute to congratulate Daryl Waltrip and Harry Gant, who were inducted into the NMPA Hall of Fame last night here in Darlington, both very distur- uh, uh, deserving candidates. Uh, went over for that program. I think everybody really had a good time over there last night. And two of the uh, many names that are synonymous with Darlington Raceway. Darrell Waltrip had a lot of success here, and so did Harry Gant over the years. Very deserving that they are inducted into the NMPA Hall of Fame. A couple of the guys hoping to add their name to the list with a win here at Darlington. Here they come to try at it again. Kevin Harvick 
Greg Biffle, Bill Elliott, Jamie McMurray, and Jimmy Johnson. Coming back to the green flag in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. We have 89 laps to go. They head to turn one. And again, Ryan Newman will be poised on the inside line trying to regain another lap. He'll go to the bottom on Kevin Harvick, and he'll get back another lap. He may take Dale Jr. with him. Harvick leaves the race by five over a fast-closing Greg Biffle. Dale Earnhardt Jr. makes the move around Kevin Harvick, and here's Biffle. He changes lanes to the bottom. He'll go. The Granger Ford side-by-side. Kevin Harvick and he door-to-door for the race lead. Kevin Harvick just having a terrible day here in one sense a terrible day i'm saying he can get out in front but he can't stay there just the car's off just a tick it appears scramble right now between bill elliott and jamie mcmurray that's a good one in turn one mcmurray picks his spot and he picks it well goes to the inside and takes the number three position away from bill elliott elliott in fourth jimmy johnson and bobby labonte they are single file on the back stretch here's jamie mcmurray going to work on the lap car of jeff green taking a look down at the inside of the racetrack Nothing is there. Now McMurray tries the top side now as he tries to rid himself of lap traffic. And McMurray better look out. Bill Elliott's right behind him. He wants a piece of this action here, too. He follows McMurray. Now as McMurray drops to the low side of the track, finally clearing Jeff Green's lap car. Moves under the lapped automobile. Now Bill Elliott will follow suit. He'll try and do the same. Goes to the inside on the Pennzoil Chevrolet. He'll move under as they work to the back chute. Jimmy Johnson won't be as fortunate. He can't start the inside runoff turn, too. Instead, he has to follow Green back to the turn. Now he tries to ease his way down to the inside. Can't do it at the entrance to the corner, but midway through, Johnson has a fender alongside. Jimmy Johnson down to the inside of the racetrack. He's had a good race car all day long. Bobby Labonte trying to hang on and hold on to position number six. He'll do it. Terry Labonte is there. So is Elliot Sadler, Tony Stewart. Let's pick that up in turn one. Jimmy Johnson being trailed by the entire Labonte family. It's Bobby right behind him. Then Terry Labonte not far back. Elliot Sadler makes his way onto the lap car. Sadler starts the run to the inside. He's there. Fender alongside the Pennzoil Chevrolet. Elliott Sadler will complete the pass by the time they get to turn number four. Tries to sweep up in line, although now Jeff Green tries to rally back in the outside lane. Elliott finally clears the Jeff Green car, trying to get the seventh position. Is what he's working on now, the seventh spot being held by Terry Labonte. Up front it is Greg Biffle, now starting to pull away from Kevin Harvick. Harvick falling into the clutches now with the third place man, Jamie McMurray. That's the battle for the second spot. Off turn two, McMurray. Being able to catch Kevin Harvick. Harvick losing touch with race leader Greg Biffle. Biffle's lead now about 10, maybe uh, 8 car lengths as they work their way off the corner. Greg Biffle seems to get stronger as this race goes by here this afternoon. He's had a good car all day long, and it seems to get better every time they go on to pit road. Kevin Harvick not lost all that much ground to the leader. Kevin restarted as the leader, now has fallen back to second over in turn two. He is second, third spot, Jamie McMurray, another five car lengths back, an equal distance to Bill Elliott, five more to Jimmy Johnson. How about Bill Elliott now, breaking free of Jimmy Johnson, closing in on Kevin, uh, that is uh, Jamie McMurray, three, four car lengths, the advantage that McMurray has, and now McMurray starting to close in on Kevin Harvick, that would be the challenge for the second position. Meanwhile, here's the race for the tenth position, Jeremy Mayfield has caught Robbie Gordon, swung down the inside lane like he was going to try to pull even with Robbie, but Robbie a little bit quicker getting up off the corner. They'll go nose to tail back to turn one. Robbie Gordon letting the tail end of the singular wireless Chevrolet hang right out there in the breeze, getting every bit of speed out of it he can. Jeremy Mayfield right there takes a look to the inside again. Chevy and Dodge fight for that position. McMurray can't make the move off turn two. Has to follow the tire tracks, and that changes by the time they get to the entrance of turn three. Here comes the car of Jeremy Mayfield, changing lanes and a fender up alongside Robbie Gordon. 18 cars still being shown on the lead lap. The last of those will be Kyle Petty, but Greg Biffle for the moment continues to lead Kevin Harvick, Jamie McMurray, Bill Elliott, and Jimmy Johnson.
We have 77 laps to settle the Mountain Dew Southern 500 here at Darlington. For the moment, very much in command is Greg Biffle. He has an advantage now of one and six tenths seconds over Kevin Harvick. Third is Jamie McMurray. Bill Elliott is fourth. Bill's had a good day. Jimmy Johnson is fifth. Bobby Labonte has worked his way up to sixth. Terry Labonte is seventh. Elliott Sadler is eighth. Tony Stewart is ninth. And Jeremy Mayfield make up the top ten. Kyle Petty was uh, still on the lead lap and still is at this moment. He's the last car on the lead lap running in 18th. And suddenly the engine has soured in the uh, Georgia Pacific Brawny Dodge. He just came by the uh, start-finish line here about five laps ago. Started to notice a a very uh, weird sound to the engine there. It goes by now sounding really flat. So obviously engine problems again plaguing the Petty Enterprises operation. That's kind of been one of their problems throughout the course of this year. What does a weird engine sound like? <laughs> well, you? Listen to Kyle when it comes by. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> he has had a tough year. Kyle has really, really had a tough season, but uh, they're doing everything they can over there to get that, that whole, all their teams turned around, and maybe they can before this, the year is over. Right now, the issue at hand is can anything do any, Can anybody do anything with Greg Biffle? Kevin Harvick has uh, lost a little more ground each time around. He's a little better than two seconds behind him right now. Nobody else is gaining on him either. Neither is Jamie McMurray or Bill Elliott or Jimmy Johnson. Tell you who is having a pretty good run. Tony Stewart's beginning to work his way back up to the front. Adam Alexander's in his pit. Well, it's been a pretty good day for Tony Stewart. He started the 20th position, Barney. Started to work his way up through the field. Really ran anywhere from 10th to 12th in the middle stages of the race. But now as we enter the fourth quarter, they're in the top 10 and looking good. The crew chief is Greg Zipadelli. Greg, you guys have now worked your way into the top 10. Less than 100 laps to go. What's your game plan for here? Yeah, we, we started out and our car was okay. We made the wrong changes. Found ourselves all the way back in the back, and uh, we've just been willing away to some people, Monte Carlos. It's not bad right now. We um, it seems like every time we get going, we get these guys, we get a caution. It looks like we kind of need a little bit of a long run. Those are the words of Greg Zipadelli, the crew chief for Tony Stewart. Earlier in the weekend, Stewart announced that he and Joe Gibbs are reaching an agreement. He will stay with Joe Gibbs Racing through the 2009 season. That is good news for the folks at Joe Gibbs Racing and not the folks at NASCAR as he is the defending Winston Cup champion, and he's been on a roll of late. There were a lot of rumors about what may happen with Tony Stewart. He was talking to Chip Ganassi about making her move over there and some other concepts that came up. And, of course, when the smoke gets out there that maybe somebody's looking at making a change, suddenly it just intensifies. The rumors just go crazy on the Internet and stuff you hear around the racetrack. And when they finally put it to rest with an announcement like that, everybody, okay, we'll move on to another team and start passing some rumors about them and there's still a lot of those things wide open about what's going to happen for next year among a lot of teams yeah there's a lot of drivers down there that uh, might be up for grabs i guess is the best way to put it and we'll see how it all plays out as the season winds down right now this race is winding down here at darlington we have 71 laps to go greg biffle continues to lead kevin harvick jamie mcmurray bill elliott and jimmy johnson winston kelly uh, just a moment ago we we're talking about elliott sadler having a good day he is back in eighth position what do the team feel like his chances might be to pull off a win here? Well, I'll tell you what, they started fourth, and then they started to free fall back through the pack early on in the day and just barely hung on to the top 20. Todd Parrott's joined the crew, rejoined Robert Yates Racing as a co-crew chief, along with Raymond Fox. See if we can get a quick comment from him. Todd, welcome back. You guys are having a great run. What's Elliot saying about the car? Seems to have bounced back from the early part of the race. Well, it seems like the car's been tight most of the day, uh, you know, in and through the center. Uh, a lot of people are fighting that, and we've been adjusting on this thing all day long. Uh, got back there about uh, 19th or 20th one time, and guys had some great pit stops, and um, got the car back up in the top 10. Hopefully, uh, we get this thing just a little bit better. Next caution flag, and hopefully, uh, 
the 16 strong, real strong, and um, just hopefully maybe get a top five out of it for these guys. Well, so far, they've had a great run going, worked their way back up into the top ten, and as Todd said, they fell all the way back to 20th. That's because the car has been just a little bit tight for Elliott's liking. They've had some pit stops, sub-14 seconds in the 13-5 range. So this M&M's crew having a good, solid day with Todd Perry and Raymond Fox calling the shots here up on top of the pit box. And Dave Moody, you look like he grabbed another spot in front of you. Indeed he did. Barney drove to the inside on the Bobby Labonte machine, took a spot away from him. So Bobby has dropped two spots in the last three laps. Brother Terry got by. Now Elliott Sadler, and he may lose another one here in a moment. Yep, Tony Stewart's pulling down to the inside. His teammate going after him now, Jeremy Mayfield, stacked up as well to put a pass on Bobby Labonte. He's starting to fade here at lap 299. Let's follow that move up at turn one. Stewart moves underneath. Mayfield moves underneath. Bobby Labonte can do nothing about it. He'll just fall in line off of number two. Really had his hands full. Bobby Labonte's been uh, trying to work that car to try to hold on to those positions. Not working in his favor as Tony Stewart and Jeremy Mayfield have both passed the interstate battery Chevrolet. 300 laps are on the board right now. 67 remain, and it's all going to be over here at Darlington. And right now, I guess Winston Kelly, everybody's figuring on pit road. If this race stays green, when do we come back in for that final pit stop? Well, they last came in uh, around lap uh, 260, 270, if I remember correctly, Barney. And uh, so they can go. They can't go, quite go all the way on fuel. They had told us yesterday they could go anywhere in the 90-lap range. So we expect that they'll stay out somewhere around lap 340 after they've been out there about 70 laps or so. But i tell you one thing I expect to see, if we don't have a caution flag after around lap 330 or so, if we'll see some guys kind of short pit come in a little bit earlier to get those four fresh tires on. Every time we think we're going to have some green flag pit stops, we get within 10 laps or so of it, then we've had a caution flag go. So while there's not a lot of strategy on pit road in terms of whether you're going to take on four tires or not, gas and go or not, the call is going to be the last part of the race. Who's going to start coming in as early as lap 320 or 325? Or are they going to stretch it to lap 340 and go about 70 laps on the tire? So that's going to be the gamble that they're going to make. You guys were talking about Bobby Labonte falling back. His car's gotten very tight on this set of tires. So he's looking for a caution flag sooner rather than later. 65 laps remain here at Darlington. With some 53 laps remaining, going to be another lap or so before the caution flag will be pulled in. We'll go back to green. Jamie McMurray is going to be the man they chase, and we have talked most of the day about how solid that race car was to stay up in the top five and keep himself in a position to win this race. The key now is, can he do it? Can he keep it up there? Keep it out in front of Kevin Harvick and uh, Terry Labonte, who's also been good all day long. Talk about consistency. That's a picture of Terry today as well. Bill Elliott rides along in fourth. Jeff Burton is fifth. That's the closest he's come to the front of the field in a while after leading early on this afternoon. And Greg Biffle, who was leading, will restart in the sixth position. Here comes the field off turn four to the start-finish line. Green flag waves again here at Darlington Raceway. And Jamie McMurray takes off and tries to pull away from Kevin Harvick in turn one. McMurray off and running, has two lap cars between himself and Harvick. And it may only be one. Here comes Ryan Newman down to the bottom. No dice. McMurray drives away off turn two. Instead, Ryan Newman finds himself under fire from Dale Earnhardt. Jr. now. Here's Jr. to the bottom of the racetrack, side by side. They will race right in front of Kevin Harvick. Harvick with a mirror full of Terry Labonte, who looks to the high side in turn four. That's got to be really frustrating for Kevin Harvick, because both those cars are many, many laps down, but you understand why they're up there running as hard as they can also, but he kind of gets boxed in for a moment, and that has allowed Jamie McMurray a lot of breathing room. McMurray's going to try and check out while the check-in is good. He's 
got five car lengths over the lap car of Ryan Newman, then Dale Jr., then five more back to Harvick. Yeah, McMurray is in the gas, pulling away. Got those two lap cars between himself and Kevin Harvick. But Harvick has no breathing room. He's got Terry Labonte, Dale Elliott, and Greg Biffle stacked up right behind him. Nose to tails away. They're stacked up from the third spot on back, actually from the second spot, which Kevin Harvick holds on back. Terry Labonte there, also Bill Elliott and Greg Biffle all looking for room to get by. Labonte looking to the inside lane. Kevin Harvick drove it in very deep on the bottom of the racetrack to keep him behind him. Robbie Gordon trying to join that fray as well as he makes a move down low. Four-car fight for the second position, soon to be a five-car battle as now Jeff Burton latches on to the tail end of that four-car freight train. First car out of line, here's Greg Biffle. He's going to work on Elliott for fourth. Better get what you can right now because once those tires start wearing down, you're going to fall back uh, no matter what as the laps wind down. We've got 49 to go. Kevin Harvick, Terry Labonte, Bill Elliott, Greg Biffle, all in a scramble over in turn two. They all run from second on back. It is Kevin Harvick, a car length up on Terry Labonte, then Bill Elliott, then Biffle as they continue to run down the back chute. Everyone holding their position and holding their lines. No one is stepping out of line except further back. Mid-pack, here's Kurt Busch breaks out of line. Races side by side alongside Jeremy Mayfield with Ricky Craven and Matt Kenseth in that battle as well. Jeff Burton goes way high in turn number four. Goes to the outside wall. Looks like he maybe was going to take a shot at his teammate Greg Biffle there. But Biffle also went up against the wall, forcing him back in line. They're in turn two. Just about everybody inches from the concrete. An outside pass would be next to impossible. They'll all stay single file once again off two. Kevin Harvick in second. Terry the body in third. Bill Elliott rides fourth. Greg Biffle in fifth. And Jeff Burton in sixth. All single file. Separated by about a car length. All four. Pretty hard racing going on for seventh place. Robbie Gordon has it. Jimmy Johnson, Elliott Sadler both there. Work on him out of turn number four. Come back into the front straightaway and head off into turn number one. Let's follow that one. Jimmy Johnson has reeled in Robbie Gordon from about three car lengths back. Takes a look to the inside lane. Tries to put a wheel underneath Robbie Gordon. He'll do it, but Gordon pulls away off two. Come on the Chevy side by side there for just a moment. Johnson back in line off turn two. Now dies for the bottom. Robbie tries to block, but he's stuck in the outside lane. Jimmy Johnson goes by. He'll grab the position and leave the lane open for Elliott Sadler. Jimmy up to the seventh position. Elliott Sadler gets by. He'll grab the eighth spot. And that'll drop Robbie Gordon back to ninth. Further back for tenth. A good race going on there as well. Tony Stewart leads that pack to turn one. He's got a rear view mirror full of his Joe Gibbs racing teammate Bobby Labonte. A couple of more back to Jeremy Mayfield. Then Kurt Busch who's on the move. Kurt Busch to the inside of Ward Burton. He'll make the pass off turn two. Now has free and clear racetrack to get up there and fight with Jeremy Mayfield. But speaking of fighting, the teammates go at it. Bobby Labonte to the inside of Tony Stewart. He'll grab the spot in three. They line up single file as they hit the front straightaway, and the laps go down to 45 remaining here this afternoon at Darlington. Greg Biffle is back in fifth place at a very strong race car. Winston Kelly, what are they saying? Has he got a shot? Well, they think they got a very strong race car, but they have a little bit of a clutch problem. Right before he came down pit road, he said the clutch was vibrating, so they had a pretty decent pit stop, but not anywhere good as that of Jamie McMurray, Kevin Harvick, Terry Labonte, and Bill Elliott, who got out in front of him. But a slight vibration in the clutch, and that car ran a whole lot better out in front. When they had the clean air, he's not able to make his way back around Bill Elliott. So while they're pleased with the top five run, they feel like 
they may have lost the opportunity to win here this afternoon at Darlington. Jamie McMurray doing everything that you need to do here at Darlington right now. He just needs to keep that car in a straight line. Don't hit the wall. Don't burn the tires down. So you've got a little something left in case Kevin Harvick, Terry Labonte, Bill Elliott, and some of the other top five cars, Greg Biffle, get up there and have a run at you. But right now he's looking awfully strong as he crosses the line with a big advantage of a little over two seconds on the rest of the field. He's heading for turn two. Nothing to worry about behind him. Nothing to worry about in the immediate future in front of him. Just conserving the rubber, rubber, running a nice straight line as he works off to the back straightaway. He will have some lap cars to deal with, but not anytime soon. We've got Jeff Gordon, also Dave Laney, and Michael Waltrip. Although those drivers reduce their speed, and Jamie McMurray starts to overtake the Gordon car, now all four. That shuffle from second on back we were talking about. It's kind of broken up a little bit. Kevin Harvick has pulled away from Terry Labonte, who is challenging for that position. Labonte does have some company, though. Bill Elliott's pulled up within a car length of him. Elliott is right there, and just a couple of car lengths further back, the Greg Biffle machine. So that's a good three-car tussle for position right now off turn number two. That's the battle for the third spot. Terry Labonte with a little breathing room, a car length maybe two over Bill Elliott, but now they've got some lap traffic to deal with. Jeff Gordon's car occupies the inside lane, and all the lead lap cars change lanes and go to the high side in the corner. Nobody wants to give up anything right now as the laps wind down, just 42 to go, because if you lose a position at this stage of the race, odds of getting it back are going to be very slim. Leader goes back to one. Well, are back in the pack. Jeremy Mayfield looking to move up. He dives to the inside on Tony Stewart. He opens the inside lane for Kurt Busch. Stewart loses a couple of spots, and it may not be over yet. Ricky Craven is right there. Craven will try and close in as they exit the banking in two. He'll do just that coming onto the back straightaway. Ricky Craven not stepping out of line, but closing in on Tony Stewart. They're separated by half a car length as now Craven looks to the bottom. Tony Stewart and the Home Depot Chevrolet slide wide. They'll race side by side. Both four. Something just happened to Greg Biffle. He was challenging for position. He'd pull up alongside Bill Elliott, and suddenly the car slowed. He dropped down off the banking coming off turn number four. But now Dave Moody appears to be back up to speed. Back under power, Joe. It may have been an electrical problem. He might have had time to switch the electrical box over, but it looks like he's A-OK right now as he runs for three. He's been bypassed by Jeff Burton. He's been bypassed by Jimmy Johnson. Now falls into the clutches of Elliott Sadler. Greg Biffle had a good race car all day long, and all of a sudden here with just a handful of laps, 39 to be specific, remain. He's got a problem and is beginning to lose positions. He has slid all the way back to seventh. Let's run you back through the top 20 as the laps wind down. Jamie McMurray leads his advantage two and two-tenths seconds over Kevin Harvick, who is in second. Terry Labonte's just had a great day. Terry is still up there in third. Bill Elliott's had a great day also. He is fourth. Give a call to Jeff Burton. He looks like he's going to end up with a good finish also. He is fifth. Jimmy Johnson's still scrambling in there, trying to get back up and be a factor to win this thing. He is sixth. Greg Biffle has fallen back to seventh. Elliott Sadler is eighth. Robbie Gordon is ninth. And Bobby Labonte is tenth. Jeremy Mayfield's had a good day. Jeremy is showing 11th. Kurt Busch has bounced back. Got a lap down at one point. Kurt is now 12th. Ricky Craven's 13th. Tony Stewart's 14th. And Matt Kenseth is 15th. 16th will go right now for the moment to Kevin LePage. Ricky Rudd, 17th. 18th is Todd Bodine. Kyle Petty, 19th. And Jeff Green is 20th. 21st now Ward Burton. 22nd Steve Park. Joe Nemechek, 23rd. Jimmy Spencer, 24th. Kenny Wallace is shown in 25th. Other cars still running include Ryan Newman. He's some seven laps down, running in the 26th position. 27th is Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's about 10 laps down. You got Jason Leffler in 28th, Sterling Marlin 29th, and Dave Blaney 30th. 31st is Mike Skinner, 32nd Jeff Gordon, 33rd Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett 34th, Casey Mears 35th, Rusty Wallace 36th, and Michael Waltrip 37th. Out of the race, the cars of Ken Schrader, Derek Cope, 
Johnny Benson is out. Also, Hermie Sadler, Tony Raines, and Christian Fittipaldi out of the race. We have 37 laps remaining. Jamie McMurray's lead now 2.3 seconds out in front of Kevin Harvick. Let's check in on Pitt Road. Well, you talked about the problems for Greg Biffle. They continue to compound. The car just popped out of gear, so don't, they don't know whether it had something to do with those clutch problems. The car Trouble at turn number one. Robbie Gordon is in the wall. The singular wireless Chevrolet drifts high, slaps the concrete damage on the right front corner for Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon is just coasting along in that outside groove. We do not see a caution on the field yet. We may do it because he is still very slow out of turn number two in the middle of the backstretch, but he is still moving right now. Robbie Gordon, heavy damage to the right side of that car as he heads over to turn three. Yeah, Barney, a lot of damage to the right side of the Robbie Gordon car. He is off the pace, down to the inside. He's pancaked the right side of that machine. He's trying to keep it out of the groove. Almost slides up in the middle right in front of the racetrack in front of Jamie McMurray, but he yanks it down to the bottom of the racetrack. Robbie was running in the 11th position when the incident occurred over between turns one and two, and now the caution flag will come out. Let's uh, check in with Dave Moody on just what happened there. Single car incident, Joe. It looked like the car just got out from under him momentarily, and it doesn't take much. When you're only running three or four inches from the concrete, a bit of a slip can put you in the wall, and that's the case for Robbie Gordon. So the 10th caution flag of the afternoon is displayed here at lap 333, just 34 laps shy of the finish, when Robbie Gordon, having a decent day here, running in the 11th position, has tugged the wall in turn number two. Let's go down to his pit. He's pulled in in front of Adam Alexander. He brings it to a stop. The crew having to push the right side up off the ground and pry it up to get the jack underneath. That's where the heaviest damage was. Now they've been able to get the jack under the car. They jack up the right side, putting right side tires on, pulling sheet metal away from the right front fender. That right front tire is smoked. They're pulling sheet metal now away from the uh, right rear of the car. Heavy damage to the right side of the singular wireless Chevrolet. Robbie Gordon on that last restart was seventh. He had consistently been coming through the field, but unfortunately he gets a Darlington stripe in a big way. They change right side tires, and now he pulls away. As we always say, this racetrack will bite you. It doesn't matter if you've got uh, 50 races under your belt here or two. It doesn't make any difference. You can end up in the wall here at Darlington. Here they come on the pit road. Let's go down to Danielle Fry. Well, they're working on the right side of Kevin Harvick's machine. He wanted just a slight air pressure adjustment. He thinks the car is really good and can go to victory lane today in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Work is complete on the right side. They're working on the left side. A great pit stop for Kevin Harvick as he is down and away. There's also four tires for Jeff Burton as well. Winston Kelly. Jamie McMurray the first away last time. The crew swings around to the left side of the machine. Jeremy Mayfield on pit road along with a low Chevy. Of Jimmy Johnson further down, Elliot Sadler, Greg Biffle, Ricky Craven, and Bobby Levani. Terry Levani is going to be the first out. Is he going to beat everybody on the other end of pit road? Terry Levani with a great pit stop in front of you, Adam Alexander. 13.11 seconds the stop for Texas Terry Levani. He comes in, gets four tires and fuel. He beats all the guys off the midsection of pit road. Bill Elliott was in. Tony Stewart was in. Kevin LePage made a stop. Matt Kenseth, Ricky Rudd, and Kurt Busch. But it was Texas Terry Levani. 13.11 seconds on the stop, and he has got the lead in the latter stages of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. We have 33 laps remaining here at Darlington. Well, we've got the makings of a pretty good finish here at Darlington. Terry Labonte beat everybody off pit road, so he is going to restart as the leader. It's been 156 races since Terry went to victory lane, and it's been some, what, back in 1980 when he last time he won here at Darlington. But he's got to hold off Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Jamie McMurray, Bill Elliott, Jeff Burton, Greg Biffle, and the rest of the field. Yeah, got some young lines right there behind him. And Harvick, Johnson, and McMurray, the veteran Bill Elliott riding in fifth. 
Jeff Burton, who is so good early today, he's riding in the sixth spot. He's a two-time winner here at Darlington. Then Biffle, who also was so strong when he had his turn up at the front of the field. Mayfield, Ricky Craven, and Bobby Labonte completing the rest of the top ten. Uh, Robbie Gordon, of course, causing the caution when he tagged the wall. Apparently had a tire going down. That's what kind of sent the singular wireless Chevrolet careening up into the wall in turns one and two. They've knocked the toe-in out. He's now sitting on pit road. Also, he was too fast exiting the pit lane, so he's being held there a lap by NASCAR. So what was 11th place run and could have been a good finish for Robbie Gordon, probably going up in smoke this afternoon as it has for so many here today. Coming down to the line for the restart, it will be 30 laps remaining. Can Texas Terry hang on and win the last Southern 500 on Labor Day here at Darlington Raceway? He's off, racing off into turn one. Here's Labonte on the outside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. down low, trying to get a lap back. He'll do it. Terry Labonte rides second on the racetrack. Then the lap car, Brian Newman, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Jamie McMurray. Johnson almost lost control coming off of turn two. Almost got into Ward Burton, but is able to sort it out. Here comes Terry Labonte, putting pressure on Dale Earnhardt Jr., trying to put him another lap down, and pulling away from Kevin Harvick, who rides about five, ten car lengths behind. Terry just right now riding behind Earnhardt Jr., who is many, many laps down. Dale Jr. pulls over and says, hey, you're racing for the win. I'm some seven laps behind. Take it on. And that's exactly what he does as he goes to turn two. Terry Labonte more than happy to put another car between himself and Kevin Harvick. Two lap machines and about a second to lead. And what's more important, he's all out in clean air. No lap cars in front of him. Nothing but open racetrack. Terry Labonte comes back to the corner. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Ryan Newman, and two car lanes separate himself from Kevin Harvick. Terry heads off turn four, back to the start-finish line. Got a little bit of breathing room because of those two lap cars that are racing among themselves. And as Dave Moody said, nearly a full second back to second place, Kevin Harvick. A bit further back, Jeremy Mayfield trying to make his way back to the front of the field. Drives underneath the Jeff Burton machine. Burton now falls back into the hands of Ricky Craven and Bobby Labonte. Here's Kevin Harvick making the move under Ryan Newman. He's got Jimmy Johnson and the car of Jamie McMurray on the back bumper. They are nose to tail from second on back. Now Johnson's going to try Harvick for second. Jimmy Johnson wants to get up there in second position, at least have a shot at maybe catching the leader with just 27 laps to go and he pulls it. Oh, well, I thought he's going to pull it off. He goes back to one. The Robbie Gordon machine running very slowly down on the inside. They've blown the right front tire once again. Leaders go steaming by. Kevin Harvick holds second. Jimmy Johnson, Jamie McMurray, and Bill Elliott. All nose to tail, separated each by about a car length, maybe two. Further back, here's Kurt Busch. Breaks out of line, puts the pass on Jeff Burton. They race side by side into the corner. Throw Elliott Sattler in that mix as well as Burton hangs on to the spot for now. Ryan Newman cost Kevin Harvick a little bit of space here about two laps laps ago. He nearly tagged the wall coming off turn number two, and his car's not handling at all. Again, Newman is some seven laps down from the race leader, and right now his car is really giving him a fit out there. The leader is Terry Labonte. Now by two and a half seconds, he's headed to turn three. And he's got half the distance to the back straightaway and the lap car of Dale Earnhardt Jr. between himself and Kevin Harvick. Harvick's got some breathing room of his own. Three, four car lengths between himself and Jimmy Johnson who rides in third spot. Boy, this would be one big victory for Texas Terry if he can pull it off here this afternoon at Darlington. He had his first success at this racetrack, and wouldn't he love to go to victory lane? He's got a good advantage right now over in turn two. And he's not happy with it, Barney. He is still on the hammer and pulling away. Harvick rides a distant second, about seven car lengths up on Jimmy Johnson. Further back, changing of hands of eighth position. Bobby Labonte drove down to the inside of Ricky Craven. Completed the pass by the time they got to the back straightaway. Craven sealed off the inside lane, but he's got Jeff Burton and Elliott Sadler side by side behind him. There's some good cars in that pack. Craven, Labonte, Jeff Burton is back there. Elliott Sadler and Kurt Busch. Also Matt Kenseth. 
plus Tony Stewart all backed up back in the pack here at the latter stages of the race. Terry Levani exits turn number two, hits the back straightaway. The margin now still two and a half seconds back to the second place car. Let's pick up the battle now between Jeremy Mayfield and Greg Biffle. That's going on for sixth in turn three. That battle for now is nose to tail. It comes into the corner, separated by about a car length. Biffle was there on the back bumper a moment ago, but Mayfield pulls out by three car lengths off the corner. And the laps continue to wind down. There's only 23 remaining for Terry Labonte and the rest of the field. A lot of guys are in a position right now to at least pick up a spot or two. Jimmy Johnson's close enough to catch Kevin Harvick for second. Bill Elliott and Jamie McMurray riding real close together. And also Jeremy Mayfield's in that mix. They all head over to turn three. Watching the battle of dodges between Jamie McMurray, Bill Elliott, and Jeremy Mayfield. They're fighting from fourth position on back. For now, McMurray has a car length over Elliott. Meanwhile, Robbie Gordon's car has gone into the garage. He's out of the race because of the accident that occurred on lap 333. They cut a tire, ripped the the fender up had some other problems so he is done for the day let's grab that fourth place battle again working its way off turn two jamie mcmurray there trying to hold off bill elliott and jeremy mayfield mcmurray has some breathing room for now joe he's got two car lengths between himself and elliott although now the car of jeremy mayfield closes in on bill elliott they'll run nose to tail as jimmy johnson in third trying to put the lap car of dale earnhardt jr behind him we have 21 laps remaining here at darlington Terry Labonte's chances of winning here at Darlington looking better every lap around, and the laps are winding down. 16 to go for Terry right now. His advantage, two and three-tenths seconds. So Kevin Harvick has picked up about a tenth on him. They go back to turn two. Terry Labonte, though, still got some lap traffic between himself and Harvick. The slower cars of Michael Waltrip and Dave Blaney dead ahead for Harvick on the back stretch. Harvick's going to have to pick his way through that lap traffic. Blaney drops down to the inside, lets Harvick go. But now Harvick closes up on Michael Waltrip. Waltrip changes lanes. He goes to the bottom. Harvick goes to the top in turn four. Here's the top five. Terry Labonte, Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Jamie McMurray, and Jeremy Mayfield. As we come down to just 14 laps remaining in the Mountain Dew Southern 500, Labonte's lead now 2.6 seconds. They're back up in one. Runs up on the outside, inches from the wall. Now dials it low off two, straight and true to the backstretch. Watching the battle for the fourth spot now. Jamie McMurray and Jeremy Mayfield nose to tail in lap traffic. And Bill Elliott is a factor in that as well. All those cars run single file around the last car of Michael Waltrip. That's going to buy McMurray some room. He'll pull out by two car lengths over Jeremy Mayfield. Yeah, some of these cars back there jockeying for position, having to work through some of the lap traffic as the laps do wind down. Just 14 to go. There's got to be an awful lot of excitement in Terry Labonte's pit right now. No doubt about that, Barney. The last time Terry Labonte led laps at Darlington, the 1999 Southern 500, a 13.1 second pit stop got him the lead. Jim Long, the crew chief, what's it going to take to hold him off? Well, Terry's doing it right now. We don't need no cautions right now. Just keep my fingers crossed. No caution. There is no doubt about it. Jim Long is very nervous sitting here on the pits box, clapping his hands every time Terry goes by. 23 years ago, Terry Labonte got his first Winston Cup win in the 1980 Darlington Southern 500. No doubt he'd love to pick up another victory here in the final Labor Day weekend classic today. It would be a popular win if he can pull it off. I think everyone would love to see Terry Labonte win today's race. Jim Long was talking about uh, the fact he did not want to see a caution flag. We almost got one just then. Sterling Marlin tagged the wall over in turn number two. His car's been through a lot here this afternoon and uh, nearly got into some more of it there. NASCAR called over to their spotter. He said, okay, it's all clear over here. We can keep going. 
So he came real close to getting that caution flag that Jim did not want to see. So for Kevin Harvick, Danielle Fry, I guess all they're going to try to do is hang on to second, realizing Terry's so good here. Well, I don't think so because Kevin Harvick's not going to give up that easy, Joe. He's going to go down with, with a battle. I just talked to his crew chief, Todd Barrier, and he said that Kevin came on and he said, can I forget about managing the tires now? And Todd said, yes, go for it. Hammer down, do whatever you can do to catch the five. He has reeled off uh, maybe a tenth of a second on Terry Labonte as they work their way back into turns one and two, but he's only got 11 laps to make up 2.4 seconds to catch him. Can he do it? He's over in turn two. Watching Kevin Harvick, Barney, he's rid himself of the lap cars, and that's to his advantage. He only has one left, and that's Casey Mears, but he's got a whole lot of real estate to make up as Terry Labonte looks like he's got about three seconds between himself and Harvick. Harvick doing everything he can to pedal hard and keep up. Here's Terry coming across the start-finish line. The signal displayed 10 laps to go in the Mountain Dew Southern 500, and the margin still 2.4 seconds back to Kevin Harvick. Harvick is going to have to do better than a tenth of a second a lap. He's going to run out of laps long before he runs out of tenths. He's given it all he's got, but Terry Labonte is strong down the backstretch. He's very strong, and he has free racetrack, free and clear racetrack ahead of him, although he will catch some more lap traffic. But Terry Labonte eases into the corner up to the high side and then gently works his way off turn four. Terry Labonte's best finish this year has been a fourth. This would be one of the biggest wins of his career if he can hang on and pull it off. He's got nine laps remaining. He's over in turn one. Terry Labonte has not wavered off the line, running right up there next to the outside retaining wall, keeping on pace, keeping the concentration high. He continues to show the way off two. Looking back, what was a three-car fight for fourth is now a two-car tussle for fifth. Jeremy Mayfield is now into the clutches of Bill Elliott. Elliott started a move in turn two, had to come out of the throttle, and again, Elliott goes to work on Mayfield, looking high, looking low, and Elliott is there trying to take that spot away. That's a race for the fourth position. Bill Elliott sizes him up, sees the opportunity opening up down to the low side of the track, pulls there momentarily, gets a peak, but no more. Back in line, single file. They race for fourth in turn one. Awesome. Bill sneaks a peek down to the inside of Jeremy Mayfield. Tries to put a wheel underneath the Dodge, but he can't do it. Off turn number two, they'll remain single file. Jamie McMurray has fourth. Jeremy Mayfield in fifth. Bill Elliott in sixth. Here again, Elliott looking to the inside. Nothing's there. The lap car of Sterling Marlin will block his advance, although Elliott's going to push the point in the lap traffic off four. Bill Elliott comes down to the inside, gets a fender up there along for just a quick second, then they get shut down he has to drop back in single file behind Jeremy Mayfield. With seven laps to go, Terry Labonte leads Kevin Harvick, Jimmy Johnson, Jeremy Mayfield is back in fifth, and Bill Elliott sixth, Bobby Labonte is seventh, Ricky Craven's eighth, Elliott Sadler ninth, and Greg Biffle is tenth. As Terry Labonte trying to put it all together here this afternoon, he's heading up to turn number four, about to spill back into the straightaway. Don't you know his heart's pounding right now, saying, hey, man, I may do this thing. His heart, as well as Jim Long, the crew chief, and everybody on pit wall, they're directly ahead of us here. Uh, And they're all standing up on the pit wall, as uh, Adam Alexander explained. They're clapping every time the car goes by. They are thrilled because for so long, I mean, look at the years when Jeff Gordon was so good. And the Kellogg's car always kind of struggled. They'd finish maybe top five every now and then, top ten. Dating back to 1999, since this team has won together, and they're about to pull it off here again today on a very monumental day, the last Labor Day weekend running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Labonte crosses the line. Five laps to go. The margin is up to 2.7 seconds. 
to Kevin Harvick. Lavani's up in front of Dave Moody in turn one. And Joe, the amazing thing, all the fans on the inside of turn one, they may have arrived as Dale Earnhardt Jr. or Bobby Lavani fans, but they're all right now Terry Lavani fans. Everybody cheering on the Kellogg Chevrolet. And everybody is on their feet on the backstretch grandstand watching Terry Lavani come by, closing in on the lap car of Kenny Wallace and Jimmy Spencer. Going to catch a bunch of lap traffic here as the laps wind down. He's got four to go, but I don't think it's going to be any factor to slow him up and allow Kevin Harvick to make up that much distance. Let's pick him up in one. He'll come up on the back bumper of the Kenny Wallace machine. Kenny pulls down to the inside, gives way. Terry Labonte surges past. Next in line will be Jimmy Spencer. Very methodical is Terry Labonte making his moves around lap traffic, nursing the car in the corner. Here he comes off the end of the backstretch, easing the car down to the inside of the racetrack, sliding up against the concrete, now putting a lap on Jeff Gordon now, working high all four. Terry passes his teammate easily. Jeff Gordon with a damaged car from a crash earlier this afternoon. Crosses the start-finish line. Now it's three laps to go. Kevin Harvick now comes across the start-finish line. The margin down to 2.3 seconds. Terry Labonte picks his way past the Dave Blaney machine on the outside. He'll exit off turn number two. He's got all the room he needs as the laps continue to wind down. He closes in on Jimmy Spencer, Spencer's car. The serious dodge down low, swinging high up the racetrack. Terry Labonte, two car lengths behind Spencer in turn four. Terry Labonte comes out of turn number four. Been watching him work through some of this lap traffic, and just everybody's giving him plenty of room to stay out there, giving him all the racetrack he needs. Two laps to go. He's in one. Pulls up on the back bumper of the Jimmy Spencer machine. Jimmy a little bit sideways. Labonte gives him room to gather it up. He'll follow in Spencer's tire tracks off turn number two. See what move Terry Labonte will make to try to get around Spencer. He's content to follow Spencer off the end of the back stretch. Closing in very slowly down to one car length as Spencer goes up the racetrack, forces Labonte to change lanes and go to the bottom in the corner. Yeah, but Jimmy drifts up high, gives him plenty of room, lets him go as he comes out of turn number four. And here is the white flag, and everybody here has their hands in the air waving for Terry Labonte. He's heading for turn one. Can he get it back to victory lane? They're all on their feet for Texas Terry Labonte. It's been a long time between visits as he works it off turn two. Terry Labonte for the final time at Darlington. The crowd in the backstretch grandstands waving their caps and waving their arms as Terry Labonte hurdles off the end of the back straightaway, not being challenged by anyone, not closing in on the on any lap traffic. Terry Labonte comes off turn four. Terry Labonte's going to win again at Darlington. A winless streak dating back 156 races ends today as Terry Labonte wins at Darlington in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. He's had 51 starts at this racetrack, two wins. The first was his very first of his career in 1980, and today he does it again. Let's go to pit road. The celebration is on. High fives on the pit lane. Jim Long, the crew chief, climbing down off the pit box, has got tears in his eyes. Yesterday, Hendrick Motorsports saw youth go to victory lane as 19-year-old Brian Vickers won the Bush race. Today it's the veteran, Terry Labonte, approaching 50, has won the Mountain Dew Southern 500 at Darlington. We'll talk to Terry Labonte in Gatorade Victory Lane coming up and the other finishers in the top five from today's Mountain Dew Southern 500 in a moment. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio, sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Back at Darlington Raceway, where Terry Labonte has won the Mountain Dew Southern 500, his crew came out to the start-finish line to greet him. And instead of Terry doing a burnout like a lot of guys do these days, the team climbed the fence here at the start-finish line here at Darlington Raceway. A very, very popular win. 
And, uh, and I think Dave Moody said it earlier today. He said a lot of folks came here today being an Earnhardt Jr. fan or a Jeff Gordon fan or whatever. They'll leave here today being a Terry Labonte fan. Yeah, they were a very, very popular win. Terry took the checkered flag and made a victory lap all the way around the racetrack for the fans in the back straightaway and here in the front straightaway instead of doing the burnout. We'll be going down to victory lane. And I'm sure he's been called the Iceman, but I think he's, we're going to see a little excitement out of Terry Labonte here this afternoon. Let's go trackside right now and see if we can talk with Kevin Harvick or Jimmy Johnson, who finished second and third. Hey, it was another good run for a veteran, that being Bill Elliott. Came home fifth today. Bill, solid run for you in the Dodge. Well, the guys did a good job. They worked hard all day. We just struggled. The longer I ran, the tighter I got. Just hanging on, man. He is no doubt a whoop pup sitting on the garage here on or sitting on the uh, pit lane wall rather, but it was a great run for Bill Elliott as he brings his Dodge home in fifth this afternoon. Let's see if we can catch up with some of the other top five finishers. Well, Kevin Harvick is sitting out here on pit road too. He's leaning in. He's he's got a smile on his face. Did you give it all you had there at the end to try and catch uh, Terry? Yeah, Terry and I were pretty much the same speed, and uh, when a twelve got up into the wall and. And um, I don't know what those guys were doing, but uh, he just, I just got behind. And, and when I hit the 12, I got even further behind. And, but to tell you what, if there's anybody that's going to win the last Southern 500 on Labor Day, and Terry Labonte's going to do it, he's one of the great legends in our sport. And I'm proud to have him here. He's pretty awesome, man. Talk about your pit work today. Your guys were awesome in the pits all day, they seemed like. Yeah, we had a great day in the pits. And, uh, you know, we'd gain two or three spots and, and come out first or second. And, and we're just really trying to take it easy. After yesterday, I, I annihilated the car uh, in the first 20 or 25 laps, and today we try to take the first 15 or 20 laps and just be patient. I think Kevin summed it up for everybody down here on pit road. It's great to see Terry Labonte in victory lane. Yeah, I think every driver here, if they can't win themselves, was, was have no problem with Terry Labonte winning, and it's, it's going to be a very popular victory, as we said. Let's see if we can catch Jimmy Johnson or... Maybe Jamie McMurray. Jimmy Johnson gets his third top five finish of the last four races. Best ever finish here at Darlington. Congratulations on a run, Jimmy. Oh, thank you. Great run today for us. You know, this track is so tough. You can be a little tight, but by the end of the run, this track is so abrasive that you burn the right front off of it. Same with being loose. You're a little loose. At the end of the day, you've killed the end of that run. You've killed your right rear. So we were just back and forth, uh, you know, tight to loose, tight to loose. But at the end, we got it pretty consistent where we could stay up there in the top five, had a great stop at the end, and uh, came out in third. So very happy, but I, I just cannot say how happy I am for Terry Labonte and that whole five team. Everybody at Hendrick Motorsports worked so hard, and I'm glad they had a great day and also a great day for the Slows team. It was a great day yesterday for Hendrick Motorsports as they finish 1-2. And another couple of guys in the top five today as Jimmy Johnson comes home in third. Jamie McMurray, the top finishing rookie, is standing by with Danielle Fry. Well, he finished fourth. He's had a tough weekend as he's been fighting a flu, flu-like flu uh, stomach virus. Jamie, how do you feel right now? i just tired. I mean, I don't know that I felt a lot better this morning. I don't know that yesterday I could have done it. But um, when your car is good, it makes you be motivated a little bit more and have a little extra adrenaline. Um, really happy for the Havlin team. Everybody was talking about how consistent you were today. How much did that uh, help you today? Well, I mean, the fact that my car handled well was huge because, see what I wore, a blister on the palm of my hand at times when you're loose, just, just kind of hanging on. And um, fortunately, <laughs> we made the right changes again last night. Um, I don't know that in Happy Hour we had that great a car, but uh, Donnie and I talked last night and made our car better. And that's the most exciting thing to me about my race team is that we've improved all year long the pit stops, and then Donnie and I's communication is, is getting really good. You can tell the heat, that it was very hot in the car as he's got an ice pack on his uh, his neck. But that's Jamie McMurray. He finishes fourth. Got to be going to victory lane and hear from Terry Labonte in just a moment. As a matter of fact, let's go there now to Gatorade victory lane. Terry Labonte, the winner of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. And they say the ice man cometh, and he came 23 years ago tomorrow back in victory lane today. Terry, I tell you what, where does this victory stack up? 
and all the many 20, 22 that you now have? I think this is the biggest one right here. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've been in victory lane. And uh, so, you know, we, uh, we've been working hard this year, and these guys have been doing a great job. And the guys in the fab shop have been building us really good cars. And, and uh, Jim and all the guys on the Kellogg's team have been doing a great job, uh, you know, working on them at the racetrack. And uh, so we felt like we were, you know, close enough that we could, you know, think about winning a race. And, uh, you know, just worked out today. These pit crew was awesome. Got us out front. That, was, that made the difference. It's so hard to pass today. And uh, we took the lead and uh, checked out on them. Talk about that last pit stop. It was 13.1 seconds. When you're sitting in the car, can you tell how quick it is? Yeah, I knew it was pretty fast. And uh, these guys uh, have done something quicker than that. And, uh, but they're, uh, they're awesome on pit road. And, uh, you know, they've, uh, they, they earned this one here. This was their win today. The car was solid all day long. Between 6th and 10th, and you and Jim Long make a lot of changes to it. Well, we just kept uh, adjusting it one way or the other. It was a little tight one time, a little loose one time. And uh, we just kept, uh, just kept working on it. And we, we, uh, As the Kellogg's cornflakes come in. I was afraid that was going to be ice water, so that's, that's okay. <laughs> but it's just a great day. And uh, got to thank everybody that got milk, too. And I hope they don't pour that on me now, but uh, it was a great day for this whole Kellogg's team. How special is it to win the last Labor Day Southern 500? Well, I think it's it's really special for me, and and I was running there with Bill Elliott, and I thought to myself, you know, I hope one of us two wins it, because we'd appreciate this place a lot more than maybe some of the young guys do, but it's a it's a great place down here. <laughs> hey, hey thanks, man. buddy. Congratulations. Thanks. Awesome That's one for the old guys That's there. As Dale Jarrett comes in to congratulate him, there have been popular wins in NASCAR Winston Cup racing. The 1998 Daytona 500 comes to mind. The 2003 Southern 500 will go down as one of the most popular victories in NASCAR Winston Cup history as the Kellogg Chevrolet team and Terry Labonte in victory lane. Our congratulations to Terry Labonte as the celebration continues down on Gatorade Victory Lane. Gatorade, the official sports beverage of the Darlington Raceway. Back at Darlington, time now for Barney and me to select the winner. The Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award will award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestest Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break in today's event. What do you think? Well, several guys got some some good breaks. Jimmy Johnson might have got the best one of the day when they had a big crash over there in turn number three, and he went flying in there and uh, couldn't get the car woed completely down, tagged the front end of it, did a little cheap metal damage to it, but still will come home with a third-place finish. Not bad. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good one, a good finish for him. Uh, Not quite what he wanted, not the win, but it could have been a whole lot worse for Jimmy Johnson like it was for several guys here today. So Ray Bestest Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR, awards $500 in the name of Jimmy Johnson to the Motor Race Outreach the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. From the Darlington Raceway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Back at Darlington Raceway, a very popular win, as Winston Kelly described. Terry Labonte picks up the victory in the Mountain Dew Southern 500. Let's take a look at the full field rundown. Terry Labonte is the winner. Kevin Harvick will finish second. Jimmy Johnson ran third. Jamie McMurray fourth. Bill Elliott fifth. Jeremy Mayfield finished sixth. Bobby Labonte was seventh. And Ricky Craven eighth. Elliott Sadler comes home ninth. Greg Biffle finished 10th. Jeff Burton ran 11th. Tony Stewart was 12th. Kurt Busch finished 13th. Matt Kenseth 14th. Kevin LePage was 15th. 16th will go to Ricky Rudd. Todd Bodine ran 17th. Jeff Green 18th. 19th goes to Ward Burton. 20th is Steve Park. Joe Nemechek finished 21st. Jimmy Spencer finished 22nd. Ryan Newman 23rd. Kenny Wallace 24th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes home 25th. Jason Leffer was 26th today. Kyle Petty 27th. Robbie Gordon 28th. Mike Skinner was 29th. And Dave Blaney came in in 30th. 31st to Sterling Marlin. Jeff Gordon 32nd. 33rd to Mark Martin. 
34th was Dale Jarrett, 35th Casey Mears, 36th Rusty Wallace, Michael Walter was 37th, Ken Schrader, 38th, Derek Cope, 39th, Johnny Benson, 40th, 41st Hermie Sadler, Tony Raines, 42nd, and Christian Fittipaldi was 43rd. We had 24 lead changes among 12 drivers today. The caution flag waved a total of 10 times. Coming out of today's race, Matt Kenseth's point lead is now 389 over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kevin Harvick is still third. No changes among the top five. Jeff, uh, Jimmy Johnson is fourth, and Jeff Gordon is fifth. Time now for Barney and me to select the EA Sports moment of the race. Plenty of memorable moments in today's event, and most importantly, the finish. So which one deserves the EA Sports moment of the race nomination? I'm thinking that pit stop that uh, they did on Terry Labonte's car to get him out in the front. That was as good a moment as we saw in the race all day long, a 13-and-a-half-second pit stop to beat everybody back out there and, and retain the lead and come home the winner. I'm going to vote in that direction. All right, that's our nomination. Tune in to NASCAR Live on Tuesday evening for the final selection. That will be featured in the next NASCAR Thunder game from EA Sports. Well, again, next weekend we head off to Richmond International Raceway, Richmond, Virginia. We'll start off our coverage there on Thursday night for the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. In the Virginia is for Lovers 200, the NASCAR Bush Series in action at Richmond on Friday night, the Funai 250, and the Chevy Rock and Roll 400 next Saturday night in Richmond. And again, our coverage starts on Thursday with the Truck Series race. Friday afternoon, Bud Pole qualifying for the Winston Cup cars at 3 Eastern time. Other air times that weekend, 7.45 on Friday night and 7 Eastern on Saturday night. Again, it's a sellout for the Winston Cup race, but tickets are still available at Richmond for the truck race and the bush race next Thursday and Friday nights, respectively. Voices are heard in our broadcast today out in the corners, Dave Moody and Mike Bagley along the pit lane. It was Winston Kelly, Adam Alexander, and Danielle Fry, our chief engineer at Motor Racing Network, Julian Vega. He and Chris DeRocher, the broadcast engineer, have done a great job this weekend getting things put together for our broadcast coverage. Our satellite engineer, Mike Weaver, and our production assistants, Todd Costello, Kay Pinchbeck, and David Brandt. Be sure to tune in for NASCAR Today, weekday with news of uh, weekdays, that is, with news of what's going on in the world of NASCAR. NASCAR Live with Eli Gold on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and the world of racing daily here on the Motor Racing Network. A big day, the last Mountain Dew Southern 500 on the Labor Day weekend, and especially big for Terry Labonte, who goes to victory lane, winning here at Darlington. For Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. So long, everyone. MRN Radio. Coverage of the Mountain Dew Southern 500 has come to you from Darlington Raceway. Sponsored by Pontiac. Fuel for the soul. By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR and the NHRA. Available at Sears. Craftsman makes anything possible. Sears, where else? By Gatorade Thirst Quencher. When you need a little something extra, when it counts most, Gatorade. Is it in you? By Ray Bestus. Have your brakes checked every year and ask for Ray Bestus. The best in brakes. By Visa. To learn more about incredible NASCAR offers and promotions, visit Visa.com backslash NASCAR. By Action Performance, the choice of champions for NASCAR licensed die-cast collectibles and apparel. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Wachovia Securities, together we can achieve uncommon results. By AutoZone, get in the zone. AutoZone, by 76 Gasoline. Next time you're on empty, fill up with 76 with Pro Power. Get the spirit of 76 by Labor Ready, the nation's leader in temporary labor. By Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See Featherlight at www.featherlightusa.com. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Mack Trucks Incorporated. 
two-way communications by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Today's broadcast was directed by Ryan Horn. The executive producer for MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.